live. Painkiller Already, episode 256. God damn. This episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Shave time, shave money. Dollar Shave Club. Check them out in the description below for all your shaving. Description to below, annotation on the side, and we'll talk about them again more mid-show, but uh, we appreciate our sponsors. Love Dollar Shave Club. Um, oh, Taylor, I feel like you're the most knowledgeable on the Mizzou thing, although I've tried to become so um, in, in pre-show talk. You seem like you had it all laid out, so... Uh, I tried to be like ever from the from the beginning of it when it all happened. So I guess we'll lay it out because Kyle was not familiar. So basically, the Mizzou Student Association president, who I guess kind of sticks up for students when they're feeling like they're not in a safe space or something <laughs> like that. Uh, God forbid a college entertain more than one idea at once. Uh, he said that some uh, good old fashioned Southern Missouri white boys were driving around a truck in Columbia where Mizzou is and yelling the n-word and offensive things at black people and then later he was like oh and it didn't even have a license plate um, this was all started by the fact that they they said that someone had drawn like a shit swastika on the wall and written it, something you know, the poop like, bandit like, strikes again they wrote a swastika <laughs> with shit with shit yeah they it's went funny, all did, out. did they specify human shit i i think it was implied uh, you know okay there's a different texture to like animal shit. It probably would have just crusted up and fallen off. You need you that. Get dog, you get some dog shit, I feel like, and and you it gets something done. Or cat shit. Cat shit. I feel like a bunch of point. pig shit. If you like rolled it up and made a larger turd, like you could. Almost like chalk. Yeah. Like yeah. Oily. That's what but the caveman used. It's true. Anyway, so he said that there were some country boys driving around saying racial epithets in his direction, and then. After he tweeted this, a bunch of people were freaking out saying, oh, you know, this happened to me too, and I can't even walk around my campus. I feel so, you know, I've gone there for five years, and I don't, I've never felt safe walking around Mizzou. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time there. And so, of course, I'm white, but I've never been walking behind, like, a group of black people to class, and someone just drives by, and I'm like, well, I'd never. Like, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't happen. And after this guy was tweeting about it and talking about it, uh, he also propagated this idea that there were cake, there was a KKK meeting, and that a bunch of students were like, "Oh, we sh we, sh we shouldn't even go to class tomorrow. I don't even feel safe with the KKK on campus." And it was like, "Okay, well, first of all, there aren't meetings of the KKK out in the middle of a place where it doesn't show up on film. Like, you can't jack off and not hit someone filming." Something. I don't know. They got kind of a members-only policy. I think they're, it's not like. Yeah, they're pretty so. At this point, I would think that. They're less members only. They're trying to get anyone. Very unpopular group. <laughs> the KKK, Mexican... you say. Not popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah so... right. There's black people and Mexicans joining Copy because here. they've get really opened the doors. Yeah, yeah brown power tool, home. <laughs> yeah, so this uh, student association guy was tweeting that the KKK was holding like uh, a group like threatening the black students there that, you know, you better not come to school tomorrow. And I was looking all over the place for any evidence of this, like, because at this point, in this day and age, if you can't find something that ridiculous, like, because if anybody had a sliver of evidence with their phone, it would have been all I, over the I want to note, there's no evidence of any of this. Even the shit swastika, no. there's no evidence that that, that, that was happened. Found out that, that was years oh, ago. Oh, come on. shit swastika was yeah. like, made. But, like, and, if I encounter a shit swastika, I'm snapping a photo. That's, yeah. that's a keeper. <laughs> and especially after it becomes national news, you know that the entire campus white and black everyone was trying to get a glimpse of this uh, purportedly red pickup truck 
driving around yelling racial epithets or of a KKK, even a guy wearing something that could be construed as the KKK, like anything at all, people would be trying to find it. And there's no evidence of any of this. Uh, and recently, I guess just today, that guy had to apologize for fabricating this story about the KKK coming to campus. But this is after a huge hullabaloo about, uh, you know, this whole campus being racist. They made the president of the university step down. He resigned. Oh. This yeah, is a man's resigned. career and the rest of his life. His pension That's a well-paying job. It it's was a... in action. Not because he did anything. They were saying, you haven't taken enough action to make sure that this campus of 35,000 this sounds like students. a South Park episode. Yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be a South Park episode. I'm calling it. Like it's I, going. To be. Dude, it, you've it, seen the most recent one. I, I'm sorry. Keep going. I, I just feel like I, I want to reiterate the complete lack of evidence. And they asked some of the student leaders on this, like, what did you want him to do? Like, what action was he supposed to take against imaginary meetings and imaginary poopy swastikas that no one has any proof? Of? What, like. A total clamp down on other imaginary offenses as well like it i feel really bad that this guy lost his job i don't know if he was good at it otherwise i have no idea but this is what got him resigned i didn't want to say fired and uh like his life is turned upside down like this guy got really messed with and we didn't even mention the football team yeah the football team which they threatened uh you know, oh, all the black players on the Mizzou Tigers football team were like, hey, we are not going to play against Brigham Young University if this president doesn't step down. Like, we're not going to do that. So all the good first. players wouldn't play anymore? Oh, good players. They've already <laughs> lost more games than they've won. They're not going anywhere this year. How about you just step down? Let's like, put Team Whitey on the field and see if we can make a change out there. That's what they should have done. They should have had a bunch of white guys out there. Fucking Like the kicker runs out and he misses the ball and falls on his ass. Like This isn't going to go well. No, no. <laughs> no, the kicker probably is fine. That He's was, probably white in the first place. That was butterfly, and that was yeah. skipping. <laughs> seeing him trying to like fill in the running back positions. Like Cody Whitaker is a volunteer from a history building. <laughs> Here comes oh, John Farmer. <laughs> I've thrown males of hay before, but I ain't never played football. <laughs> They're all five but, foot eight. Uh, <laughs> shit kicked out of them. But yeah, so they threatened to do it, and at that point, that's a real power play move because apparently, if they don't, if they didn't play against BYU, obviously BYU is missing a lot of opportunity to promote their own brand, and so they would have to pay BYU a million dollars for missing that game. In addition to pr pretty much throwing their whole season, which is already thrown. Like, they're not getting fucking anywhere. But, yeah, but that also sets a, game, a, a dangerous precedent for the future of, like, oh, we don't agree with what happened on campus here. All right, the whole, you know, uh, university baseball team decides not to play. We're not playing until uh, you bring Gogurt back to the cafeteria. I'm sorry, or, baseball team. No one gives a fuck if you play or not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to think of another sport that people – basketball, college that basketball. That might work. You might. But, uh, yeah, and – let me say firsthand, like, I know that racist stuff has happened on that campus in the past. Uh, when I was there in 2010, uh, there's a black culture center, and it was, like, all over our email of, like, uh, cotton balls littered all over the black culture center. Like, a bunch of, like, racist pieces of shit took, like, hundreds of thousands of cotton balls that I guess they went to Walmart and bought inconspicuously and just <laughs> strewn them all over the whole place. And, of course, there was tons of footage on of that like they cleaned it up almost immediately of course but people still got pictures of it people still it got tweeted out there became a big thing so i know that shit does happen but if there's no evidence in 2015 of it like it's just hard to believe that nobody got any pics of this at someone all. someone had a hunger strike right 
Yeah, his family's well, they made like eight point six million dollars last year. His dad's a railroad executive, which apparently exists still. Apparently, people are railroad executives um, <laughs> from from the railway Jesus family. Paying somebody, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have yeah, all that cheese money. So that guy went on a hunger strike, and worth his family's worth like twenty million dollars. I heard that. Um, he said, I was watching a clip today, which I only saw like five hours ago. Uh, he was tweeting and claiming that the president's car hit him and he was saying like oh i got hit by the president's car four <laughs> days later and still no justice for this and the clip came out and it's a big group of the protesters like locked arms across the road the president the car the president's in uh, a red convertible is pulling up like trying to get by and they won't let him and so you actually see the car back up like trying to get away and the protesters don't know what to do. They're like, well, this was unanticipated. Like, we were kind of hoping that he would run into us. And he tried to do like a back and turn maneuver to kind of get around them. And yeah. he was going maybe a half a mile an hour trying to get around them. And you see the guy who did the hunger stripe actually run up to the car. So he ran into the car more than the car ran into him. My dog did and that it, once. Yeah, the car <laughs> hits him about that hard. And that was the big hubbub. Like the whole thing just seems contrived and... You know, I'll be the first to admit, like, racism definitely exists and is a problem in some ways. Absolutely. Like, that whole cotton ball thing I described, that wasn't a one-time off. Like, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they didn't cotton ball the black history or black culture center again. I'm sure they came up with something new. But that does happen. But there's no reason to just make it up and get people all pissy. Like, I feel like I've been a, a victim of racism. You know? I, I, I absolutely feel like I've been a victim of racism. One was at um, the, the first school I ever went to was William Patterson. And uh, I've told this story before. So in fast forward, I got on an elevator and then it was like five black guys got on and they might've been athletes, but I didn't know them. They were all big, strong guys. And, uh, they said, I think I took the elevator two flights and they maybe took it four or five and they felt like at two flights, I should have taken the steps. And, um, uh, they just, when the door opened, they're like, you know, you're not fucking getting off this elevator. And they're like leaning on the door closed and basically keeping me in this cage with them. It was a little frightening. Uh, but all that really happened is they forced me to not get off the elevator right up to the fifth floor with them. They all got off and then I took it back down, but it was definitely a white thing like they they called that's out my when, color that's when you full, should have like pulled your pants down and just shat yourself <laughs> Everyone, like, all right your call i had to go <laughs> I, I have irritable bowel syndrome i need to get out right now bend over and start spinning 180 degrees just shitting on all of and, them and then there's another one when i worked at cisco and i don't think i've talked about this before but i i had mentioned i was in a group of 22 people in it 18 were indian and uh, that seemed like a really large percentage to me. Now, for years there, I was like involved in the hiring process. And it always seemed so fishy because 100% of the, my manager was Indian. 100% of the resumes that came to me were Indian guys. And uh, I, 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 I talked to them. I was like, what, what's happening here? Like, why is it that I've never seen like an American See? resume? This is like oh, 100%. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's a hundred percent Indian guy, and it's and it's it. There's no black guys. There's no white guys. There's no Asian guys. There's no Native American Indian guys. There's no nothing but Indians coming to like every single. I'm like, are you filtering these or something? He's like, no. HR filters them before they get to me. 
I don't know what's true, but I do go know. HR. Find the racism there. Dude. You gotta go to the top. If I put an ad on Craigslist for a programmer, I promise you, I wouldn't get like a hundred to one ratio of Indian to everything else combined resumes. Something was fucking happening there. Seems like Cisco's employing some, some racist hiring practices we need to get to the bottom of. And no joke, they totally are. They are like, like I am a hundred percent confident Cisco is employing some really fucking racist hiring practices. Um, it was, it was widespread and, uh, <laughs> Managers probably just hiring his close personal family. So <laughs> no, they weren't. Eight family. members of it. I, it could have been at a higher level. Like it, it, they could have been working through. Did like, the whole H1B building firms. smell like Indian people, or was it just when you had to get close to them during lunchtime? Uh, like the cat. Was there a cafeteria? There was, but a lot of them ate in their cubes, and they like they bring their their H1B workers are paid less. Um, they're that's why they hire them. So uh, so a lot of these guys would stay like. Set, they'd like rent a townhouse maybe with three bedrooms or something pack like nine guys in it and uh um you know sleep on floors and stuff like that work at cisco uh a lot this is all generalities of course right but they were they're very frugal with their money they sent a lot home and um uh they would eat they'd bring their own lunches to save money and you could smell it i like indian yeah. food I, just I don't like, like Indian food too. I even Very like the way Indian food smelling. smells. I like but it as I a, don't like the way Indian people smell after they eat Indian food. I like it as a change of pace. Indian food, if you've never had it, oh. like there's a lot of really like rich, heavy foods, and a lot of it's vegetarian too. But you know, when you finish eating Indian, you are not hungry anymore. You have been filled up, and that's not always what I want for every meal. Yeah, and that's not just Indian people, Kyle. The way they smell after eating Indian food. Anyone, pick the whitest yeah. motherfucker in the world, and if you feed him that very pungent every day, that's the that's the trick. Yeah. But but it's it's mostly the Indian people who eat every single day, and then don't yes. use deodorant or wash so on a regular basis. We talked about the Mizzou thing, and this guy whose family's worth twenty million dollars going on a hunger strike. I didn't like the the, the football player was like, you know, there's a black man's life at stake here. I have got to you know stand next to him, and it just seemed. I guess it's all race motivated, but I don't know. It just seemed like if it was it's a white like, guy fighting for right, fuck him. It was the, the the people doing it? Like I think that they're they're not willfully being like, yeah, well, well, most of them. Like it's only the tippity top people, like the guy with the hunger strike, being like, I can take advantage of this situation and make it fit my agenda. Most of the people on Twitter, like aside from the ones who are just flagrantly lying about it, think that they're standing by a good cause. So I don't fault them. Like they think they're doing the right thing. Like. They don't know that the KKK isn't actually there. Like, I'd be kind of peeved if I were black and I knew the KKK was on campus. Like, it's like, the fuck? Like, get those assholes out of here. So it's not like every person who was involved in it's bad. It's just really opportunistic and shameless race baiting by the media and a few select individuals. That costs hmm. a couple people their livelihood. I wonder if they, if there's some sort of like, uh, if the, the president, I wonder what his like deal was. Because he must have gotten a good deal if he uh, if he if he stepped you know, down put on it, if he stepped down I bet he's getting paid a lot of money for a long time. You got a video yeah. here? Yeah, there's a, a similar thing has been going on at Yale. So, uh, God, I hope I have all my facts right. But if I do, they sent out an email, and it essentially said, "We're not going to be censoring your Halloween costumes." 
you know so what that means is that if some if someone wants to do blackface if someone wants to do native american indian if someone wants to be a muslim or or whatever uh somebody wanted to dress up as the twin towers right as their halloween costume which is fine yeah right pretty tasteless but as long as they've got a plane involved somewhere that's where you get your girlfriend involved ah she like (laughs) runs at you and jumps in your arms and he's cute So we're we're flipping over to the all right. Uh, are you ready to play? What you're gonna see here, and, and and in the first like three seconds of the video, he says something like, "Other people have rights to." I, I forget, but anyway, we're, we'll li- tune into the first couple seconds, and it's only a minute twenty long. Ready, set, play. The exception is because other people have rights too, not just walk, walk away. 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 It is. It's about creating a home, a home here. here. You are not doing that. You're supposed You're to be our advocate. That. You should be at the event last night when you hear a Franco say that she didn't know how to create a safe, a safe space. A safe space. Oh, this is that? hilarious. These freshmen probably they think this is what Yale is. It's calling the, the school should be a home, a safe place, not a not a not a, posi- a place of learning. Yeah. It's almost over. I hate these videos when when you've got some obnoxious cunt just yelling at someone in the streets. I, there should be there should be someone there to spray her with something, right? <laughs> There's security guards. They popped out of nowhere. Like it, she starts yelling, and, and security guards came around. And it didn't look like it was a big like group of students for the most part who were like, "Yeah, you tell them, girl." Like you're speaking the truth. A lot of them just had like that gritting their teeth of like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be online." I have a Yale shirt on right now. Dude, like, so she the essence of her argument was because they're allowing because they're not censoring Halloween costumes, right? They're allowing almost anything, I guess. It's not too uh it's I would guess you need to wear clothes, but because they're not censoring Halloween costumes for good taste, that they feel like it's not a safe space anymore. So, I read this article in the Washington Post. Um he went out of his way to not disagree with the students, but portray them as a crying wolf. Central to his description was amenities in the dorm, in which they live in safe, heated buildings with two Steinway grand pianos, an indoor basketball court, a courtyard with hammocks and picnic tables, a computer lab, a dance studio, a gym, a movie theater, a film editing lab, billiards tables, an art gallery, and four music practice rooms. But they can't bear this setting that millions of people would risk their lives to inhabit because one woman wrote an email that hurt her feelings. So yeah, let me do that one more time. Two grand Steinway grand pianos, indoor basketball court, courtyard with hammocks and picnic tables, a computer lab, a dance studio, a gym, a movie theater, a film editing lab, this is where she lives, billiards tables, an art gallery, and four music practice rooms. Practice rooms. And she's saying that she's not safe there? What the fuck? I bet there's like 15 security guards employed at that building. That safe space is different, Woody. She 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 can't have these ignorant people around her 
hurting her feelings. <laughs> her feelings are paramount. It should feel like home. It's Yale. And, and home is where everyone just, uh, you know, toes the party line and agrees. <sighs> but can you imagine her at Thanksgiving? Like, God forbid you bring something up that she doesn't agree with. Like, the grandpa who's senile says Someone something like a that does racist. not celebrate Thanksgiving. It's, it's, yeah. it's, they, they, would, they would go, like, donate their time to some Native Americans or something during Thanksgiving. No, they wouldn't. They would tweet about it. They would tweet <laughs> about donating their time. Yeah. Which is the most bullshit I, thing ever. All these, like, co-opting other causes and tweeting about it. All that is is, like, saying, oh, oh, in the midst of this tragedy, what's really important is that everybody pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Like, don't forget, <laughs> I'm the one who, like, I'm, look at the side I'm taking. Look at my strong stance. Like, this isn't all about those people who are victimized. This is, you know, I gotta, I gotta take 1% of the pie for myself. Like, it's just shitty. I wish you guys had seen the most recent South Park because it's, it, they're alluding that this whole season has a bigger overarching, like, secret storyline uh, going on that, that we just kind of got a hint at in the last episode. The whole PC principle thing and the whole town becoming a safe place and, a, and politically correct. Um, but it tackles police shootings, police brutality, um, um, ISIS. Uh, the last one is hilarious. It's, it's really good. Um, it's, uh, I won't spoil anything. It's really good. But the, the whole, like, this whole season of South Park has kind of been making a mockery of political correctness, and I love it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, God... I try to stop myself from like complaining about young people because why don't I just get a fucking red convertible and finish the stereotype of you know aging white guy? But uh, a lotus maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good thinking. But um, uh, it, I guess every generation does have their thing, and this one seems to be like a. I, I don't know. They're, they're pushing back the world in, in an effort to make it better. But as part of the world, I feel like, nah, you're, you're just imposing a set of rules upon me that I don't accept. Yeah. This is what happens when everybody gets a medal. Like, everybody thinks that they should be get the little pin of, like, your opinion is validated. Retweet it. I <laughs> knew as a kid, that, like, I remember Little League and us all getting those trophies and me being like, but I lost the game. I was like, you know, I, I fucked up. I, I, you know, I was the pitcher and we lost the game. That was the championship game. We did. Why don't we get a trophy? And, and Dad being like, I don't, I don't know. Everybody got a trophy. And you're just feeling, well, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> what's the fucking point? I was like, I was trying so hard and I lost. And like now, this makes the loss even worse. Really, like, yeah, it's, it hurts your is, feelings. Where it's it's like, like it didn't matter if I won anyway. I cared so much about. I think it the trophies it, are often different, right? They are different, but we I didn't get to hang out with the other team. We got a pizza party, and we all got a <laughs> fucking uh, trophy. We should have been sent home in shame after that performance. <laughs> I remember one of my hockey coaches didn't play that shit, and we were like, like it was near the end of the season. We were good enough to like make the playoffs, and he was like, like before the game, he's like, you guys have been playing great. You know, right after this game, we're going to Red Robin. We're getting burgers. It's gonna be a great time. And we, everybody was so focused on that that we played like shit, and just, just got trounced by a team we shouldn't have comes back in and we expected it where it's like well we already you know we're doing okay we still get we still, still get to go to red robin right, right? we still get our whiskey river barbecue burgers and he was <laughs> like that is not the style of play that is rewarded with burgers and then, <laughs> <laughs> i and love him the burgers <laughs> we had to play good next week like oh wait it wasn't the playoffs no we had already made the playoffs and oh so, and like, this was like an inconsequential game that, like, i follow i was like what kind of playoffs is there in second chance i guess hockey playoffs yeah. typically but i whatever 
But even I, as like an eight-year-old, when you'd get that that trophy, the participation one, like even then, I kind of felt insulted. Like they didn't think that I was smart enough to figure out that I lost. You know, like I know that's what you were saying, right, Kyle? Like it's yeah, it's yeah. And I don't. I think I was the only one that like clued in. Like I was just like I don't. Like, like I think it was because I took the loss worse than everyone else because I was pitching when we lost, and I and I like walked somebody. And we lost the fucking game. So like it, I lost the game in my head, and I did. I did lose the game. And so, like, to be rewarded with this trophy when I've been crying on the way to Pizza Hut, you know, it's just like, what, what the fuck is this for? Like, today's the worst day of my life. Why do I get this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here gl glowing with pride, filling the stereotype of, of dad this time, because we're talking about all these trophies, and my daughter does speech and debate. Uh, it's called National Forensics League. That's, like, the group that does it. So NFL. And she's like leading her school in NFL points and she's coming home with a trophy every week. Not because everyone gets a trophy, but because she's fucking shit up every time. <laughs> she's got a room full of trophies. They'll have to be in the house tour. But, NFL All-Star. Yeah. But she's uh yeah, there's no participation trophies in that league. Alright, so let's talk about video games. I I, I wanna get to it. I wanna talk about video games, because I've been playing Black Ops and Fallout 4 and Is this a time to bring up Woodycraft.net? Fuck you, haters. I think so. Fucking haters. I, I wish there were sound effects like, ging, 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 and shit <laughs> dropped down and like went crazy and there was a light flash. That's right, it's Woody Craft time! <laughs> get pumped! Get pumped! Everybody's <laughs> just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you not like when I mention it? Suck a dick, haters. Anyway, you were saying something. No, not Minecraft. I'm talking about Fallout 4 and I'm talking about Black Ops 3. Um... Let me just give my thoughts real quick. I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up in like 60 seconds about... Take your time. So, Alright, so I've really enjoyed Black Ops 3. Uh, I suck at the multiplayer, but I'm still enjoying uh, the new aspects of it. It doesn't feel like Call of Duty. It, it doesn't feel like Call of Duty um, most of the time. In gunfights, sometimes you'll, it'll feel like it again, and you know you get your kill, kill streaks and stuff. It feels like COD, and of course the game modes are there that you're familiar with. But something about the wall running, the specialist packages, and the fact that literally some of the enemy combatants are robots, 100%. And uh, also the taunts at the end of every uh, game, when like the enemy's like, he's like, full metal everything. Or, or it's like some chick be like, yeah, fucked you in the ass. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't like that. It's silly. Um, but whatever. I, you, my 60 seconds aren't up. Fallout 4. I have a question for you. When I'm finished, I'll accept questions. Don't interrupt Barack. You, you see everybody do that to Obama? He's up there. He's like, and then uh, Syria. No, no, not you, Ivanheimer from NBC. No. <laughs> Fallout 4, I think, is like an 8 out of 10. There are some. Uh, I'm playing on Xbox One. Uh, it's, it's, it sticks to the same formula that, that was perfect. Although I feel like after seven years, I expected somewhat better graphics. But whatever. It, it, you know, it's... It's kind of what you get out of, out of them with all their games. It's a little substandard on the graphics, I feel, at times. But the gameplay's amazing. It's much more like a first-person shooter now. It feels like Call of Duty at times. You've got the sprinting and the first-person viewpoint. I switch to third-person occasionally for stuff, but most of the time I'm playing it like a first-person shooter. I still use VATS because I love VATS. Um, I love what they've done with power armor now. It's more like putting on an actual big power armor suit. You've got your regular armor under it. And you know you got a power fusion cores. The the base building and the set the settlement building is really freaking cool. I've experimented with it a little. I like that a lot. You can customize your guns to infinity and beyond. I love that. So there's tons of unique weapons. And the higher you set the difficulty level, the more legendary enemies there are out there. And those legendary enemies, when you kill them, drop legendary loot. So it, it might even be a legendary deer, but if you kill it, there's some legendary loot in it. And the legendary enemies are super hard to kill. 
most of the, I'm playing on hard, not very hard, but still, like most of the time when I'm walking around, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what might be over the corner or around the bend, and I sneak around a lot and I run most of the time. I You're love level it. twenty now, right? Twenty one now. In COD, you said it doesn't feel like COD. And it, so for the record, I bought COD twice, actually, PC and X1, Xbox One. But I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. Did you play Advanced Warfare? Because it has a lot of the same movement mechanics that... Yes, and they've improved upon them dramatically. The way you slide around on the ground and boost there, I like that better. And you're not jumping and flying around as highly. And they've changed the map so you can't... Uh, get into weird areas or anything, it really feels conducive to the flow of the game. I, I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying it doesn't feel like COD. I, the boost is mainly vertical, too. Like I in just, Advanced Warfare, you could rocket across the map. In this, unless you're wall running up in the air, like you kind of just float up with your boost. Like You barely go forward at all. I, I, but is it... And again, I, I don't have time in these games, but I'm stuck... I feel like it, it looks like Advanced Warfare. Which, you know, if you got two years in a row now, this is what COD feels like. But I played Advanced Warfare. This feels different in a few ways. Um, the, the weapons damage is much lower in this, and I feel like I feel like you got to hit a guy four good times to get a kill now, especially, mm -hmm. especially if there's any wounding him or hitting him in the limbs or, you know, a little bit more distance than your SMG wants to operate at, whatever. Four or five shots sometimes. Sometimes I feel like with like a suppressed submachine gun at medium range, I got to shoot him seven times or something like that. So that's the biggest change to me because I felt like Advanced Warfare, you were just getting lasered all the time by people and just instant dead. Black Ops 1 was like that, I felt. Like it, I remember almost all the other CODs, if I see a guy at a distance and he, you know, he's, he's running across the way, I'd shoot him. In Black Ops 1, like it, if he's not standing still, or, like there's a lot of opportunities where maybe you just let that go because all you're going to accomplish is put yourself on the radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, this game is like that. I feel like if there's a guy sprinting across the map, then you gotta be a badass to get him running. You gotta like stick on your target and get three good bursts into him. You're not gonna one burst him like a COD 4 M16 or something like that. <coughs> I prefer but that yeah. though. You prefer the more bullets? I prefer more bullets to kill. And it's coming from someone who me and Kyle were getting our shit packed in the other night. Big time. Trying to just go positive, you know. It was true. It was rough. Hmm. But zombies really redeems it for me because I love zombies so much. And I've been, I played with Taylor maybe 10 hours of zombies, 12 hours of zombies. Yeah, a lot. We didn't get crazy far. Uh, we played Derise. Uh, I think uh, that's not how you yep. pronounce it. Derise, whatever. Uh, and uh, we got to like 26 or something in that. But I don't know. That was like our second or third run that went anywhere. Um, but we played the new map, the one with all the you know the A-list celebrities. You got Heather Graham and... Uh, Jeff Goldblum and uh, what's his name from Sun Ron Perlman and uh, that blonde hair guy who's a sporting actor and all, those guys. Um, so the new map is pretty cool. It, it reminds me of Alcatraz because you turn into that that the Cthulhu monster, yeah. the beast, and go around. It's all you, based you, on like Lovecraft stories, like Lovecraftian stories. Like the guy who wrote all about Cthulhu, like mm -hmm. you turn into those monsters, they come and try and kill you. It's a really cool theme. I like that theme. I like it too. We the other night, uh, Taylor, myself, and his girlfriend. I think we got to about a, about round four, and we had been playing for an hour. Yeah, because there's so much to do that, that probably you're probably scratching your head at that. But what we do is we leave one zombie running, and somebody keeps it busy while the other members interact with the environment to get things turned on and to open doors and to to interact with the environment, turning things on, smashing walls, completing this huge over ritual you have to do. It's not that I... 
I think you're not moving quick enough. It's that I wonder if it's fun, right? Like I like killing zombies. I like rape training zombies. I'm not great at zombies, but you know, that's what I like doing. When, when things are going my way and I've got the right gun in my hand, you know, maybe I've got an upgraded SMG or I'm, I'm sorry, LMG in one and a, and a laser in the other, which I'll use when I come rescue people. That's when I'm having the most fun. When I'm having the least fun is when there's one zombie and we're solving puzzles. Yeah. What do you be like? Fuck this. <laughs> Round five. <laughs> and then like the witches come out and he's like, witches. And then the three headed Cthulhu monster comes and we all die. There's the, and I'm not making those things up. Those things happen. There are witches and there is an enormous Cthulhu monster with three heads uh, that just and the wasps. rapes your shit. The, the wasps. wasps are new. Yeah. Instead the of having dogs in certain rounds, like I'm sure you remember like every six rounds, all those dogs with flames on it or the monkeys. Yeah. And then you get a max ammo at the end. Monkeys this time it's, like these yellow wasps that fly around, huge wasps, and they spit shit at you. They're really easy to handle. You just gotta you gotta strafe and time and and pause for like a second and a half, and then strafe again, and they can never target you. Yeah, they're, they're not uh, too they're, bad. It's just obnoxious because there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. That's when I like zombies too. But to do that in this, and and keep in mind, we were learning as we went. There was like uh, his girlfriend's watching the YouTube video and going like, um, all right, all right. So now. You're going to zip up there and power this and then jump off here and run down the corner and power that. Go. And then, you know, there's trial, a lot of trial and error. But I think at this point, we got it. We got it, most right? of it figured out. Like, there's still a few things. We haven't got to pack a punch yet. Because uh, honestly, what that we've ritual. been, yeah, we've been spending more time in Dare Rice than in the new map. Just because we're yeah. talking most of the time. But well, well, remember, you remember the, the Alcatraz map, right? Where you go into electricity mode and then you have to go around and do a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. It's... Just like that, except instead of turning into, like, an electricity man, you turn into, like, a Cthulhu tentacled monster, and you have to, like, use your tentacles to, like, swing around the map like Tarzan and turn shit on and knock boxes over with puzzle pieces. So, yeah, the more I'm describing it to you, the more you look disinterested. Like, you may not <laughs> like this map. Oh, I see, yes. There's a lot of, like, boxes to check to even play this game and my worry is that like you have to keep like all right you've checked all those boxes right you've gone through this pain in the ass oops i got downed thank you for picking me up but i don't have shit now so i need to check 12 boxes to get my favorite four perks well the one of their the, the another addition is the gumballs there is a gumball machine on the map and when you put 500 bucks into it it gives you a random gumball back and they could be there's a lot of them, and as you play zombies, you unlock more of them, and you can customize your five gumball player slot. These are like your five possible gumballs that can come out. Some of them can be duds, too, and some of what I'm saying might not be 100% accurate, but this is the gist of it. Um, and one of those gumballs allows you to keep all your shit after you die. So you get downed. Um, I think you can die, actually. You, I think you, yeah, you could, if you yeah. die, uh, you respawn the next round, still got your guns. That was awesome. There's another one that extends your bleed-out time by, like, Double it makes it, it like four times longer. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's much longer. Like you've got plenty of time to complete the round and then go pick your buddy up. So there's some gumballs and perks in there that are really conducive. Are to they persistent or do you have to get that gumball again next well, game? They're only uh, five each, so you can, I mean. It depends. But once some I've got. Are like every, and, and some of them is like, okay, for the next three rounds you get this bonus. And some of them are activated where you hit the D-pad and it's like there's one that. For the next 10 seconds, all zombies will ignore you. So you hit that on the D-pad when you're in a tough spot, all the zombies disperse, and then that gumball's spent. And 
So it all depends. It's but like great. like the one he's saying, you know, you come back to life. That gumball's consumed once you come back to life, right? Correct. Probably. Yeah, you'd oh, have to go buy another one. I want it to not be con- not only not consumed. Well, at some point, you I want it to last so next game too. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I want it when I spawn in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Infinite like Infinite Lives. Where's that game genie at? Like, you know the Western one in I guess it'd be Black Ops Two where you could yeah. bank money. That was kind of neat. Now you had some hot hoops to jump through at the start of the game, but then once you get to the bank, you're in pretty good shape. You know, yeah. it's that, nice. I liked that. That whole concept of being able to store up to like 120,000 points. Maybe not that much because it ruined the fun for me. Couldn't you put weapons in a safe too or something? I... Yep, you could put weapons in there and get them next time. I never really used the weapon safe that much. But the, the points one was just retarded insofar as you'd start, play one round with pistols only, unlock it, and then get a crawler on round two and then spend maybe half an hour getting every single perk hitting the mystery box 60 times if need be you know like i don't like that one like just pick through everything. <laughs> i like that and also i felt like not that i was it was one of the easier ones right so i felt like i was good enough to be like i'm gonna go wasn't the pack a punch by the witches yeah you had to go through the house and through the head yeah and i felt like i was good enough to be like it's cool guys i'm gonna yeah you you stand here near the alley where you can make your stand. I'm going to go to the witches, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do it by myself, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be okay. You don't need a chaperone. Yeah. I need a chaperone most of the time. I yeah. like having and, one. And then I love – one of my favorite things to do is, like, carry people. Like, that's one of my most fun things in, in gaming. And if you wanted a chaperone, I'd be the first one to raise my hand. Like, oh, yeah, you need a chaperone? I'm we're in the playing, chaperone business. We're playing to rise and clearly taylor's girlfriend has some time in into that map because she's in like the furnace room and she has all of the zombies and i think it's 20 zombies or something that she has with her and, and taylor and i are like they're not spawning anymore and she's not killing them so she has them all she has every zombie that the map can spawn and she's fine with them she's like oh you want me to kill them and, and then you see her points going <laughs> like flashing like crazy we were getting a little pissy at it. Like, come on, we're bored. Like, she had them those. all. She had them all. And you didn't shoot her rape train, like, out of courtesy? Well, we were separated across the map, you know, oh. um, so that, you know, we each only have to deal with a third of the zombies or, mm-hmm. in my case, like a, a, a sixth of the zombies or rape something. Rape train I, locations are occupancy one. I, I don't want any part of that. I don't want that giant rape train. One mistake, and they're just monkey whooping you down and then the, uh, and then the train goes right to where the people who are trying to save you are coming from and then monkey whoops them down and the rape trains goes. are easy if you're in an easy enough spot yeah, uh, they've pretty much eliminated easy spots for kiting zombies in all the new maps but that's the most fun thing about zombies when your two players or three players with you all go down and it's still like near the beginning of the round where you know like even if you pick them up they're gonna end up dying and so you kind of put on your like all right like, it's <laughs> up to me and then you get to save the day like that's the most fun and you get like 200 kills yeah which that's the most fun about it see how many kills you can get well i uh so black ops uh, as a whole um i'm gonna give black ops a uh a seven out of ten i think i i think um as a as a game on the you know in general not just a Call of Duty game, but a game in itself. Uh, I haven't played enough of the campaign player probably to even give it a ranking, to be honest. But from what I played, I enjoyed it, and I really liked how graphic the beginning of the campaign is. Uh, I played on the imp- the realistic mode um, for maybe a couple hours. That is uh, really that is hard. hard. 
it's pretty hard, but like the way COD AI works is you walk into a room, the guy sees you, and then I don't know exactly what the times are, but let's call it three quarters of a second. That's what it takes him to go but between the time you see each other till the time he's going to pull the trigger on you accurately. So as long as you can shoot him before he shoots you, you'll always win. There's never going to be a bad guy who just goes bang like a human would. So that, so it's once you remember that and you always go into cover after three quarters of a second, if you never spend more than three quarters of a second out of cover, it's kind of hard to get shot. And uh, I don't know, I played for an hour or two, something like that. And I got killed a lot, of course. Like there's grenades flying everywhere and and guys will just take you out in one shot if you if you make any any mistake at all. But it was fun. I'd be down to play that in some cooperative mode. I don't know if it's two players or four. Um, I, four would be badass. Uh, some of my favorite co-op memories are playing the Halo campaign uh, when there were four of us just going in there and wrecking house. Even on Legendary, it seemed like we'd go in there and just fuck shit up. That was fun. I beat that in one run on a live stream. Uh, That's nice. That's impressive. It, 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 How long was it? Like which Halo? Ten hours. Uh, it was one of the more current-ish ones, like ODST or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, Maybe that... Which I, I'm so not I claiming to be a legend, you know, but... No, no, I, I, I didn't think you were. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that you're bad or anything. You're fine at Halo. But the, um, you know, it's the campaign anyway. I, I, love the, I love the Halo campaigns. I've played... I think I beat Halo 2 in one setting for sure. Because I remember, like, my cousin and I started at, like, let's call it 8 or 9 p.m., and the sun came up the next day, and we were like, gotta bring it home! Gotta bring it home! <laughs> so and we just played till 10 a.m. and beat it. I'm not a Halo guy, really. Like, I like the game fine, and I respect its, like, piece of gaming history. But I feel like when gaming was really peaking, like, you know, Halo 2 and you know, Halo 1, Halo 3, maybe, uh, I was in school and, and didn't have time to, to focus on it. But, uh... uh where was I headed with this? Oh, Wings was not a Halo guy either. And you were on COD Four too. Uh, yeah. COD Four and Halo Three. That's right. Yeah, they came kind of... out within like ten or twenty days of each other. Uh huh. I started on Halo. It came out first. I feel like COD Four is the COD that took the mantle of like lead game from Halo, and uh, it did. I used to watch the most Xbox played game. You know, like who, which one was the busiest game? And you know, what? I won't argue with you. I think <laughs> it's the greatest game of all time. <laughs> four, cut four, or Halo three. Yeah, okay. I haven't played it so long. Is it totally fucked anyway, still? Or if you get not, in, you can get it. You can get on and play if you want. So, um, uh, so I'm not a Halo guy. That's what all that was about. But neither is Wings. And at the time, we were we were like talking with Wings and stuff every day on Skype. And he pops in Halo, and he's like, "I'm gonna fuck shit up. I'm gonna be great at this." And Kyle, who had a Halo background, was like, "Dude, it, it's a different game. Like, you might be surprised." you might not walk into this and find yourself the best player. And he's like, well, so long as left triggers aim down sights and right triggers shoot, <laughs> I'm all fine. Uh, and it's, well, you're <laughs> fucked then. Yeah. You're so, going to blow yourself up immediately. So then Kyle lays out the controls for him and Wings is like, all right, I got it, I got it. And he pops in game and he's like, how do I go prone? <laughs> Kyle's like, motherfucker, you're a seven foot tall super soldier and you want to <laughs> lay on your belly? <laughs> you are the last Spartan. You are the greatest fighting individual there has ever been or ever will be in this universe. And you want to find a way to crawl on your belly, you piece of shit. No, no, you jump into rooms and break house like you're a bad motherfucker. You don't get any better than the Master Chief. He's numero uno in the gaming universe as far as real life badasses who aren't like magical or something. He's hard fucking core. 
and he wants to crawl. He always wants to snake crawl in there and like sneak <laughs> up on somebody or something. It was the greatest oh, thing. Lay down in Halo. I no, you, lay, no, no, you can't lay down in Halo. Part. No, Wings and, and, and uh, <laughs> Wings will remember this. I bet he'll remember it fondly too. But yeah, it was like I gotta go in there. I gotta fuck shit up. So long as this and this. Nope. How do I lay down? Nope. You're, it's I, a whole I can new... remember. He found ways to camp in that game, though. He, he'd have that gravity hammer crouch walking by the elevator. <laughs> She'd come up. You'd see him like getting those hammer kills like four in a row, and then he's dead, and then he's it's. It's fun. like I'll go like the non-camp friendly CODs. Like I, I don't know about the current one. I'm not an expert, but like I consider Black Ops Two to be really not camp friendly. You know, there were some maps in there. There was just so much chaos. Spawns flimped a lot. Uh, it wasn't friendly to it. But he still found a way to employ his style and succeed. This is not camp friendly either. It seems like every time I'm trying to be clever with that uh, lever action shotgun that you get in the pre-made class, mm -hmm. like I'll get a kill. And I think that I have the whole room mapped out. Like, all right, they're either here or there, here or there. Bang, <laughs> one kill, two kill. Oh, two away from UAV. It's going to be great. And then somebody, like, wall runs up a place that I didn't even know you were allowed to go. And so he just flies in the Matrix side. And it's style. So, like, there are so few rooms that someone can't wall run their way into it somehow. Multiple entryways to every uh, place in the game. Like, they could come from the sky above you. They could run along the fucking wall right in front of you. And once you... R wall running is one of those things that's really easy to pick up and do, but hard to perfect and, and be like a master at. So I feel like once you've got your boost mastered, you'll be able to slide and strafe and, and change your elevation in ways, both on both axes. You know, you could, you could be anywhere in, in here um, that you're just a hard fucking target. If you're good at, like, boosting and sort of strafing to the right as you aim to the left and stay on target. If you can do that, you're a badass in that game. I it's saw so Taylor's free run video. He's a master at wall like running. The, like fucking Trinity from the Matrix or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was my first try. Only, only He's 12 like, minutes. This is really the developer's fault because yeah. <laughs> not possible. And I'm like, you're not so, I, I could see you weren't supposed to be boosting that long. And, and then he gets to it. And, and So I've never even, I don't have one minute in Black Ops. Or the new Black Ops. And, uh, and he's like, probably all of you are like yelling at your screens right now because you knew the, the mistake I was making. And I'm like, well, not yelling. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking well, I, would, I had a fundamental misunderstanding. I gave you a glare. Yeah, a, a little bit of like a, like a disappointed dad look. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Kyle, you and I need to work on our like uh, 3D jumping and moving around in that game because almost every other game, because we weren't winning very often the other night, Every time it was like one of us would be like, oh, no, it's me. Oh, it's me. It's me. Yeah. And then it would be, be some guy kill. boosting around who before he shot our head off would kind of just like thump us in the forehead or bitch slap us a little <laughs> bit just to show us how worthless we were. Like we looked yeah. like real assholes. Yeah, we got caught in a couple kill cams like, like, like and, and it was just embarrassing. Yeah, I don't the understand. Guys jumping over me. Well, you know, the final kill cam. Oh, okay, that much I get, but the, like, I don't get the metaphor of like thumping. Oh, just well, that he, he was he like just, toying with us. Yeah, he, like, oh. like the guy comes at me and jumps over my head, does a 180 as he's doing it, and as he's landing, shoots me in the head as he's falling in slow motion. Or the guy's like fucking quick scoping just the top of my head I, as, it's, as I'm peeking out behind a railroad train or something. Just... We're playing against guys that were a lot better than us, and they were stomping us. I we think lost we one need TDM, to... 75 to, I think, 28. 
it, it was, was it's the game started out like 21 to 7 or something like that <laughs> and i've got my rocket launcher out just running around like this is all that could kill them they're <laughs> supermen <laughs> the, I, we, we need to get into a good pay to win game because i feel like we could win more <laughs> Like you guys are all pistol win. only. <laughs> what we need is a couple of buddies who are actually good at the fucking game. Wings, I, some, Wings would be like, you need a three KD play, three KD if you're gonna come play with us. Like I need like two, three KD guys to come prop my ass up because mm -hmm. we're just we're just not pulling it. We're uh, you know, I don't That's, know what KD is, but I would guess it's a point seven. I or need something to like that between all the silliness. First game, like even before I play, I'm gonna like I'm gonna put out a Wings of Redemption tweet. <laughs> I need the motherfuckers that fucked the prom queen. Yeah. Got three black ops, and yeah. and you know get those guys, get those guys who are just, you know th that th that you could replace game. me with a can of soup and <laughs> and we still win every game. I seriously I like considered that. uploading like an eleven and eight game just because I was like, <laughs> yes, there was a good yes. kill streak in there. I got my UAV and everything. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, that was a three and eight game before I went on that streak. Yeah, we we've been getting butt fucked. Uh, I used to be good. Like, I, I, I never had uh, a reputation as, as being good, but it was like, you know, come play with me and you'll see. In my live streams, I'd be first or top three certainly every game, and that's amongst people who watch my videos better than normal players. Well, I, I agree. You, you, I've, I've seen you play strong. Yeah. I, I, another YouTuber. I remember I was, I was watching some old school video recently, and he's like, I played with Woody's Gamertag. I didn't know he'd be good. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, so <laughs> uh, so but it, would hold it, it won't be like that now. Well, I'm sorry, Taylor. I'd say I give Fallout Four an eight. The only reason, and I'd only take away from it because, and I, I so I'm taking some. I've read a lot of reviews for the game, um, but but some of the things that I, one of the things I saw pointed out that I agreed with, was that your character. This is like the first five minutes, so not really a spoiler. Your character um, lived before the war, and he's been frozen, and he's been thawed out. And 200 years later into Fallout times, you know, with the wasteland and everything. But after, like, the first instance of going up at, above ground, he's not surprised when he sees, like, um, any of the horrible creatures. Or, like, you know, that his entire, his, literally his neighborhood, his house, his hometown is completely destroyed. And you don't see it, you don't have that in the, um, when, you're just, when you're talking to other characters. And, and you tell them, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm 200 years old, I'm from... I was here before the war. And you, you would think there would be something in there where he's like, they're like, well, what do you think about all this? And he'd be like, it's insane. There's fucking giant wasps. There's, what, I don't even know what a Cazador is. There's a Deathclaw thing. I'm wearing a huge suit of armor and flying around and shooting yeah. mini nukes. Like, they're super mutants. What's a super mutant? Like, he just seems to take it all in stride. And, uh, and, and those are just little nitpicky things. Xbox One drops some frames uh, every now and then. The waiting screens are still pretty long. And the graphics aren't what I would love them to be, but I still am just obsessed with the game, and I've got probably 17 hours in it uh, so far, something like that. I'm a level 21. Um, I love the new perk system, the new ranking system, where it there is no level cap. I don't know if you know that. So you can you're gonna like all those perks. You can fill them all up. So you like if you, yeah. So if you put one in the wrong place, and you're like, oh shit, don't worry, because like you're gonna be able to fill them all up. Uh, I built my character with a nine intelligence. Uh, in previous games, that's always been the ticket to ranking up quickly, get more XP per kill, etc. So, I got like a nine intelligence. Um, I think I put the um, like a nine. Um, whatever the one for Vats is, it's not endurance. Oh, or perception. Perception, yeah, really high perception. 
and then like one, maybe one charisma, one luck, one strength. Um, See, luck I, is way better than I thought it would be. Like, I haven't played it. I Melissa and I are doing a let's play over on my channel, so check the link and watch that if you want. She's playing, and I'm making snarky comments as I do. And she, when she was making the character in the beginning, she put so much into luck that I'm like, well, fuck, this isn't gonna be good. And yeah. one of the things in there is called what is it? Like stupid idiot or idiot savant, where randomly, when you do something, you just get triple or five times the XP. And so nice. we leveled like so quickly off the bat because you just kill one roach and it's like, oh well, that one gave us five times as much as the most recent one. Level up again, but. Yeah, I'll try playing it eventually, but so far it's more fun watching Melissa play. Cause she's just There's better. a few characters that I've never got. I always make a gun character, and, and usually a sniper character at that, which is kind of lame if you ask me. Like, like, And then if I do branch out, it's like, well, we'll make it an energy weapons guy and he'll have a Gatling laser. But what I really wanted to do, but I just didn't have the balls to do it because there's so much time invested once you make these decisions, was a melee character. I wanted a guy, I want a guy with a super sledge who just hits people and they explode and all that. I just feel like that's a hard way to play the game because there's so much Is that a viable range. option? Yes. There's, um, I think, there are um, like, like uh, sneaky combat moves. Uh, you can sneak up behind people and like break their necks and stuff. I may be wrong about that. I saw a gif and that's what it looked like was going on. But there's lots of um, melee bait, super, super duper melee weapons that do crazy stuff, super powerful weapons. And if you build your character to, to use them, then yeah. It's a viable option in close quarters, but my thing is like, what do you do at long range when there's snipers up on rooftops and your rifles just barely affecting them on on the harder difficulties? But yeah, so, there's lots of different ways to play. I wish there was co-op. I would love to be your melee companion, you know, and like you could have a you know different roles. Like if you get in close <laughs> quarters, I'm the boss. If we're, I would love know, that. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got. Um, NPCs, you know, companions. You've got the dog. The dog's cool. I like having the dog there. And I see everybody on Reddit's like super protective of their dog. They're like, you, you attack my dog, I kill you first. You know, you, <laughs> if you if you hurt my dog, you're the first to die. And that's how I am too. Like as soon as somebody like starts beating my dog up, and they're like stomping it and hitting it with pipes and stuff, and he's yelping, and he'll get hurt and be all fucked up. And I'm just like, you have to waste like, a stim pack. Get on them. It. Don't do that. He'll get up after ten seconds. Get the missile launcher out and wreck mm -hmm. some house though. I uh. I, I love the weapon mods that you can do now. Like you, you'll get some shitty ass missile launcher, and I'm like, ah, oh, let's put a quad barrel and a night sight on this thing. And and after a while, you've built a bat, some badass weapon. That's like you in real life. Yeah. <laughs> right. You give an AR-15. He's like, you know what this thing needs? Three more barrels. A Pepsi can launcher. He's <laughs> 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 like. Uh, they're trying to uh, I heard something about those those <laughs> can launchers. Um, there's something about they're trying to uh, call them a destructive device. So. We'll see if there's a new ruling God on those. damn it. That it might have... They're anti-fun. You really can't launch a Coca-Cola? Come on. Um, there's nothing confirmed there. That, that's, that's what I was hearing pretty recently. Some murmurings about some uh, redefinition of that, of that launcher. I know the guy who invented it. I know, I've known him for years. Uh, but those, those things are cool. He showed me his grappling hook. And it's, it's really meticulous the way the thing folds out once it's launched and everything. You know, it's, it has to, like, fold together to go in the, the launcher. And then when it comes out, it, it all comes uh, out and locks into place so that it's got hooks that'll grapple. You That's know what awesome. else he needs? And maybe he has it. Does he have a net? Yes, he's working on that as well. Yes. Hmm. Is that... he, he, it's supposed to shoot nets, the grappling hook, the cans. The, it'll shoot the mini cans or the full-size cans. Uh, custom uh, custom projos that projectiles that you could make yourself. 
Um, if, if you know, you could take the can, you could take an aluminum can and carefully cut the top of it off so you don't warp it, and then just fill it up with Bondo, which is like a, or a fiberglass resin or cement. A cement probably blow your gun up, but you know, it's probably a. Have you fired it? No, I haven't. I was going to ask you about the recoil because it like. As you know, like you shoot something light, like a, a regular American bullet, the, the two two three or five five six, um, it doesn't really kick back very much because it's a very light thing you're pushing. You know, it is an equal opposite reaction, right? It's pushing against your shoulder with the same amount of energy that it's blowing out. If you're shooting a can, like that thing could potentially really push back on you. It's not shooting it very fast, and it's using a blank car- cartridge to do it. it, it it's going to be negligible, just like a thumb. You think? Are yeah. you shooting a can full of soda, or are you just using a soda can to hold other shit and then shooting that in the... Either or. You can put a beer right in there and shoot that thing like a couple hundred yards across the field. And I've seen people, you know, shooting... They'll take your launcher and shoot it, shoot the beer up in there and then shoot the beer out of the air. So that, Does it come it. in too fast that, like, I could stand on one side of a football field... And I'm way ahead of you. ...and it up, <laughs> and I could, like, catch a Pepsi out of the air? That's the yeah. plan. Yeah, that's part of my video. It's, it's going to be... I don't do. Yeah, explodes all over. Now, is that video trickery or can it happen? I think it can happen. Um, I'm not sure yet. It doesn't look like it's. It looks like it's a big arcing lob, Mm -hmm. like you know, a couple hundred feet per second. It's probably going 50 50 to 100 miles an hour somewhere in there, but it's going to slow down by the time it gets across. Yeah, if you give the guy a baseball glove, then suddenly I think regular people could do it. Pussy. Yeah, I could see that the intro to that for Kyle, like. Today we're going to see what we could do and like stand there, wait for it. And then the next clip is him in a cast, like very much underestimated force of Ken. <laughs> Not a bad Just Russian accent. Yeah, you could be Nikolai, my, my, my weapons guy sometime. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be cool. You know what I was thinking about that I'd like to do a video of is fucking Fallout weapons uh, because I've been playing the game so much. And a lot of the weapons are like homemade. It's like a, they're literally pipe guns and they've got like wood and, and like... Uh, like screws and and like uh, you know they're bound together to make them work in big exposed str- strings uh, springs and like nails instead of uh, grippy handles and stuff. I could make that stuff. I I saw a Fallout tip online. You probably saw it too because it sounds like you caught up on Reddit. But the guy renamed all his guns to start with the caliber, so he could easily compare the guns and I guess know what ammo he needs for them, which mm. is nice because yeah the the gun was called like the Equalizer or something, and you're like. I don't know anything about equalizers. That's a laser rifle with with that modulator on the front. Is the it from Fallout the Brother Steel guy? Oh, I think this particular one was a 308. So he just named it 308 equalizer. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Because, you know, otherwise oh. it would mean nothing to me. Kyle, yeah. have you gone back to the beginning of the game? Like, you know when you're leaving the vault for the first time and you see that really dope weapon in the the safe? That's like I'm advanced. going back. The cryo weapon, yeah. I'll go back when I can unlock it. I got to... You know how you I've can build a... I'll go get it now. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> in Fallout, not right now. <laughs> in Fallout, you can um, have a base of some sort. Lots how, of them. How do you get to it? Like, You build it yourself. There'll be... So there, there's... You build a whole community, really. Um, you just go out into the world and there are places where you can do it. And um, you use this like workstation to construct various things you need, like walls, generators, power lines, lighting, wiring... It's all. It's a bit like Halo Forge, the way you interact with it, and mm-hmm. you can build. There's going to be some crazy stuff. Built. I guess like with my with my limited. Go ahead. With Fallout New Vegas, the one I started to play, one of the issues I had was all the walking, and I feel like if I had a base, but that base involved 90 minutes of traveling, I wouldn't. Fast travel. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So you just you okay, you just know so where it one is. One thing and... that, that one thing that's really intimidating about Fallout, and I think it could turn new players off, or at least players who are watching the videos online, is the Pit Boy interface. And, you know, I hadn't played Fallout in maybe six or eight months when I when I got on the other night and I was rusty at first. But once you get it, you've got it and you're good. It takes maybe an hour and you've memorized this new PDA that's strapped to your arm all the time. And through it, you interact with everything. It's your fast travel. It's your missions. It's your your uh, your inventory, your medicine, your weaponry, all that shit. Uh, but once you've got that, like fast traveling is really quick, just zipping around places. There are loading screens, again, like I said, for Xbox One, they're probably better on PC. Uh, but the base building, um, you, you'll have settlers in there who are farming it. There's, it seemed like a, there was like a farmville aspect where like I was reading the ratio of like how much corn each settler needs or something like that. You don't have to do that if you don't want to. It's just another thing that's in there to extend the life of the game. I haven't really gotten into it that much, but I am aware of the tools and the things you can do. I'm wanting to see the guy who builds the mega base, the gigantic like Minecraft kingdom in Fallout. Because uh, I don't know what the limits are on the size of those things, what, other than resources, which you can are, are limitless themselves. I don't know the I don't know lim- if they did it in the old games, but I like. like I'm, I'm sure they did in the old games, which, which is why Melissa's playing and Arlette's playing. I'm not because I don't fucking know. But I like how you can pull the PDA thing, the Pit Boy, up in the middle of a fight, and it pauses everything, and it doesn't just like set it in slow mo. Because when you do the Vats thing. Apparently slow-mo. in the old games it, it, it was totally stopped, but now it's slow mo. But you can still pull that thing up, and you don't have a panic attack trying to like fit, fiddle around, get what you wanted to use before it. Yep. You know they get too close. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's like a regular occurrence. Like that. That's just part of how I play the game. There's probably some purist that that would say that's not cool to do. That you should have everything hotkeyed. But I yeah, frequently, I frequently press B, and I'm like, okay. I look at my girlfriend. I'm like. So that's a legendary super mutant brute. And he's got like six other guys with him. And I could probably handle one of those if it were just me and one of those. But there's like seven of them and that main guy, he could soak up two mini nukes in a row. So it's like, you know, I take all my, my medication, get all drugged up and crazy, slow time down and everything and start launching nukes. I, I've been playing that game a lot. I, I would like to make videos of it. What I'd really like to do is live stream it, but I don't have the capabilities here to do either uh, but I, I many times i'm playing and thinking like this would be entertaining content because it's you know i'm just do and it's all it's mostly the game uh because there's just so much epic stuff and i know woody didn't like the walking around in new vegas but to be honest when i if i comparing this game in new vegas new vegas is a sparse wasteland and this game seems to be like littered with cool shit like i'm standing on a hilltop and just like i start rotating 360 degrees just showing the world to my girlfriend i'm like Every one of those buildings and like satellite dishes and towers, like that's a mission, if not three missions. Like every one of those needs exploring and like you know looting out, and it's dozens of them in every direction. It seems like there's there's a place to go and a thing to do. Uh, are you I, staying like with the main mission pretty good, or are you branching all over the place? I'm uh, I'm pretty far into the main mission. I'm at the part where I need to get some technology together so that I can get inside of the institute. But I've stopped there, and I've started doing Brotherhood of Steel uh, quests, and I've already done some uh, some of the railroad quests, and uh, a bunch of the Minuteman quests, and uh, I don't know. How many I got hours t- have you put in so far? Seventeen and a half, eighteen hours, something like that. I got my T sixty power armor. I got my my nuke launcher all upgraded. I got I got a pretty cool Brotherhood of Steel companion who just wastes people with a laser. Um, I can kill just about anything. I've killed some legendary Deathclaws and stuff. 
I'm having a good time. And, oh, and I, I think I mentioned it before the show, but the way they're doing like the ranking of the the leveling of the enemies. Um, if you're a level 20 in previous games, it seemed like the highest thing you would encounter would be a level 20. But now, the farther you uh, you go from your starting point at the at Vault 111, the more scary the creatures are. So there are level 50 creatures, which is the the, the level cap. When you're a level one, they're just really far away, and you'll never get to them because the level seven creatures will kill you before you get to the level tens even. Um, but I like that because now as a level 20 character, I can load up big, real, you know, with a lot, lot of big, powerful explosives and stuff, and I can go kill some of that level 50 stuff if I'm, if I'm really got my A game on. But it's, it's not easy. It's, uh, I, I'm loving the game so far, though. I, I'm completely immersed in it when I play. Hours will go by, and I won't notice, and my girlfriend is really upset. Uh, it just really feels like I'm neglecting her badly. Um, She's going to have to understand that that's how November goes. Not enough. She's like, there's not enough sex. There's not enough. There's not enough uh, attention. Just, just, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, You're but, just saying but, what? Just they got my dog, honey. They got my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for years, and this game's five days old. I'm sorry, yeah. baby. But, but, yeah. <laughs> Those it's motherfuckers fresh. kidnapped my son and murdered my wife. <laughs> I got business to take care of over here, and I really like. Like, I am kind of concerned with the story mode. Like, I, I'm like, they got my son. I got to get him back. So it's it's got me uh, it's got me immersed completely. I, I'm loving Fallout. Uh, if you're if you're a Fallout guy and you're you're on the fence, uh, which I can't imagine why you would be, it's definitely worth the sixty bucks and the inevitable forty more for the season pass that I will pay. Um, and, and I'll probably do the same thing for Black Ops, right? So I can get all those zombie maps. Yep. But yeah, lot, two great games came out this last week. I love them both. Uh, I like I like fall for completely different reasons. Um, zombies is great is is amazing and fun in a way that's completely different to how Fallout is amazing and fun. I, and I, I agree with you. I wish there there were like a Fallout universe online, so that like me, you, and like maybe four of us could team up and you know and there's it Co levels the so well. Or something. Yeah, it levels so well. Well, it's not you know it's it's an open world and the and the and the campaign exists within it. So it just had to be an open world. It'd have to be the same game, but four of us now. And mm -hmm. it would scale for that, I feel like, because there are enemies like the super mutant behemoth that's like as big as a, t as, as, as a building itself, and you need like a minigun from, a, from a, a, uh, an airplane to take it down. So <laughs> you could do it. it. It would totally work, but I, I, don't, think any, I don't think a console could, could run it. I Xbox One could not run that with four-player co-op. You said that um, Zombies just released with one map. And at first I was like, really, just one map? That's weak. But um, I looked it up, and you're right. It is always one new map, maybe like a throwback tossed in. Now, yeah. Black Ops 2, it was one map, but they released a couple game modes. There was Transit, which was kind of like the main zombies thing. And, <laughs> and then there was like a cooperative one where you could like four of you could go against four other people to see who could last longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. I liked that. Yeah. yeah that was, I, I didn't play that much, but, but I did like it. I think I'm going to play that with you, Taylor. Is that that's gone, it's, I guess? Yeah, that's that's. I don't have that game mode anymore. I'm sure they'll bring it back because I think it was pretty popular. But who knows? They got rid of all the lava on the ground horse shit that yes. ruined zombies for a lot of the time. Where you had to, to even pack a punch on that first map, you had to go spend like four or five seconds in lava, like, and they made it so that you couldn't stand in there long enough to get it. You had to like jump in and then hop out, out a little fruit and then hop back in and grab it and then hop. I back. hate that because so, the because mm -hmm. as soon as you like. You know your ray gun gets taken down because you get downed by a zombie who hits you after the zombies weaken you. You're like, 
fuck this. No. I you don't don't take away what I've earned rightfully from the game. Like like earn your kills the the right way. I certainly do. <laughs> so <laughs> when the it just feels like the game's cheating you when it does shit like that. I Absolutely. hated the lava. Specifically the lava I hated. Transit cheated you like not by the game itself, but all it took was a momentary lapse from the dumbest person or the worst person on your team. It's like Maybe. everybody on the bus is everybody on the bus. Like you're like about to roll the special, the short bus out of there. And yeah. then one person's like, actually, I'm going to get some more ammo. And you're like, no, 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 fuck, the fuck. The bus is and rolling. Left and it rolls away. And it's like, all right, well, the rest of this game, you're not going to be with us and we're not going to survive because you just had to jump off and get ammo. I, I remember fine. a time. So I don't know how to describe it, but like to me, there's a building that has a second floor with an open uh, yep. like thing. If you like, if if that's on your right to the left, there's a road, and I was kiting there, and I was kicking ass. You know, I was the best version of me, kiting zombies, kill, 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 kill. I'm just, I can do this forever. Things are going nicely, and, and uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy with how things are going. And then the bus fucking drives in, ruins my thing. I'm downed. It's over. Fuck. Like there, there shouldn't be buses that just show up out of the dark and change. Like, I, I, it's when I realized I really didn't like transit. That's not fair. Like that, I, I, I'm sure everyone knew about that spot, but I had figured it out on my own, and things were going great. And then the bus arrived, and I'm just done with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never liked transit. The same reason. I, I, to be honest, I don't know if I like this new map, but just looking at it, it seems like there are lots of places to, to kite zombies. I feel like that square area where all the carts are and the, uh, that watery area down below, um, I feel like are both great for, for, for kite. And that there's teleporters that warp you away. I feel like there's lots of ways to, to run that map into later levels. But first, you've got to get Pack-A-Punch and Jug on, and that yeah. takes a bit of know-how. Well, the, I think tonight, after the show, tonight is the night I'm where down. we get Pack-A-Punch for the first time. Because I, it is I, enraging. Oh, I we, we got on. so far, like three nights ago, mm-hmm. we did all of the rituals. We got everything I, done. It was me, I, Melissa. Yeah, Kyle, you can say. So you need four slugs. These are mutant, like, living creature Giant slugs. Giant slugs, right. Yeah, yeah, about three feet long, I'd say. And you have to do a ritual with uh, to get each of them. We had done three of the rituals. We start the fourth ritual, and I'm like, all right, I'll do this one. Because Taylor or his girlfriend had done the other three. I was like, I'll do this one. And once we get all four slugs... We can go present them in front of this wall, and then I believe the wall opens up and Pack-A-Punch is in there, I think, because we haven't gotten that far. But this fourth slug was pivotal to the Pack-A-Punch happening. <laughs> it was required. And so I hold the X button to begin the ritual, and I disconnect. Oh, no. And, and the worst part is I have one of those three slugs that we've already acquired in my inventory. So, I, I, so, so Taylor and his girlfriend are still in there trying to make it happen, and I'm like, guys... I've got that third slug with me right now. And they're like, okay, well, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, like here at my house, at, at, at fucking home, <laughs> like it's gone. It's out of the fucking game. I got it right here, and y'all can't get it. Like this is it. And we just, you know, it was over then. I just disconnected, it's like enraging. at the pivotal moment. Yeah, yeah, real bad. Because we we were in like it was round four, and we had been playing for like an hour at least, just and to we went like, back learn to go the steps. Because I was like, all right, well, Kyle got booted. He had the worm in his possession. Maybe if I go back to where he picked up the worm. It'll be sitting there nice and yeah. neat with a bow on it. Like, okay, now you can pick it up. But no. No, it just it just took that integral part of the game and he took it. So yeah. there was no possible way for game us to breaking. get it. It was ridiculous. It was very upsetting. I went to bed and uh, it was like 4 or 5 in the morning, I guess. And my girlfriend was like, mm, did you win? Yeah. Like, 
I was like, no, we lost badly. <laughs> I was like, you know, in Game of Thrones where everything's going good and then the, your, your heart literally gets ripped out and they stab the pregnant woman in the belly. She's like, yeah. I was like, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> the reins of Castamere started playing as you yeah. started <laughs> the, the ritual. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking rains. Yeah, absolutely. I like that song. I, I think I you'll like it more than you're anticipating, Woody. Like, oh, okay. because because we've done the groundwork for you. If you had been present with us, you wouldn't have been able to handle it. I I only could handle it because I enjoy like the, Taylor's company so much, and we were just having a good time. But like, if, if you were there to play some zombies and you were in that bullshit we were doing, you'd been pulling your fucking hair out. It it really was just awful. Uh, what it took to learn. And I Maybe. mean, a, I, mean I guess we should have just watched the video twice before we played, but like nobody wanted to do that. I, I remember, I, so I wasn't in the game. I think I was, I was downloading. That's what I was doing, downloading the game. And uh, Taylor didn't like it at first. He's like, you know, Treyarch needs to learn the difference between what's fun and what's just enraging puzzle solving or something yeah, close to true. that. Oh, hey, if, if it were up to me, all this bullshit we're talking about would not exist. All I want from Zombie, I want, I want everything to be there. Like, like just open a door and then turn on some power, and then there it is. Juggernaut's right there. And then we'll go down the hallway, and that's Pack-A-Punch, and it's going to move. That's the component of the game I like. I want to fight zombies. I don't care about the storyline and these, these rituals and all this stuff. I'll fight through it just because I enjoy fighting zombies. But don't be fooled, Treyarch. I dislike the, the overly complicated puzzle aspect of zombies and the fact that I have to collect, like, four ritual items and, like, all these components that I have to like find, like a like a uh, Easter egg hunt throughout There's literally the map. Like nine different things you have to get. I feel yeah, like some of the really DLC are. map should be like that. Like they should give it a try, give people what they want, just on a go. Like try just it. An arena. Um, yeah, yeah, arena. I don't know what it would be. You know, like a mode that a player of above average skill could last for literally almost forever. See, I like the idea of the. I like the Easter egg feel. But I don't like how it's integral to something as like fun and baseline as pack a punch. Like people play yeah. zombies in large part for the pack a punch. Like mm -hmm. if they made all that basic and more easy to get, but they kept all the ritual stuff in there, all that stuff just so you could get the final Power like weapon. brand new cool weapon, that would be fun because it's I like, agree. all right, I'm immediately getting a payoff for this and I did a lot to get it. Or so make I it like a super powerful weapon, which the new weapon is really cool. The like gravity hole weapon where you shoot uh, it and all the zombies are. Is that the one that where you're holding a Cthulhu? Yeah, you're holding the little Cthulhu worm. To me, the, the reward for figuring out and undoing every puzzle could be a cutscene. You know, like that, that's all you need to do. Like, let me play the game. I wouldn't do it then. I oh. want. A, I want a gun. I want a gun, but I know what you hmm. mean. Okay. It should be there if you want it, but it shouldn't be like, yeah, I'm going to hold you fucking hostage, and if you want to have fun, by God, you're going to find these nine tokens and <laughs> run around and do this nonsense. So Yeah, if you don't play the game, if you don't do all the stuff like we're talking about, like turning into, into the Cthulhu and powering things on and opening walls and going through portals, if you don't do that, then you might make it to like round 12. I don't and know, that's something like that. Yeah, that would really be pushing it because you're just buying guns off the wall and trying to kite zombies, and that's no fun. Like I liked Ascension. Oh. Ascension had very little, like, secret hoops to jump through, if yeah. I remember right. What, which one was? was is that the one with the big, uh, like, stage? No, yeah, it's I, the one with the kind landers. Of, it it had up. landers and PhD flopper. Oh yeah, I like that one too. That was a good one. I like that one. I like the one that was like a big auditorium, like like a stage and. You know, Dare Toten. Yeah, you yeah you open the at one point you open the curtain or or whatever and that's part of like 
you know, going to the next stage of the. And you can like, like escape to the top balcony or something, and then come yeah. back if throw your going grenades rough. down at those fuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, um, I, li I like I all like those. that one. I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. I think you know we'll, maybe we'll hop on there after the show. Uh, I know I know Woody's going to sleep, but but Taylor and I are already ruined. Maybe we'll get on there and, and try to I'm get fucking too. much. It's oh, been... well, you're in then. No, nah, <laughs> I don't want to be ruined. It, I was I was talking about it. I forget to do. <laughs> you, sound, that's, you sound like a fledgling porn star. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, my sleep's. I think I went to bed at four last night. I'm just working. Oh, you're good with us. Yeah. I was working on Woodycraft. We're uh, we've got a, a game mode releasing in about a week. Woodycraft.net. If you haven't heard of it, fuck off, haters. Ding ding ding. <laughs> so uh, um. Uh, but yeah, I've just, I've been working super hard lately and you know, stay up till four whatever. And it's not like I'm not getting my sleep. I mean, I think I woke up at noon or something, but, uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm not that happy, <laughs> you know, like it's, I, I don't like waking up at noon and before I know it, it's like three forty-five, and I'm like, well, I can't really start anything now. I gotta get dark so early, it's just depressing. Yeah, and then it's five, and, and it's literally the sun's going down, you're done. Like, there's no outside for you today. It, it, it I know it sounds like from noon to five, like I could have, should have done something, but really, you wake up By at noon. By the time noon, you get up, get yourself fed, showered, you know, coffee, caffeinated, check your email or whatever, like, the, the stuff that's piled up during the time you slept that needs taken care of, and now happens. it's like, all right, now I can take on the day stuff. It's two thirty in the afternoon or something like that, and it's like, oh, I gotta get to the bank. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, the day's over. I, and and also, like, I, I feel like I've just been not doing the sorts of things that recharge my recharge me emotionally, you know. And just everything is a is a pull. Everything is a drain. It feels like all day long I'm just hitting stoplights, and uh, I need to fix my sleep schedule. So no, Taylor, I would not like to play at 1 a.m. According to your every goddamn day text. <laughs> every Cheers. night at 1 a.m., Taylor's like, hey, you guys want to play some zombies? No. <laughs> well, Kyle usually accepts. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're all best. Doesn't it mess with your happiness, too? Like, like you, you know, you're sleeping in. You're not doing other things. Like I, I, I got up today. Sometimes. I went to sleep last night at, like, 4.30, and I woke up at 10.30. So that was six six hours of sleep, and mm -hmm. I... I did some, you know, I had stuff to do today. I, I, I did some stuff with you, and then I went out and went to the post office, and I had to go. I, I, I got my stuff done. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I I don't think it messes with my happiness any more than, it, you know, I think I'm the same happiness level as always. You know, I, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I, I do miss the sun sometimes and, like, doing stuff in the sun. But it's not, um, you know, I, I got lots of sunny stuff to do next week. So I'll just do it fucking then. I'll recharge then. I feel like I'm getting a little paler maybe. Um, but but that's okay. That sun's bad for your skin anyway. So yeah, I'll just I'm, keep playing Fallout in my young. bunker. <laughs> what did you say, Taylor? I said he wants to stay looking young. You know, he yeah. already doesn't look 29. Like yeah. I peg him as mid, maybe even low 20s. He's going right? to I want to go backwards. I want to get into I want to get. I want to look so young I can fuck kids. You still can. How, just, how does you know, one do that? <laughs> right? <laughs> Tell me well, more like, about this plan. If, if I could, if I could keep turning back my hands the time, I could get, get with some of those 16, 17 year old chicks that are that are just smoking hot. I think you're, you're doing it like too Steve early. Here, I like, think you should con you should continue. <laughs> Hello, fellow young people. <laughs> you should continue to age until thirty five, right? And right. then start rewinding the clock. Die at seventy. Mm, I like it. It's a little Benjamin no. Button act action, mm -hmm. huh? I'll be See, a fetus. That's fun for the first 20 years and then it starts to get really demented as you're like losing basic motor skills just like you would if you just 
grown the normal way. You're like five years old. Nobody's taking you seriously anymore. You have all these complex thoughts patronizing you. But think of this. The way you die now is also kind of a deteriorating process where no one finds you, where no one takes you seriously. But you're like getting cancer and it's painful and it's scary. The alternative is you die as an orgasm. No, but you... As somebody I, at some else's. point, they're going to have to <laughs> jam me back inside of my actually 112-year-old grandmother. Like, like, All right, Granny, here's Kyle. <laughs> ah, you'd be a, you'd be little, but I guess you'd be no, baby-sized. No, yeah, I, I know what I'd be. I'd be, I'd be uh, eight pounds and 15 ounces. Ooh. Enjoy that, Mom. <laughs> You're a big boy. Your 80s are going to be rough. <laughs> In that situation, wouldn't euthanasia be the same thing as abortion? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants old. that. It's easy coming out. It's hard going back in. Uh, did you see that? I tried to talk less about politics, partly because some people don't love it, but partly because I feel like it, the shows don't age well. But Jeb Bush said that he would go back and kill baby Hitler. Yeah, I saw that. And then Carson was like, no. And they, they rephrased the question a little bit, like, would you abort Hitler? And he's like, nope. You know, I wouldn't abort anybody, not even Hitler. He was born to kill him in his cradle. I feel like that's the Republican way, right? Like, yes, yeah. you know, you, 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 before the kid's born, he, he gets all the protections of the world. But once he's born. No, they'd wait till he was 18. Mm, so, they'd so, sign him up I don't know. They try him as an adult at like 15. You wouldn't, wouldn't be a hero. Or 12, like Jeb Bush was thinking. Yeah, Jeb Bush was thinking like, oh, yeah, I would kill baby Hitler. And then I'd come back to the future and be like, wow, you're that guy who killed baby Hitler. But really, it would just be, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why did you go back in time and kill a baby? Like, because they wouldn't know right. what was going to come. Or, you know, it would have been I wouldn't trust him. If, you, if Jeb Bush was like, no, trust me, that guy was terrible. I'd be like, you're part of the establishment, the elite, this untrustworthy thing. Like, you want to run NSA. I, for all I know, that guy was like the person who would have won this year's election. Maybe yeah. little Adolf cured uh, cancer and you just wanted to save that money for big pharma. Like, you wouldn't know what to think. Uh, I would be very... Yeah, I don't know if the United States would be as is would be in as advantageous of mm. a position as it currently is without Hitler. I feel like oh, you know he fucked up Europe and gave us an opportunity to flex our muscles a little bit. Absolutely. If anything, like, I would go back in time and accept Hitler into art school. Oh, because mm. then you don't have to kill someone, and it probably would have panned out better. That's what he should have said. That's the ultimate. Like that's that's what Bernie Sanders would have done. <laughs> like I think if we could have gotten to this Mr. Hitler a little earlier, we could have curbed these uh, these feelings he's having. Yeah. <laughs> we could, he needed mental help. We weren't there for him. I, you know, I I I think people would have really pegged me as a Democrat if they talked to me a year ago. Right now, I I don't feel like I have a home. I'm not excited about hardly any of the candidates anywhere i don't even know who our candidates are but but we have a don't give a shit kind of attitude i like that (laughs) very cavalier (laughs) i'd say rand paul is probably the best of all the republicans rand paul you say yeah nobody's gonna take him i I feel like so rand paul and Kasich for me both say things i really like but i feel like if you really shined a spotlight on them i'd I'd learn things about them that were showstoppers that's totally true about every one of the candidates. I just feel like Rand Paul has less of those showstoppers than the rest. It's the, it's like that old South Park episode. You're choosing between a douche and a turd. That's the political system we have. So you've just got to choose a douche or a turd. 
Um, so I'm just checking the fuck out and, and enjoying the show. It's not like my vote's going to matter. I don't vote anyway. I, I, I recommend that, that all of you do, though, if you're, so your voices are heard, but I'm not. I recommend vote. you guys vote the way I tell you to when I figure it out. Right? <laughs> That's what uh, I would like. Um, you know, I don't I've know never how voted. This... I don't think I'm going to start. Like, I've never like missed a I make every vote, and I usually make every midterm vote as well. And um, I'll, I'll vote this time, but I haven't figured out for who yet. I don't fucking know. I, I don't know uh, who of these. So it's easier to. It's we should wrap this up. We've had this talk before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to like enumerate the candidates and why why I hate them all, but <laughs> I am. for who's in the lead. Is it still Trump and Carson? Trump and Carson. Dude, I got a personal message from a Patreon. I wonder if I thought I bookmarked it. Wow, what a handsome fellow that guy must be. Probably really <laughs> smart too. I found it. Um let me Oh oh, here it is. So this guy's a Patreon and he wrote I'm 18 years old and I'm from the UK. I paid for an escort, but during the fun, she couldn't turn me on. I really don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. She was good looking. I just didn't really connect with her. Is this normal? And thank you, Woody, for helping me through all those couple of years. So this is the guidance that I provide to people. I help them work their way towards prostitutes. Yeah, that's that, that, that's <laughs> normal. I, I, I think I had a hard time uh, getting it up with the, with the hooker that, that I had sex with. And it was just because it was a weird experience, and she was like making me wear a condom during oral sex, and it was just so, Ugh. yeah, right. And, and and I had to like really go into like Vulcan boner was it mode a, to like. Did the condom have spermicide on it? Like I've never had a condom that seemed appropriate for oral sex. None of them are appropriate. Well, they make flavored condoms, um, but in any case, there are no condoms that are. What a farce that is. Good for oral sex. Is a flavored condom safe for vaginal penetration? Yes. Because yeah. I, I do know this, I it edible underwear. Uh, no, it's it's the flavored wet platinum. So they sent wet platinum to me, and I'm actually changing my mind on wet platinum. We'll turn around to that, but uh, they sent flavored wet platinum. We had so much, we ended up giving some to our neighbor. She used the flavored stuff for vaginal sex, and it gave her a yeast infection. And my wife was like, "Yeah, you didn't know that." That's not a thing that you can use. She's like, those things have sugars in them and such, and that'll give you a yeast infection. That was news to me. Then what's the point of it? I, it's terrible lubricant. Any of those flavored, like, like I like mm-hmm. the, uh, I like the wet platinum, just the regular the black stuff. One. The black one. Mm-hmm. That's the good stuff. It's, it's, it does what lubricant's supposed to do, and it never gets sticky and tacky afterwards. Like I've, I've used those other, other lubricants. It sounds like a pitch, but like I don't know how people are using them. Like Astroglide, um, KY. Like, both of those aren't even... In the those are in two totally different camps of quality, though. Both of like, those Which one do you put higher? Like, uh, Astroglide, way higher than KY. Yeah, me too. I feel like they're both, like, a 2 out of 10, and, and Wet Platinum is a 9 out of 10. Like, the only thing about Wet Platinum is it's a little hard to get off afterwards. You've got to go get some soap and water and a dry towel and sort of... Here's the thing. Remove it. So They make special soap for removal, just so you know. That's good to know. So, anyway, here's the deal. KY... I would recommend just moving on elsewhere. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's not my lube of choice. Astroglide is some good stuff. Now, the thing about Astroglide is if it's an extended session, you might want to add more, you know, somewhere along the way. Uh, just be cool with that and you're okay. Now, Wet Platinum, on the other hand, is good for like three years An and 30,000 miles. But the yeah. problem with that is when you're done... You're lubed until tomorrow. 
That's yeah. your deal. You're going you to walk. Smell like it. Like your, your I, a little. You might be right. I, I don't. But to me, like I'll spend the rest of the day a little lubed. You can feel it on your dick. That's on your, your deal. Hands, yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, and and you know, so so wet platinum is good stuff, but it's just industrial yeah. grade sexual lubricant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, like I, I'm I'm coming around to like you know what I might prefer Astroglide with a reload to wet platinum. That'd be good tomorrow, quite frankly. No way. It's better if you have places to be. Like, I feel after. like I feel like the Astroglide leaves a tacky residue there. Like, like it's a happy reminder of what you did earlier. I don't care for that. The, uh, the wet <laughs> platinum, I feel like, like you could take a washcloth and oh, dampen it I, I and like scrub a little bit, and it'll you know you're, you're clean again. You just ha there's just more to it than like dabbing the area with a paper towel. It, it, it's on there. It's, to me, Astroglide comes off with water. And yeah, I think I it's think water based. A bad tacky That's a I don't like that though. It shouldn't be. I, I find that there is like like if you took the Astroglide and you just kept rubbing it between your fingers, after like thirty seconds, it would be like, and it's like, wow, what the fuck is this? Effect. I disagree, but that's thank really you. Good. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. It's like a fucking Elmer's glue. Like you use the kid and the stick to like to like put your fucking cardboard paper uh, bullshit together with. Whereas wet platinum, you put that between two pieces of paper. Now those are zero. Zero friction pieces of paper. They could hover over each other. You could make some sort of a Rube Goldberg machine Sorry. or something with that shit. It's in I've used it as gun lubricant. I've um I've had like a squeaky door and put a little dab of wet platinum on there. WD forty, keep a door we'll keep a door in order for like a month and a half. Wet platinum, that door hasn't squeaked and it's been two fucking years. It's smooth <laughs> as it can be. <laughs> I told you that's it and for door lube, that sounds fantastic. But when I put this when I put this stuff on Frankenstein, I get the pump bottle. Then, I, you know, sometimes it's like, I, you know, I just don't want to be lubed all day. It's right at fifty dollars a bottle when it with shipping. I think it's like forty five dollars plus five dollars. So shipping. much for lube. It, it's so it's a expensive. big container. It's it's this much of it, and it's like a tall bottle, and it's got a pump on it, so that like when you want something, you just over the night saying, "Cook, cook." All right, we're ready to go, bitch. You're all lubed up and 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 ready to roll. There's no like opening the cap and like getting a dollop out. I'm like, oh god, there's so much. None of that happens. You get exactly what you want when you want it. You mm. want that pump on there. Uh, I I I see. Went we to... we hide our lube from the children though. You like... think? Okay. Yeah. So okay, so I got it. I got it. so I used to do this. Um, just at, at my ex girlfriend's house, what I kept was I went to like Target. And I got a little pump jar, and it could be anything in there. You could put moisturizer in there, anything. Mm. And it was just black ceramic, and I filled that up with the lube, and it was over there. And, you know, it's, you know, even that way guests come over, whatever. They don't know what it is. They it's think it's hand sanitizer, and they're like, God <laughs> damn it, it never goes away. <laughs> You're clean now. Bitch. <laughs> Uh, uh, but that's what I would always do. I, I but I, I, I'm behind that lube a thousand percent. I've never run across any. It, it has to be, um, what do you call it? Silicone-based lubricant. Like, like that's the only kind that I want any part of. Is I it latex like. safe? Can you use it with a condom? It depends how long you're that you're going to be having sex. As long as it's not more than say, forty-five I minutes. Like no, I think it is safe. Not the <laughs> answer. I. I here, let, let's. I have, I have, I have seen my condoms be degraded by my lubricant after thirty or forty minutes. It takes but, a while. What if there's like a uh, a more subtle degrading that you, before you see that? Well, I mean, it'll hold come. I mean, that's all you need it to do. It's not like you're holding back radiation or anything. All it takes is one free spirit. 
So here, I looked at their fact, okay. and it says that all wet platinum products and furthermore, all silicone-based 510K medical devices are safe for use with condoms. So, uh, I don't care what they say. They are not fucking as long as I am. I will bring a used condom next week, and I will show you what happens after a long fuck session with wet platinum on a condom. You know I'm I will telling take your you. word for it. It gets I, no, no, not me. I want to see it. <laughs> the, condom, the condom literally degrades to the part where it'll it'll pull apart like, like like I, I don't know. So like does it get been, like sinewy? Almost? It's it's like it's been slightly dissolved in some way, and so the complete structure of it is degraded, so that it'll tear apart, pull apart, all that stuff. I swear, I've seen this. This is a latex cases. condom you're using, not like a sheepskin condom or something like not that. Not sheepskin, but I would like you to try a sheepskin condom and tell me how that works with the wet it's platinum. It's not latex Do you ever use either. One of those? Yeah. No. I use the, the skin, S-K-Y-N. If mm -hmm. I'm, uh, the, um, those are the, uh, the non-latex condoms. Um, the sheepskin ones don't stretch in the same way, and they're like cold almost when you put them on. Yeah. They're kind of yucky. That's awful. And knowing I, that it was part of an animal that, you know, if you got that sheep from Scotland, then very likely your dick isn't even the first to be in that section of intestine. <laughs> Someone else has used that. <laughs> That's just, I don't know, it's a but, weird... Thing. That's like medieval times. I'm proud of me for perfecting this and taking the sheepskin out of the condom before I fuck it. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't really use condoms anymore e anyway, but mm -hmm. sometimes if you're, say, using a sexual toy on a lady, then you'll put a condom on there to easier clean up for your sex toys or whatever. So, and I've definitely seen it. I've seen this thing happen. It does happen. Wet platinum does degrade certain condoms and not the sheepskin ones. Hmm. Well, we shouldn't be using sheepskin condoms anyway, because it's not 1460 and <laughs> plastic and rubber. And that's just gross. Yeah. I, I, although you'd eat a hot dog that was that was the same thing, right? It's big I, intestines. I feel like women are more comfortable with like tools and accessories and stuff like that because they menstruate. Like you know, from a young age, there's you know tampons and pads and all these sorts of whatever products. Yeah, feminine products in one way or another, potions and shit that they got to deal with. And, uh, and you know, so maybe for us, it's like sheepskin. Whoa. For them, that's just like, oh, that's just one more tool in a whole arsenal of bad shit that I deal with. <laughs> uh, wait, you add what? And it's just another thing? Sheepskin condoms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't right? Know. You know, yeah. like, like it's, oh, it's uh, yuck, yuck, yuck. And for them, well, it's Well, the last like, thing I would do is like... Check this out, honey. It's a sheepskin. It's sheep intestines. Let me just put this on my dick now and fuck you with it. Like, like I don't think I'd say a word. I just put it on and like, just like I don't want her to know that it's a sheep. They should sheep put intestine, uh, backstories on him. Like his name was Cody. Uh, he was oh. free range. He grew up in southern Scotland. So. <laughs> Never been exposed to Taliban. So no. this is virgin sheepskin condom. Yeah. What if you got an STD from your condom? What? How ironic would that be? Oh, that'd be, that'd be terrible. <laughs> Sheepskin condoms not as good at protecting against STDs. Mm. You should uh, try sense. one of those this week, Kyle, and come back with a review. I have no interest in wearing any sort of condom, much less one that's made out of a sheep's intestines. That's just not a not, that's a well, no. I know go. you don't. It was about my interest. Well, then you <laughs> should go you rip on it. Go, go get your own, motherfucker. I've like, done like, it before. Oh well. Oh, you prefer it over a normal condom? Two, is two there... thumbs down. They have their oh. pros and cons. I would say that. Uh, a latex condom doesn't seem as cold. Maybe it just retains less room temperature or something. Like I'm having a hard time choosing words here. Um, Warm it up first. You know, put maybe put it in a saucepan. 
I put mine in the microwave for six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's that. It's less stretchy, the sheet. Like a latex condom would, you know, you could fill it up and put your head on it or something if you really were motivated to. Um, a sheepskin doesn't do that. There is some stretch to it, but I don't think you could, like, fit four finger like no. like you'd you couldn't e- do those pranks that people do or whatever where you like not pranks but like you put it over your head and then blow it up with your nose like you couldn't do that with that kind with a sheepskin yeah yeah it, i i would guess it pulls till i'm guessing i've never broken one like that but it it, it would pull to like 50 percent larger than the stock size and and kind of cut off there um and, and when you make it its full length like that that's kind of the length you get like it, you know, that's all there is to it but on the other hand i feel like latex more quickly converts into some like moisture absorbing friction creating like terrible thing uh whereas sheepskin pretty much forever it's almost like your own skin or something like you know it just requires less lube to to be effective i want to see if there are any benefits to this like why are people still doing it i would guess the number one thing is people who have latex sensitivities they make non-latex like regular condoms though like skin right that's what you said Yeah, yeah Oh, that's what that is. Skin, S K Y N. Yeah, it's a brand. Or it's, what, it's, uh, a, it's Trojan. It's a it's a offset. It's Trojan skin, I think. I don't know. I don't I don't buy a lot. What's of it made it. from? If it's not latex or sheepskin. Um, I don't recall exactly. But Maybe fucking, that's why. Fucking vulcanized. It doesn't rubber. work well with Maybe. platinum. Maybe because yeah. you know, they say it works with latex condoms. I just assume that I didn't know there were more than two varieties. Several, like I guess, or at least two, at least three. When you count the sheep intestine ones, it says one of the benefits is that lambskin is can be used with oil-based lubricants, unlike latex, and not degrade. Um, oh, that's right. I've 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 had condoms degrade with uh, coconut oil. I think maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty common. And then it says they're biodegradable. If you're just like really weirdly, the only person who's self-conscious enough about worrying about their condoms biodegradability is someone who's a vegan and they're not fucking with part of a sheep's intestine in the first place. Like, yeah, if they're not going right. to eat it, it's a big insult. Big middle finger. Like, I won't like, All right, we're done. Uh, waste but not, want not. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a free sample of skin on their website. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard Stern was t- saying that he, he only uses, he uses condoms with his wife. He still does. They always just use in case. condoms. I mean, he, yeah, I, I, I think it's because his wife won't let him fuck him, fuck her without a condom on is what I think. That's I think, weird. I think that Howard Stern has a super hot wife who's, who won't let him fuck her without a condom. That's really pathetic. Do you think that what I, it's a trust issue? I have no idea what that could possibly be, but, but the guy uses a condom and he's like 60 or 70 or whatever he is now. And, and his wife, Beth is just gorgeous, super hot, but something about that doesn't, it just it's just weird to me and bizarre that this guy is still using a condom to have sex with his wife when like there's got to be something else they could do maybe as herpes and oh i mean you don't you're not always contagious I don't know. Herpes. only when you only when you have an outbreak like only during a flare up yeah only a flare up the commercials say that you can still transmit it not during a flare up yeah they usually don't lie in those kinds of commercials just like the anti-smoking ones bound <laughs> by law to be honest shit now yeah they, they made gentle herpes out to be a much bigger deal than it was i thought that if you that, that it would be just as the shocker but i've i've coped with it just fine not a big deal at all 
you showed me on the last trip we were at together, and honestly, a little gross, but yeah. you know, look at it for five, maybe ten minutes, and you get used to it. Yeah. When you I infected went, I me, cold, I was so. initially mad. <laughs> I didn't. I did once, so, so not not affect you, but I, I went down on a girl once, and I had a cold sore on my lip that that was like ninety five percent healed, but there was you could still, still kind of see it there. Gave her genital herpes, and it was just an ordeal. She was sitting on ice bags, like like she had this full on like her pussy was just fucked and it only happened yeah genital it's like everybody has that like when you're about to get sick you know that's when you get like cold sores because you're i've never i don't have that you only get if you have you have herpes then that's oh i know it's a kind of herpes most people are born with that yeah there's two types but but and, and it's a bit convoluted at times between the two types and what i still don't know is that if my type 1 can jump on your vagina and become type 2, or if you just have vaginal type 1, or your dick, whatever, you know, if, I, if it's a crazy night, what, what have you. But what I'm wondering is, if, if now you have that for life on your genitals, because she just had the one flare-up the one time, never again. Um, after yeah, I think I, they're very different kinds. Like, I don't think your coughing and, you know, not getting enough potassium sore is going to cause that that's extreme nothing. kind of herpes in someone. I... I think you're wrong about this. I could be. I don't know. Right. I just know the only time wrong? I get them is when well, I'm like I, I think this, sick. Well, like I said, there's two types of herpes, I, I think. And, uh, and, and one's the kind that's more commonly on your, uh, is on your mouth and one's on your genitals. But I know for a fact that the mouth kind can jump onto your genitals because I've done it. But like that I, doesn't make it the second more extreme kind. If it gets more extreme than that, then you just have to amputate the vagina. Like, like it was a very extreme flare-up like inside the vagina there were sores outside the Ooh. vagina there were sores she could not sit she sat on a, she sat on peace the whole time it was awful um and it lasted for like a week or something like that um it was it was crazy and i, I started reading it and like yep sure enough that's a thing i've uh, never experienced that but that sounds really terrible yeah i wouldn't want any part of that either i've uh I get the cold sores probably a couple, two or three times a year, and I actually take the, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but whatever the prescription medication is that you take orally um, to get rid of uh, genital herpes, I take that for my cold sores, and it knocks them out like really, really quickly without them getting turning into a big, crazy thing. Yeah, there's nothing worse than having to go like meet somebody or talk to somebody and having a big canker or cold sore on your I, but that's That ruined my first impression with my college roommate. Like, I was... About to head down to college. It was like four days before, and I felt like a hard little bump on my lip. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, not now. Not yeah. now. I don't want to be that guy first day at the dorm walking around like, oh, hey, look at this seeping, oozing sore on my lip. And so I get there, and of course, it's just full-blown. And the kid and his parents meeting me, I can just tell. They're like, oh, hey, nice to meet. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. God, you need a Band-Aid? You need, mine, you need to take to the hospital? Mine gets so big. And, and I just remember I... I I remember this 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 old man one time being like, "Oh, well, somebody popped you in the mouth. What happened?" And I'm just like, "It's a cold sore." Yeah. Like, like what, what, what do you want from me? I, I, I know it's there. I don't go. I try not to go out in public. Like now, when I get one, I just become a hermit for those five days. I don't want anybody to see that fucking thing. Or if it's you get awful. it on like the corner of your mouth, you have to like talk out of the corner of your mouth. Oh no, that's not a. That's not. That's not there, it's always right there. That's the only spot. Um, it has something. To, I've read extensively about this, but I guess I don't retain this knowledge very well. But something about the the nerves in that area or something. That's always where it comes up, every single time. And uh, sometimes it's hor- horrendous, but as long as I treat it quickly, it's not that big of a deal. My grandpa's got this weird thing, like one of those old 
people beliefs that anytime anyone in our family is like, ah, I got this cold sore, man, that sucks. He'll just be like, well, I bet you've been eating bananas, haven't you? You, you can't eat bananas, give you a cold sore. And it's like, Grandpa, that's not true. You can't do that. So anytime someone gets it, he swears to God, even in public. Like, see that guy? Bet he was eating a banana. <laughs> it's not true. I bet anything, that sur- probably helps. He probably just sucked a dirty dick. Yeah. <laughs> More yeah, likely. His, his nice old, old man way of saying it. I've never had a cold sore. Uh, or general herpes. Like I, I feel like I, I dodge the herpes bullet, and I just need to keep dodging it. it you could still get it. Um, like like um, you shared a drink with me at the last paintball. Thing. Oh God, yeah. you dick! I, I, so, I, I asked for it, and I, I knew you like turned the bottle and gave me the clean side. And yeah. I, but I was like, oh, why did I do this? I, yeah. I didn't think of it until afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you. But but you didn't get it, or you would have known by now. You'd have had the outbreak by now. Thank so you're, God. I didn't think about it until afterwards either. I was like, oh. No, and it's not, not all the time. I have to have one like going, but I was healing up for one from mm-hmm. one at the time. It um, lays dormant. Next time you're about to get sick, Woody, like you can feel that kind of. I've been know, sick since, like lays. awfully sick. Oh. If yeah. you, it, it, it feels like a tingle and a twinge, and the, on the at, at first, and a little itch like on inside your lip. And if you ever feel that, uh, it, you should either go. You should get to your doctor the next day. And tell them that you've got a cold sore and you want whatever that's. I can't. I wish I could think of it. Um, I know so, what you're talking about. So, so vocal, so, so whatever it is. Uh, you want uh, Clovis Cipher? Cipher Clover? Something. Uh, you <laughs> want the, the, the prescription medicine for genital herpes and that will fix your shit up within just a couple days. Otherwise, if you just like put like, like Vaseline or, or chapstick or whatever on it, Neosporin. Oh, it will just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then all that tissue dies and then it then it has to heal underneath as the dead tissue rots off and oozes pus and then you get in the shower and the hot water's flowing on it so the scab gets really like ooey gooey Mm -hmm. and then you get out and do you go to towel off rub it right off and now it's just raw skin there again so you'll be careful and it'll scab over again same thing next day and now you got a scar so everything that you have so like aside from those pills to put on it to make it better is like all right you're gonna want to apply this every half hour and when it looks really shiny and like it's fresh a fresh wound that's how you know it's working where it's like yeah. all right how the fuck am i supposed to go out in public looking like i this don't is an open wound on my face i keep like when i when i didn't have the pills and i had to like apply a cream or i found this stuff that comes in like an eye like an eyedropper bottle that was much better that was like drops that seemed to get hard once you applied them if that makes sense like you applied it they'd evaporated and left like a hard shell um Regardless of what it is, like every half hour, like you said, I'm in the bathroom, like, all right, put a fucking fresh coat on this cocksucker. You're healing fast. <sighs> but still, it just turns into the most ugly, nasty thing. And if your kids share a drink with some motherfucker, that's how I got it, by the way, as a child. I shared a drink with some dirty motherfucker at school, brought it home, gave it to my dad, gave it to my mom. We all shared drinks. You know, it was just, as a kid, like, I, we shared drinks. I, apparently, I was, I, I just, yeah, I'm have some of daddy's tea. Let me have some of mama's Pepsi. And just I, I, everybody got it, and I will have it for the rest of my life now, unless they find some cure for this virus. How often do you get it? Like, a couple times a year. Stre- uh, if I'm really stressed out, that's that's when it's going to come. Um, I get it at least once a year, sometimes three times a year. Yeah, I usually but get it's... it in chains, where like one will come up, and then it'll be like almost gone. It's like all right, I can finally go back to life, looking like a human, and then out of nowhere, you know. Round two pops up in the other corner. It's like, are you are you shitting me? Like, I've never had that. I have to go for a solid two weeks, looking like an asshole. 
but. yeah, I've never had that. That sounds awful. But I, but I get the one, and then I got to deal with it. And it takes probably two weeks to to heal up from from start to finish if you don't have the prescription uh, oral medication. Herpes oh, talk. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I looked it up. Um, cold sores can cause a genital infection and vice versa. Um, I, it, but then there was like six paragraphs of explaining the relationship and the difference and whatnot. I didn't really yeah, absorb it. I couldn't abs- I, like I've read what you're looking at at mm-hmm. least twice, and I I still don't understand the exact specifics of it. What I want to know is this: if I go down on you, and yeah, you, if I go down on you, and you get and a, a genital outbreak, will you have then recurring genital outbreaks ever? Or, or here's the, here's the other thing, will it, will it give you the genital outbreak and then later you'll get an oral outbreak because it was the, it was the oral type that I put on your genitals? Will that happen? Now, that seems far-fetched to me, but I, I would need to ask the question just to be sure. I, I don't know the answer to that. But what it, I it appears know, that if I'm reading this correctly, even though you gave me a genital infection... I still have type one that will reoccur as an oral infection. Interesting. If I understand this right, which so you'd have an initial possible, genital right. outbreak followed by recurring oral outbreaks from the genital contact with with my lips and vice that's, versa. Okay, that's see. So there's a whole like yeah. That, that's a, that's if, an if I were to give you type two, which is the genital kind, it might show up on your lip and reoccur on your on my genitals. I've got it now. All right, then. Yeah, good it, to know. If I understand it right, it's possible I don't, but that's, that's Well, that's I, good, because I would hate to think that I had given that poor girl some sort of, like, lifelong genital herpes, but, but apparently it's just the oral kind, which she already had. Oh, okay. Well, then, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul, except for having to sit on those peas for a week. <sighs> oh, so circling back to the gentleman who couldn't get hard from the, uh, the prostitute... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, guess no that's sweat. Uh, no sweat, huh? Yeah, it's, it's it's it's. I had a hard time myself. I had to really focus to like make it happen. Um, I think and, I'm lucky in the cock department. I uh, I've only ever been me, so I don't know what's normal. But I, I hear of these other guys who lose an erection while they put a condom on, or you know, they, they don't get an erection from here. Or like, uh, I don't know. My boy's always sort of done what I asked him to. Well, you've never tried to fuck. A, $200 prostitute in a hotel room, so. Fair counterpoint. Yeah. 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 Fair counterpoint. The, uh, I, know, I told a story of a guy a couple weeks ago who had a, you know, th- that prostitute and he, you know, no leche. <laughs> no leche. No leche. <laughs> no leche. Yeah. That's uh, a, that's great. Apparently that's Spanish for milk. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it just, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I, I, could, I could probably understand something like that. Um, what? Uh... Oh, like a bad prostitute. She should be good at it. She's always part of a prostitute sex uh, act because you know she is a prostitute. So by now she should have figured this whole thing out. Oh, how to how to make him accomplish his goals? Yeah, yeah. She should be used to guys being like being like nervous and concerned that they're paying for sex and all that. She should part of her skill set should be setting you at ease and turning you on in a in a in a in a realistic fashion instead of just like all right. Yeah, this looks about right. Get your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I imagine a lot of prostitutes are actually pretty bad at that. Just guessing, but... I've, you, I've only had the, the one prostitute, I, I think. I, I, the thing is, I watched um, I watched a documentary on Netflix, I think. And uh, it was about... I think it was about Thailand. 
and these people would come and they were all like the girls were never giving the guys enough attention like they were prostitutes but but they they would stay with them from like you know for a couple of days in a row and they would be at this resort and the girls always scurried off like in their dream scenario they earned this money without earning it so they're whatever like at the bar or at some other room or whatever not next to the guy being his girlfriend and uh, it just seemed like they were all bad and they all had to be like hounded on to actually do their thing and uh, one of the customers was fat like way too fat Ugh. and uh, but that's how the girls were reacting too. like oh, I don't want anything to do with this guy and I'm thinking like you're a prostitute don't expect you know a, a stream of hotties coming your way yeah they're so. not using that surface they by definition don't really need it as much probably hey i have a new topic i don't know if it's any good but apparently gm is making a car in china and importing it to the u.s i what kind of car is it i'm pretty sure that i'm pretty sure that over 50 percent of my camaro was made in canada so whatever you know i that's basically this country though something yeah right something about china though like it, it 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 strikes a different chord with me i don't know what it is trying to make some shitty stuff we were talking about that earlier yeah and they make some good stuff too don't they make iphones right yeah i feel like those are pretty well manufactured to some pretty tight standards um i think they make a lot of cell phones actually like a lot of the samsung stuff but i'm not sure maybe that's korea messed it up but um china makes some good stuff but by god they make a lot of garbage yeah I watched a Reddit GIF recently where the guy got these bricks from China and he could just break them with his hands. Like building bricks? like Yeah. Red. The That's red funny. building bricks. Like, like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. The, the brick. Saying. You know, American, <laughs> American bricks are either solid or they have like that sort of pattern to it. This looked like it had maybe six holes in it, you know, three and three. And, and yeah, he could literally just crack them apart with his fingers and break all the bricks and they were awful. And I feel like that... I want to say America would never do that, and you and someone will be like, "No, they would. It'll happen, etc." But that that shit just wouldn't leave the factory. They wouldn't ship that product to somebody. Americans would be, oh, my browser just crashed. Americans would be embarrassed of uh, of that kind of a lot of the products that come out of China. Or some other company would figure it out and be like, "Oh, well, this company's making shit tier bricks. This is a pretty easy opportunity for us to shoehorn them out of the market." Yeah, like. I we'll see where these cars fall on the spectrum, whether it's the next iPhone or absolute fucking garbage. Well, I think General Motors is is the company that's going to be there ensuring the quality. You're just going to be using Chinese labor. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like, like those Chinese companies, like we were talking about earlier, it's like an Alfa Romeo, but it's like just a Chinese knockoff. You know, those are shit tier quality. I've, I've watched, uh, I've watched things about those before, and they talk about how they, they have issues with them. And there's lots of, like, basically just completely ripped. Like, they, they make a Le- model of the Lexus. They make a, uh, a, a Mercedes knockoff. They, they do that for all the, the, the cool cars, it, and they are poor quality. It's my, under- I'm sorry. it's my understanding that Japan started out as the China of yesteryear. And if something came from Japan, it was just absolute garbage, and everybody knew it. And then over time, Japan developed a reputation for quality. China could very well follow that route but god damn it doesn't matter what it is if it's a tool if it's a ball bearing if it's a brick if it's a car if it came from china there's a very good chance that it is shit that's true i 
uh, they Wait, do is make this, a, is this a whole new gm car that they're making just in china or is this just they're moving factories over there kyle do you know i don't know oh. sorry for interrupting what were you saying it's a buick it appears and Ooh. it looks like it's a new car i'm not Can't certain wait to get that chinese little saber in my garage oh <laughs> don't tease me that's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna turn heads yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know i just and it, God, it's not like I don't own anything, own anything from China. I guess there are some cases where price trumps quality. You know, every so often you're like, yeah, I, I, did, I get that it's total crap, but I don't need something good for this task. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely true. Sometimes a disposable item is is just fine because it's a disposable task, and it's fine to get something that's awful right. made there. But and I, I just don't like all the the knockoff stuff that that comes from there. Apparently, like a huge percentage of the of the the Chinese production is just knockoff goods. You know, it's fake Louis Vuittons and fake Rolexes. And I feel like there's cars. no level of shame. Like, in, 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 so again, it, I'll talk about India because this is a thing that I know better. Uh, I was I, I, when I worked with Indians. I remember I bought um, my IDE. It's an integrated development environment, and you typically use these, you know, computer tools to write code for you. And uh, it was IntelliJ, and I bought it. I wanted it. I or, but they had a trial version, and I used it. I loved it. I bought it. That was the thing. I was very impressed with it. And uh, the Indian person I was working with was like, you bought it? And I was like, yeah, they totally earned it. Like, this thing is fantastic. It's the greatest thing I've ever used. And uh, she's like, yeah, it's a difference in culture because Americans are proud to have not stolen their software, right? Like, the things that you've... Didn't you buy um, Sony Vegas? Yeah, me and White Boy, yeah. I bought it too. And, <laughs> and there's a certain pride. Like, yeah, I paid for my Sony Vegas, right? But um, she was telling me, Indian people, and I heard this from several Indians I work with, like, it's almost an embarrassment. Like, you're stupid. You, you bought it? You paid money for it? You're so dumb. Don't you realize you could steal? Like, the, 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 there's a stealing option on the table. You just seem foolish. And uh, I feel like with quality, like, there might be a cultural thing there, too. Like, yeah, you know, we make rip-off Louis Vuitton. Like, we make, like, a shitty version of something someone else thought through. And uh, I, I just... If that was what I did, you feel bad. I feel bad. It's a you wouldn't lot have of money, any, It's a huge you wouldn't market. Have any, but I mean, you just wouldn't have any pride in your job if, if your job. I I feel like if I made fake Louis Vuitton purses all day, I would feel bad about that. And don't make it pur purses. Let's say I made knockoff cars. Like it looks like a Mercedes, but it's a piece of shit. Like I would feel bad about that too. I feel like, but I don't. It's just a cultural thing. I, don't I think, think it's well known that when I make something, it's the best in the multiverse. I've heard that somewhere <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, I'm doubling down. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Not you guys in the call, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, um, mention it again. I don't mind. Do your thing. All right. I had another topic. That one went quick. Uh, Des Bryant. Oh, Taylor Swift. So did you guys see that she was being sued for the lyrics and Shake It Off? No. Apparently, so I, I hadn't heard this guy before, but uh, shucks, that's a good question. It's a pretty old song, isn't it? Like that's not one of her new ones, right? It's pretty new. I, yeah. I want to say "Shake It Off" was this year. Yeah, within the last Never. eighteen months or something to me. Um, oh, here it is. The guy's name is Jesse B R A H A M Braham Bram Braham. I don't know. Jesse B. Jesse B. And. Uh, he had a song, it sounds totally different than Shake It Off. Like, it's not a pop song. It was like a, like a rap 
a slow rap song. It wasn't my cup of tea and it wasn't popular. But in it, he included the lyrics, haters gonna hate, and he mentioned that players gonna play. So when Taylor Swift came out with her song, which was like, you know, a little upbeat pop thing, uh, her song is like, haters gonna hate, 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 then players gonna play, 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 play. Yeah, I'm talented. And uh, he's suing her for $42 million saying that you know all her record sales and stuff are attributed to him now haters gonna hate to me is not a phrase that he coined like that's everywhere players gonna play potatoes gonna potate like there's a million of these and uh he's suing her over two words four three words gonna play <laughs> yeah gonna play haters gonna haters. hate and players gonna play yeah so well, uh she says it like four times each and that's just <laughs> chorus so like, those add up double digits now Um, he says that if he had never written his thing that she would have never written hers and that she owes him 42 million dollars well it's a good thing he lost because that seems like dude he didn't just lose oh they make him pay fees here's the thing the judge wrote his like like his judicial opinion on it and oh god I hope there's some Taylor Swift fans in here but um it goes like this at present the court is not saying that Bram can never, ever, ever get his case back in court. <laughs> but now we've got problems, and I'm not sure if Bram can solve them. As currently drafted, the complaint has a black, a blank space, one that requires Bram to do more than just write his name. And upon consideration of the court's explanation in Part 2, Bram may discover that a mere pleading... Band-Aids will not fix the bullet holes in this case. (laughs) (laughs) At least for the moment, defendants have shaken off this lawsuit. So he included like six different Taylor Swift songs in his in his like judicial decision. Surprised he didn't say anything about bad blood or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Like I I I wish he called him mean, but uh, that that to me is the peak of this whole topic. The, the guy included a bunch of Taylor Swift lyrics in his God, decision. What a douche! He's awesome. Yeah. I completely no, no, no. disagree. No, no, no. The, oh, the, the, the guy suing. The I guy. misunderstood. I, uh, the, the guy suing. What an asshole! Like you couldn't. That's just so frivolous. Three words, four if you count haters and hate as different, which is a stretch. <laughs> so it's just in forty-two million dollars, like. What a sue happy culture we live in. Like, speaking of pop stars, I saw I saw all those nudes or the new nude of, uh, oh. of uh, Miley Cyrus. That was that was that was pretty great. It she was not good. a candid shot. I, I I kind of like that it's not. So she was a hundred percent nude. Uh, she was sitting in a chair and her legs were crossed, but you could see like the racing stripe on on her vag hair, I guess, and uh, or her pubic hair, I should say. And um, uh, anyway, and she saw the camera. And she like did this is kind of the pose. She's like this, and she's like, oh, you know, like that. Other shoulder. You're looking the other way. Shoulder. My mistake. And also throw the other leg up. (laughs) (laughs) And take your pants and go like this. That's true. Well, I don't know. But you got it. You're sixty percent of the way there. Yeah. 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 This is better. You're getting there. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Cool. I feel like yeah. this is like when That's we it. had Kyle doing uh, bench presses. No, no, you, you <laughs> only got it on that last attempt. That, that, was the, that, that was the correct one. All right. But, but yeah, I looked at it I, for a few minutes. I'm sure you guys did too. I yeah. studied it, and then I looked at the color-corrected version so that I Both could get a better feel for what it would have been like to be there. 
and it's not like it's the first time we've seen her naked. There's tons of like, she's but this is the first time video. she's been naked and not like covered in goo or in like black and white or something crazy like that. Sitting so, yeah. on a wrecking ball or something like like she, this was just her in I guess the green room or something getting her makeup done. She's and, between uh, costumes, I think. I think she, I think in her sh the, she, she does multiple costumes throughout the show or something. Okay, and uh, and I yeah you could. I also feel like it was not that photoshopped and um, no, I felt like, like that was orchestrated. like a cell phone photo that was just then uploaded to her yeah. Instagram, I think. And like I tell you, so you know, there's people who have like you know pride in their bodies and stuff. She's really committed to this. No shame, and I, typically no shame means you really should have had some. But yeah. if, if with this case, she's just you know like yeah, if you have a problem with nudity, that's going to be your problem. I say good for her. With that. Yeah, she looks. I think she looks great. I think she looks really good. I've always said that. Like everybody was giving her shit at that thing when she was dancing on uh, Robin Thicke. She had that. She had, that, bad she had latex underwear on that were super tight, and her butt looked flat. Well, of course it does. It's like her butt's like being. Squished. I feel like it wasn't just flat. It, well, the, it was hanging the out the bottom because it's being squished. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. malformed. It looked very like, lumpy. It, I mean, latex. It's latex. It's not some sort of breathable fabric she's literally where like, it should have had a better cut it, it wasn't flattering but that doesn't all. mean that she's terrible it just means she wore a non-flattering outfit yeah it just squeezed her in it and, and made her like squish out the sides of it in an unattractive way but i think she's very hot i thought she always has been her face leaves something to be desired i suppose but who's nitpicking here she's got a great body she is on the skinny side i guess but um, her, her face is, is just, she's, she's a pretty girl and she's got a great body and I like her tattoos and everything. I think she's pretty fucking I think hot. she's a nine, you know, and, and that's and, a mistake. That's a little generous. She's too skinny. Um, I deduct a point just for that. That her is face, not a thing. That's like too rich. That yeah. is a thing. You can see all of, I mean, you can see all of her ribs and, and I, I think I would prefer her maybe. Uh, Add a happy trail if we got my girl. Yeah. I, I think she needs seven. She needs jaw. <laughs> She could totally put on another a beard, know, four more pounds, <laughs> four more pounds. <laughs> put a job strap. Yeah. Yeah. A football in her like, hand. Get, oh. get, get a three-point stance now. And <laughs> when I say hike, you look back at me and nod, just like Billy did back in school. You ready? You ready? Hike, hike. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't <laughs> think she's too thinny, and I think I don't think she's too thin. But I do think her boobs are a little droopy. I think that her face is pretty, but. Her boobs are zero droopy. They're like yeah, right fucking there. She's like about? she's like twenty. <laughs> no, they're a little. Um, no. I like Kyle the way you were like, yeah, she can afford to gain a bit, like four pounds. Like, <laughs> she's a little girl. I, I, I estimate what? her current weight. She can at go on a weekend. Yeah, she can go on a weekend of binge eating, but not too much. Like I, no, no, no. What yeah. she needs is a week long survival trip, and that ass will tighten up. Oh God! You'll be able to see like the bones in it, like Auschwitz, like like those ass bones will be protruding, and the skin's just draped over them. No, I I, I just don't. Look, I don't want to nitpick this person because I see people doing it on the internet. I think she's great mm -hmm. looking, but if I you're agree. scaling her on the on the scale of beauty, like Christy Brinkley in the in the fucking 80s is like a 10 to me. Just just fucking perfection. Right. And she's and sexy. still like an eight. But carry on. I saw her on the Stern show the other day. She's she's looking real nice. Mm -hmm. Um, but in any case, um. You know, you got to deduct for, for her being a little overly skinny. And I think you got to deduct for her face because I don't think it's a 10 face. It's not a 9 face. It's not an 8 face. It's about a 6.5, 7 face. Oh, that's just, that's too harsh. I'd, I think she's, 
between seven, eight. maybe a seven. Just, I think I she's just... prettier than Kyle does. I think there's a lot of faces, but all I really have to do is like, she, it's is it a little bit of a puffy face? I guess so, but there's a lot of really cute. It's not girls. puffy. That's not a thing at all. I, I feel like the geometry of her face is. is, is I never noticed that. No, to, to me, like so, I like Emma Watson's face. Uh, like she's got that like strong jawline and cheekbones and stuff. Like I think that is the perfect face, whereas the Miley Cyrus is a little more rounded but there's you can be pretty and rounded and cute and stuff and i think that's where she lands yes you can <laughs> um Big uh, I, and, and when i give her a nine i mean to me she's top 10 percent of the population that she'll find she might be a nine and a half right if i meet 10 girls in her age group she'll probably want to be the one of the prettiest too you know if you just grab them at random yeah and by far the richest that's true. Oh, now nah, she's a ten. Now nah, she's a ten. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a millionaire. I, I, I forgot about her bank account when I was judging how oh, hot she was. <laughs> there might be very little of that, but she's got. Rich I don't now. know. I, I mean, she was a star going. I mean, she's like. You work Billy for Ray's Disney. Daughter. You don't come out with money. Really? You come out with exposure, I and mean, that's my understanding of it. Yeah, like all those Disney Disney deals, they find people who are nothing, pay them nothing, and then they exit with a real opportunity to make more. What about her dad? Is her dad still making shit? In Billy Ray? Billy yeah. Ray. Don't tell my heart, my icky breaky heart. I just don't think it understand. That was just such a big, awful, awful song. That, that, <laughs> I saw that voted as one of the most annoying songs of all time a while back. Um, he was super successful, but uh, oh yeah, it really it it depends to me what he did with that money because there are a lot of people who make a lot of money, but not a lot of people keep it. He doesn't seem like a rock star guy. He seems like a country boy. Uh, that can be just as expensive of a lifestyle, though. Like, yeah, country habits of oh, I want this tractor, I want all these guns. Maybe I'll get some livestock so I can play the part. Like, that's. I think he lives on a farm or a ranch or something in Tennessee, but I could have my facts wrong. But I know she's got mega millions now for sure, and I'm sure he's got. got I'm sure they're both very wealthy people who want for nothing. The other oh, thing yeah. about being in their position is, I feel like you can snap your fingers. And earn the kind of money that most people work really hard for. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if she could make a limited run T-shirt, tweet it, sell twenty five thousand of them, and earn forty grand, and like, or she could show up at a birthday party for probably a twenty five to thirty five thousand dollar appearance fee, and or more. It's way more. Yeah, I don't know what uh, birthday parties. Yeah. Well, uh, is she going to perform or is she just going to hang out? I assume to perform, right? But yeah, if you're going to get her to perform, I bet you got to pay 100000 at least. I bet it's less, but I don't know. Um, I know that um, who's that fucking rocker who's like real. It's not. He's an older guy. He's all washed up, but his, his appearance fee is fine. He did his own thing. Bach, right? Is that his name? Blonde hair? No. Um, he's no. like really outspoken conservative guy. Uh, Tag Nugent. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent's appearance fee is $45,000. You want to you want him to come play some songs for you. Ted Nugent is is not 50% of Miley Cyrus. You want Seinfeld to come to a show for you? That's million expensive. bucks he'll come to your house. That's Seinfeld's ridiculous. really expensive. But the thing about Seinfeld is he's nearly a billionaire. So it takes a lot of money to motivate him to do that. That's part of the problem with paying for PKA guests. A lot of people are like, "Ooh, now that Patreon money is here, you guys could get like yeah, we've never paid for Chris a guest, Pratt. Right? Not technically, you could get Chris Pratt or Joe Rogan, and it's like Joe Rogan, according to Celebrity Net Worth, which isn't very reliable, he's worth twenty-two million. So 
to incentivize a guy who's worth 22 million to do something he doesn't want to do, that would have to be a hundred thousand dollars or better. You know, yeah. if, if you're like, look, I'll give you two grand. I'd be like, that is so inconsequential. He, I bet he'd come on the show if you offered him five, but like, he's not worth five. Like, like, where does that money go? Like, 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 how, how do we rebound five thousand dollars of expenditure to get to get Joe Rogan? That doesn't make any sense. I bet it's. I, not but fair. I bet it would be more than that. He probably would say no to it. It depends what yeah, you want from too. I bet he's gonna charge a lot. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but it would be it would be way too much to even get started on. I mean, when I get paid to go places and do appearances, like it's, it's five or ten thousand dollars just for me to show up. You know, it's. You're going to have a hard time motivating anybody to drop what everything they're doing and fly across the country and, and appear at a place. So when I hear that, I feel like you'd have to really pay some money to get Miley Cyrus to come. It just Miley so Cyrus, happens Miley Cyrus has been listed on a couple sites for one of the most outrageous celebrity appearance fees and hurts one and a half million per private show. Bam! Pay up, motherfucker! Yeah, so I don't know how many <laughs> Will she... Will she do the whole album? <laughs> I, I... Uh, do you want her to? <laughs> she'll leave halfway through for two i would have thought it was a lot less but one and a half if she million gets naked it, it, then, then then that could be a thing like like if i'm promised nudity then then maybe we could work something out and sell tickets to this thing here's another See, that's, site that's another multi-mare like another billionaire thing that kyle and i could do if we had the billion for entertaining we invite like 40 to 50 different celebrities all to the same birthday party at the same place and then make them all vie for attention with challenges for like an extra five million on the line where they're doing things they don't want to do like bobbing for apples or you know shotgunning beers like just really <laughs> uncomfortable things that they don't like but they have to do it because you're so rich what celebrity oh, that what celebrity that wouldn't be an obvious one would you would you want to pay to come to your party get together shindig family reunion whatever thing i bet you could get... pay gary Busey and cake <laughs> I'd like to get Sage Northcutt on the show. You guys probably don't know him, but he's a he's had one UFC fight. He's 18. He is I'm gonna go so gay here. His body is like an action figure. Like it's I've never seen anyone this fit before. Oh, backflip guy, right? Backflip back guy. Yep, yep, yep. He's the backflip guy. Yeah, yeah. And um He's been doing like martial arts and stuff since he was a little kid. And his personality is super bubbly and innocent. And he's very religious. So I don't know that he like really fit in on PKA, but I'd love to try it anyway. And uh, I don't know. Something about him it, like is interesting to me. He's been thrust into a world at 18 that very few people would come out like well-adjusted and happy from and uh, I like I would love to catch him right now. I'd love to have him once a year and watch this guy evolve. You know, like it, dude. Watch as the tattoos slowly begin encroaching. He is so good looking and so popular right now. He could fuck almost anybody, but he would never because he is so like straight lace, good guy, religious, straight edge. Straight edge. I, I'm, I feel like I'm using some yeah. of these terms wrong, but you know it. Well, they're he, both. They're, they're he comes both. from a, a super supportive, together, tight knit religious family, and uh, his sister seems like equally, like super kid. You know, like perfect, pure, good looking, whatever. And uh, um, I, I, I swear, I want them on the show throughout the years, not to corrupt them myself, but to watch the process. I'd rather have my my already an already corrupted UFC fighter who'd mm. like done some awful shit and was married to a porn star now and like 
was like breaking <sighs> fingers now to make ends meet or something. I've got just the guy, but he's in jail. <laughs> A war uh, machine. Well, uh, I mean, the way it usually goes, he'll be out soon, I Dude, guess. Dude, Ronda Rousey's book, she um she's guilty of domestic abuse, maybe. But um, apparently her boyfriend that she was with took pictures of her naked. And um, I wish I could find it so I get my facts really right. But she beat the, f- like, she beat him. She's like, I hit him with the left. I hit him with the right. I gave him a hook. My thumb was hurting, so I just started, like, rabbit punching with the left. He curled up into a ball, so I got full mount and started pounding him some more. Then I went out to the car, and he chased me down, and I beat him down outside. And it was like, dude, you reversed the genders on this? And it's a bad news story. Should have taken those naked pictures. You're true. Would you take a naked picture of Ronda Rousey? I would avert my eyes immediately. Like, like... (laughs) I... Like, like What's she, she doing if, without her clothes if, on? In front? Yeah, if, if they were well, they were dating. Yeah, yeah, they were dating. Oh. But like, in, in in my case, I'm imagining some accidental nudity. Like like the wind blows and her top flies off. I'm just like, oh, let me help you, Mrs. Rouse. Here's a top. <laughs> Don't no, hurt me. That's ridiculous. I, that like I saw that she you can't uh, even talk about that she, and like explain your move. Like, can you imagine? If that guy who like beat so I got her in a headlock, you know, because no upper body strength, and I had to start working her with these right hooks into the face. And after three, she was limp, but I gave her two good ones more, and then she went, she dropped to the floor, and then the stomping started. Like, yeah, it wouldn't go over too uh, too well. I saw she endorsed Bernie Sanders. Uh, She did. That was all over the Bernie Sanders subreddit, where I like to go occasionally to see the hope. Um, they're really full of it over there. The hope. What's gonna happen when she doesn't get it? Oh, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of they're not they're not gonna be burning anymore. Here, be real sad. And, and hey, can I, I read if, this? Yeah. I, after discovering that he had taken nude pictures of her, she confronted him. Uh, she called him Snappers McCreepy. That's the only name she gave him. She slapped him so hard that quote my hand hurt. I punched him in the face with the right, then a left hook. He staggered back and fell against the door. Fuck my hands, I thought. I can't hurt them before a fight. So I slapped him with my right hand, and he still wouldn't move. Then I grabbed him by the neck of his hoodie, and I kneed him in the face, and I tossed him aside into the kitchen door. Then when the fight ended, I walked out to the car, and he jumped in the passenger seat, asking me to hear him out. I walked around the car, pulled him by the neck of his hoodie again, dragged him into the sidewalk, and left him there while I sped away. That's the scene. <laughs> what a like monster. she should be in jail. Yeah, yeah, what a monster she is. Yeah, yeah that's a real piece of shit move. Rousey like, has it's a piece of shit move to take pictures of someone without their knowledge, but that kneeing someone in the face, like you know how teams never have personality clashes while they're winning everything, right? But you take those same people and they lose, and it just comes like the locker room has issues and such. I feel like that's Ronda's right now that champion team. She like there are all kinds of problems around her in her life, like her. Her personal life is a bit of a mess. She's dating a guy who was just accused of beating his wife, and now he's separated, but there's some question as to whether they were dating while he was still married, like actively married. Maybe they married. beat wives together. Maybe that's what... Maybe they're both right? wife beaters. His, <laughs> her, her coach is dealing with, like, FBI and IRS investigations because he doesn't pay taxes, and there's some sort of shady thing happening there. He declared bankruptcy and said he's like never made any money and doesn't have any assets yet. His wife is doing this or that, and like there's a shady thing happening there. And I, I don't mean to take shots at her, but she comes from a 
so her father killed herself and then she was she grew up with that kind of trauma you know on on her record and i'm sorry what he killed himself did i say it wrong okay unless he was transgender (laughs) okay i was a bit confused so his father killed himself and then that was something that created a lot of emotional trauma for her growing up and I, i just feel like this is a woman who internally has a lot of baggage and trouble but because her life right now is just hitting every green light, it's it, it, it all like she loses one fight and this train derails. Well, uh, but I think she fights on the is it the seventeenth? That's the number that's in my head. It's she fights real, five days. From I think now. it's yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it, so. If this goes up Saturday, I think she's fighting tonight. Those, is the, that blonde chick with the strong jaw and the ponytail? Maybe pretty is that girl. She's fighting? Mm-hmm. Holly Holm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is gonna go. It won't go well for her. Uh, like, like for I don't Holly think there is for any Ronda. for Ronda's. I don't think there's anybody that can beat Ronda. And I think that's the story, right? I, I, she's the first female who's like not only talented but motivated and, and goes at it a thousand percent. It seems, and she's been, you know, she's been in martial arts since she was a child. It's a real perfect storm for a female ac- athlete, Olympic a level athlete. Class. Yeah, I mean, it would be the real th- cool thing would be if Ronda was 180 pounds, like. If if she was 180 pounds, if she was six foot one, that would be an. an I wouldn't incredible. like that. I wish she was no? smaller. Eh, the At challenge six now one, is 180. She could she could beat up a lot of men. There's not that many elite athletes who, like, cut and drain themselves to hit 185. I feel like the 115 division, right? The, so think about a really fit athletic girl. She probably walks around at like 135, 140, right? This is a strong girl, right? Like a a lot of models are like. Like hot girls might walk around at like 115, 120, but a strong super athlete who'd be in a UFC fighter might walk around at 135, 140. They're going to cut to 115 and fight at that. Well, I want a giant version of Ronda Rousey who could beat up men. That's what I want. I hear you. I, I just think if, if she was that giant and she fought women, there'd be no other women for her. See, so, here's my prediction I, I think we're for already how this there. whole Ronda Rousey thing is going to pan out. Like, I think of her like she is good, obviously. Mm-hmm. She made it this far, but. I think of her like, if you go back and look at pictures of like the 1917 Chicago Bears football team, it's not like looking at pictures now where it's like that guy is a monster and you would notice him in the street. You're seeing like, oh, that's, you know, uh, Ted Matthews. During the week, he was a bartender, but on the weekends, (laughs) he would go out and play a cornerback for the Bears. And it's like, okay, like it was so different back then. That those guys could not compete. Like, they wouldn't even make it deep into tryouts it, nowadays. They'd get the shit kicked out of them. But that's except exactly what Ronda thing. is. I've been reading MMA forums that, like, I don't know that much about the sport, but I see a lot of people being like, yeah, her stand-up game is rough. She's, like, opening up huge lanes where she can get hit. As soon as this becomes popular enough that a ton of women are getting into it and training just as hard to be on her level, she's going to get unseated. Her, and her stand-up game is way better than it was 18 months ago. And people hate on her constantly. And they like show this one gif where she does a bunch of arm punches. But it, if you look at her stand-up game right now, it's not bad. And This is the way sports I, always go. I feel like Ronda is Barry Sanders back in that 1913 bears team you know like like uh, holy fuck like that she came from the future and then just dominated all these girls who were like you know waitresses at night and do you do you remember that girl who was at paintball with us that time who was yes, very muscular yeah, yep, yep. and she was good looking and i think we all thought she was good looking that was about four years ago you should see the pictures of her now she got into bodybuilding and never stopped 
And I, I was watching her. She had dumbbells in each hand, and they, I'm going to guess that each dumbbell was 50 pounds. And she's, she's lifting them over her head like this from a seated position, and the coach is behind her like, lift, lift. And, and, and like, so, like, if you, like, on my forehead, like, you can see that, like, this part is, mm-hmm. like, sort of more, it's a, it's a, like a it masculine exists. forehead right, trait right. thing. Or pronounced. She has that, and she's going, <laughs> and dude, she is so ripped. She would whip my ass and your ass at the same time. <laughs> and if it was, if, if if she could like get her hands on you, I feel like she would just overpower you, regardless. She is so big and strong, dude. Her butt muscles are just—you can see the striations. Like her abs are like each one is like this big square block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I mean, every bit of her is ripped up. Tell me about and her body hair. as hell, and and she. She looks very masculine, if you mm, ask me, and it's not an like attractive it. thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she's got a lot more testosterone than me. Like um, steroids? That's, I, I think, what he's implying. I'm not implying anything. I don't know that. Oh. I'm just saying she looks fucking huge. You should. Um, Kitty knows her. Get Kitty mm-hmm. to like show you some pictures of her um, at some on, point on, on Skype or something. On the Ronda fight? So yeah. here's the deal. I, I could make an argument for and against Holly Holm. She's a huge underdog, so it'd be dangerous to say she's going to win this thing but she might uh historically grapplers grapplers don't dominate in the ufc like at least not currently you know now if you look at the top guys like weidman's a great striker anderson silver was a great striker um they all have to have some ground game but jose aldo's winning through his striking conor mcgregor's every champion it's hardly goes women, to the though. ground those guys have big he- those got just a man that has a heavier hand. Hand. I don't more knockout i guess i i don't feel like she's hitting uh, maybe i'm just i wrong. feel I, like i don't feel like her competition is hitting hard enough to knock her out what like one of those fluke knockouts what like happened the guys in the guys division is when they all learn takedown defense the guy who's like working the takedown takes so much damage and spends so much energy to make that happen repeatedly you had to start having more effective hands because I feel like takedown defense is easier than takedowns. So when Ronda meets a woman who's good at keeping her at range, that could be very dangerous, right? If Holly Holm was a boxer who really excelled at range, the thing is Holly Holm's boxing was getting inside, getting angles on person and just sort of eating you up, right? Angle, 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 and then uh, you know tie her up and wait for the ref to break it up. You or need something. somebody's gonna jab, jab, jab for, for the it, first. That's round. what I'm saying. Like there's there's a box like Conor McGregor, for example, <clears throat> seems to be pretty good at beating you without getting on the inside. Uh, if that if his you know female clone existed, that person might present a lot of trouble for Ronda Rousey. Having said that, Ali Holm has had a bunch of fights more recently, like her high level boxing stuff and her kickboxing stuff and her MMA stuff. Where it's been kind of a long, grindy, sort of slow, like what some people would call an unconvincing win, but that's the style that'll work against Ronda. Like you, you don't, I don't know about that. I feel like I feel like once Ronda lays hands on these these girls and she and she throws them that fucking judo throw like over her hip, and you're on your back, and that, then her big ass is on top of you with those shoulders like a man yeah, swinging. Yeah, you're right. But I think Ronda's gonna continue to dominate for like the next maybe year or so. But unlike your comparison of putting Barry Sanders in 1917, I think of her more like take a completely average run-of-the-mill uh, running back from right now and put him back then, and he would create every record. They would still be unbeaten and un- unassailable I, because of I the competition. I disagree with both of you because here's what I think is going to happen. I think that over the next year or so, her career is going to 
going to take off big time and she's not going to be a fighter anymore. I think she'll retire from fighting in a couple of years unbeaten and she'll she'll do movies or something like that. She's already got a couple movie roles. She's in the she's in that Entourage movie and she's get she's getting plenty of offers to do lots of Sure, yeah. I mean, little roles like that is are not what she needs. She she needs to like show some acting chops. Like you saw that that what's the movie with the female comedian that just came out? Um Amy Schumer, uh the Trainwreck movie. I, I love that. I thought Amy Schumer did a really, really good job, and I think it's gonna like guarantee her a lot of a lot of uh, acting work in the future. Like she's kind of cemented already. I feel like as someone who can act a little, or at least be a convincing comedic female actress. And I hate that that overweight chick who in the, from the spy movie who McCarthy just. Listen, McCarthy. Yeah, I hate her. Absolutely. I think she's way funnier as an actress than Amy Schumer. I like I, I like Amy Schumer. I want to like circle back to that. Can we do the ad? Yes, we can. I, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Tell everyone about Dollar Shave Club. Give them hell. Why, why did I torture myself with a gross old blade for weeks and weeks? Because I didn't want to shell $20 for a pack of new ones. That's why. DollarShaveClub.com changed all that. They totally revolutionized the way I shave, and now I shave with a fresh blade whenever I want. Dollar Shave Club delivers a whole sleeve of amazing ravers for just a few bucks. I pop on a fresh blade whenever I want, and shaving with a fresh blade just feels fantastic. You just get a better shave that way. DollarShaveClub.com's razors are so good, millions of guys have joined up. The billion-dollar razor corporations are freaking out, but instead of lowering their bloated prices, they're just trying to fool you, uh, fool us all into milking the same old blade for an entire month. Are you, like, miming out for things I'm saying? I see. A little bit of charades going on. Okay. Uh, they're trying to fool us uh, into milking the same old blade for an entire month, and that's just gross. They price gouges for long enough. We're not going to take it anymore. I'll never go back to squeezing weeks and weeks of shaves out of disgusting old blades. Upgrade to shaving with a fresh blade whenever you want. It's such a luxury, and it's one-third of the price. Join me, everyone at Painclaw Ready, and millions of others who figured out the smarter way to shave. Join Dollar Shave Club right now by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA today. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. When you sign up, check out the shave butter and check out the One Wipe Charlies because uh, they've got a lot of awesome stuff in addition to just the razors. So absolutely, especially the One Wipe I, Charlies, you will not regret that. <laughs> it's it, it's where you need to be. I I really do like the the razor blades. I use them exclusively because I have just so many. It wouldn't make any sense to ever buy a razor blade again. Really, um, I got lots of them. I, I keep I, I like the razor. I got the I think I got the more expensive one, maybe the seven or nine dollar like actual razor, the part that your blades attached to. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm razor handle. What do you fucking call that thing? But uh, but I like it. I, I liked it a lot, and I've been using it for months and months and months now. So I don't think I'll go back. Yeah. I'm not sure you if I have the, the right? I have either the middle one or the top one, and I'm totally happy with it. I it's wish, heavy. Yeah, it, I like that. Yeah, it's definitely not like a plastic piece of shit that vibrates. <laughs> you ever have the one that vibrates? No. I've tried it's that. It's fucking horseshit. It's nonsense. It doesn't yeah. help. It makes me anxious that I'm gonna cut myself. Like, like maybe you can't feel the contact as well as you could before, and you're just like, and like the blood's just flowing. Like, it's a like a Parkinson's simulator. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what you want for shaving. Yeah. Uh, Michael J. Fox shaving experience. Back, back to the future. <laughs> back to the, that's a great tagline oh he totally should have done that the back to the sh future like uh bic razors and they're just oh, <laughs> he, yeah. was a, he was on a he was on a 
a no, TV I, I show. It. I forget which one it was. It would be yeah, yeah. But when he did it, it would just be it would be perfect because it's counteracting. <laughs> <laughs> he he handed a soda to like Larry David or something. I forget who it was. And it like exploded all over him. He's like, "Did you shake this?" And he's like, "I don't know. Maybe I did." <laughs> I like how he just embraced that and made it so funny. Man, he had such a great interview with Howard Stern talking about like um, he got that Back to the Future money, um, but he was still doing the TV show. Um, and then he follows it up with Teen Wolf, and he talked about how embarrassed he was by Teen Wolf and how it, he, he didn't think it would stand on its own. But And then he gets the diagnosis at like 29 years old or something like that. Hmm. And they tell him, but don't worry, you got 10 good years left, something like that. And he's just like mind blown. And like he feels like that really derailed his whole career. He felt he felt like he went into this disaster mode where he didn't, he st- kind of stopped living his life and stopped working and stopped doing the things that made him happy because he was so afraid of this diagnosis that had just been handed to him um it, it was it was cool hearing God. hearing his retrospect on the movies the disease all that stuff and uh i stern is great with those i interviews. feel like i'm missing out by not hearing more stern i love it I, I a lot of these i bet are available on youtube there's a youtube channel that seems to upload every day like the he doesn't do five shows a week now it's three or four i'm not really sure which there's so many reruns like mixed in that like I don't really care if I'm watching a new show or a show from 1993. I like the Stern show because he's too smart to talk about current stuff. No, he does, and I love that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you go back to the O.J. Simpson trial and like listen to him talk about that. Go, go to like the 9/11 show, like the day after 9/11, or the day like they're doing the show live as 9/11's going down, and and they're like people calling in. They're talking. You know, at first they're kind of making light of it a little bit, like oh maybe something silly happened, and then it starts setting in what's happened and it gets more serious and then they come back and you know they they broadcast there in new york they come back in the studio the next day when when so many people are afraid to work afraid to go back into manhattan and i don't know I, all those old shows are like classics to me i um oh, i want to talk about 9-11 for a second so on 9-11 that day i think i worked from home and then drove to work like while 9-11 happened, while like the first plane had already hit it. So I'm listening to the radio as you did back in 2001. And uh, I'm like fully informed on it and it's no big deal. I don't know, I don't know that it's a terrorist attack, but I know that a plane hit the World Trade Center and that it was on fire. I felt like skyscraper fires were not a common thing, but they happened. And the buildings didn't fall because of a fire. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, it was like, all right, either a plane hit it because he's a bad pilot or they had something bad in mind. I'm not sure. There'll be a fire. They'll put it out. There'll be 80 people dead. And that's the nature of... You didn't know it was a national disaster that was going to reshape the the, the world's history that that, that was happening. Not at all. And and there was a company-wide meeting. Or maybe it was IT-wide meeting or something. But maybe with like 2,000 people in it. And... uh, you know, I'm attending that, and none of these people know, but I do, because they all got to work like before it started, and I know about it. None of them know about it, and then they start talking about it. And from my perspective, I'm like, "Yeah, you dumb fuck." Like, so you know, this is 9/11. So, and uh, um, they like canceled the meeting, and everyone went back to their cubes. And at this point, they're gathering around. Every website is overloaded and can't handle it. Like CNN is effectively down. Yahoo's, a, which was big at the time, like Yahoo's kind of down, etc. Slashdot worked, and it was the place where people would exchange their like current thoughts. Um, 
one guy would get like CNN to work on their computer. So everyone gathered around that cube and, and we watched it until it would freeze. My wife called me and she's like, it fell. The tower crashed. And I'm like, no, like, what do you mean by it fell? Some chunks fell off. Yeah. And I was impolite to her, you know, like I thought some chunks fell off or something like that. And, um, she's, she's like, no, it, it, it fell. And I'm like, okay, how much is left? And I'm expecting her to be like, oh, like 109 stories now. I'm like, how tall is it? And she's like, I don't know, like maybe one story, maybe two. And that's when I, that was like the second I recognized that this whole fucking thing crashed. Um, somebody on Slashdot said that they're, they're like, all right, there's, I'm, I'm going to get my numbers wrong, but like there's 60,000 people in the building and it's 120 floors. My friend got out of it right like as it crashed. You know, if he were 60 seconds slower, then he would have died. He came from like halfway up. Mm -hmm. So we can assume that half the building died. And he ran the numbers on it, and it was like, so this is going to have about 45,000 deaths or something crazy like that. And I was like, holy cow. Yeah, early like, on, that's what they were saying, like tens of tens of thousands. It, it made Pearl Harbor look like, you know, I don't know. It paled in comparison. Yeah, it, Pearl yeah. Harbor was like a drunken night hangover. You know, this was serious death and sickness. And, and uh, it, it turned out that the, I think the numbers are pretty comparable. And they both lose around 3,000 right people. 3, Three or 4,000, yeah, something like both. that. Of course, you had the long-term effects of all the asbestos and, and awful things that happened, all the cancer and et cetera. Yeah. One of those firefighters but, who got cancer. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the people who were in near the blast zone at, uh, or ground zero at all uh, and who worked, in, who worked in the recovery and cleanup and all that, they got sick. Um, they I was in driver's ed, so like we were listening to the radio and it as it... We couldn't have gotten the the news any sooner by radio. I don't I don't think like it just we got it and remember my driver's ed teacher being like I bet it was it, Osama bin Laden fella. <laughs> like really? And I, I, was, and my, I swear to God he called it right there. Uh, my it was he was the baseball coach slash uh, driver's ed teacher and, and right there he was like, I bet it was that Osama bin Laden fella. In my head I was like, no, it's not fucking Osama bin Laden. Who nobody? He's not cool anymore. When's the last time he did anything <laughs> interesting? Like what do you do? Like bomb a, a barracks? Uh, like 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 eight years ago or something like nah and sure enough you know it, it turned out they blamed it on Osama bin Laden after all so <laughs> <laughs> it was really Bush I uh, I got the rest of the day off school and it was just like I could tell my parents were like shaken up about it but I was like eleven yeah and so for me it was kind of just like the teacher my fifth grade or sixth grade teacher fifth grade like brought like one of those wheelie do TVs in yeah and was like watching it. And it was like, this was before, like, this was like right as it was happening. <clears throat> and everybody still thought it was a fire, or a, some kind of mishap with gas or some kind of leak. And then as soon as like the second one hit, it was like, all right, um, well, uh, turn that off for all the kids not to be freaked out. And it was like, all right, well, uh, we are contacting your parents and they should all be here shortly to come pick all right, you up. All right, boys and girls, today's <laughs> yeah. word is jihad. Yeah, today's <laughs> word is jihad. And so then I just got to go home from school and I didn't really understand it was a big deal because I was like, wait, you mean me and my buddy Alex yeah. at this time of day get to go home and play Pokemon? Like, that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't need to know. Just let me Never go. heard of that World Trade Center anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's far away from here, right? They so how about the them? next day? Like, so I was a, an adult. Like, I had kids and everything. Like, 
just briefly for me because i think i've said it before like for the next week it was almost like not okay to have fun not okay to laugh we were talking to like close family friends in the neighborhood and like you'd laugh and it just felt disrespectful because there's a there's a a somber note uh, across the whole nation everything you know like sports right like I, i don't follow sports super close more close at the time I can't explain they a bunch of the game. I didn't care. Like I didn't care. Like that season was just emotionally over. Like it's, it seems so dumb and trivial. And then uh, you had Giuliani on Saturday Night Live. And I, and, and they, they, they literally said like, is it okay to be funny again? Yeah. And, 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 and I don't remember what his response was, but it was a joke. And then you know, they kind of picked it up from it, there. It was, like, it was something Giuliani like, why start now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why would you start now? But, <laughs> Giuliani did an amazing job with that thing. I thought. Um, I'm surprised he didn't turn that into pre- to, into a presidential bid that worked. You know, I felt like he was really. He, I felt like he did People a great forget. job. People forget he did a great job in the void of Bush doing a great job. Like What's that thing city? happened, and for the next four days, Bush was just like in a bunker somewhere, hiding like a. Pussy. Giuliani was in a command center making shit happen. He was, he was, fig- yeah. and, and that's after the first command center got destroyed when the fucking tower fell. Yeah. Over, you know, like it, that. That was that was one of the real crippling moments, from what I understand, is they had this command center with all these important people who had the know-how to, to like at least coordinate all the. The, the branches of the local and state government are, uh, and stuff, you know, the, the police, fire department, rescue and all that. And then the building fell on them. They were in like a mobile command center and, the, and it killed them all. So, like, I'm sure that, you know, you're having to go to your third string emergency hmm. coordinator guy or whatever in every aspect, it seems like. And Giuliani stepped up big from what I remember from those days. That's and, how I remember it, too. And I'm not a big Giuliani fan, but no? he was there. And, and I'm also not a big Bush fan. He wasn't there. And I'm still like, like, they, they remember him next to the firefighter with the bullhorn and i'm Still. like fuck your fucking stayed event of nothingness a week too late I, I remember the clip of bush throwing the pitch uh during that <laughs> baseball game where he actually threw a really good pitch and everybody yeah. was waving flags and clapping about it you were fucking strike he did yeah if you go to like the the diagram of like all-time best and worst first pitches like like He's... 50 cent is like 60 yards to the left <laughs> yeah and george w right square in the middle i i wonder how much they practice it that's a neat clip yeah like i'm not a pitcher i'm not even particularly good at throwing and catching but if you told me i had a first pitch i guarantee you that would be my thousandth and first pitch do you know about baba Bowie from the stern show you know the um you know the the guy who produces the show (laughs) do you know about his first pitch mishap Uh all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up so we have the visual aid but basically he got invited he's a huge huge mets fan and they had him throw out the opening pitch at, I believe, a Mets game. And he real and, and you know, they talk it up on the show, of course, like like everything. You know, it was a, it was a topic of discussion. You know, you know, he's going to do the pitch tomorrow. Today's the tomorrow's the big pitch, whatever. Um, and um, I'm gonna find it. His name's Baba Booey. Uh, that's his it's, nickname. It's um. I bet uh, I can find it. First pitch, Baba Booey. His, his real name is um um. Oh, I'm having a brain fart. That's all right. Baba Booey's fine. I think, I, got, I, think Gary, I have it. Gary Delabate. That's what it is. Gary Delabate. Try that. What do you think? It's 30 seconds long. Perfect. All right. And don't worry. It gets worse. Okay. I'm queued up at zero. Same. Taylor? Ready, set, play. Play. <laughs> 
May 9th, 2009, Bubba Bowie throws out the first pitch. History was made. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Look at him, he's so embarrassed. He just threw it and it hit the umpire. Hit the umpire. <laughs> they have it from multiple angles. And he threw badly. Like, like yeah, that was a... Look at that. Oh, that's just terrible. That Stern's voice. <laughs> I know. Then he's on the fucking, and, and then like the next video is is 25 minutes of them ripping on him, and, and and there's there's if you want another hour after that, there's another hour after that. Like like they ripped on him, they still do. They still bring it up and rip on him for like a 30 minute segment to this day. But the best part is then he goes on the Jimmy Kimmel show to promote his book. I think I think he wrote a book called I'm Bob. I, they call me Baba Booey. I think that's the name of his book, and. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel brings out a glove and a ball and says, Redemption time. <laughs> he hits a woman in the crowd in the fucking no! head. No! He did? Beans are in the fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Completely botched. So he it. didn't and practice at all in the He years. said he practiced. He's coached baseball. He, there were instances of him making fun of other Stern staffers because they, quote, threw like a girl. But when it came down to the thing, and, and, and all, this, all of your thoughts you're having right now about like getting a pitching coach, literally a pitching coach, like I would, you're going to put me in front of 50,000 people live and the nation on TV, I'll get a pitching coach. I'm going to fucking, let's get that thing up to 75, 80 miles an hour if we can. Let's, let, let's make it pop. Let's at least hit the glove. But he just hits the umpire. I'd be happy at 50. Sure, whatever. Just get it there and make it a strike. That, that's what's important. I, just get it there, really. Like, it doesn't matter if it's high or low or a little outside, left or right. It, as long as the catcher doesn't have to jump and leap to catch it, it's not embarrassing. You yeah. pull a 50 cent or a baba buoy, though, and that's a shame. I just need a catcher with a nice nine foot arm. He <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> needs can... one of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's that stupid sport where they've got this? Lacrosse? With, lacrosse. Yeah, he needs a lacrosse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Right yeah. Don't you love those sports mishaps where things go wrong like that? Where there's, they, you can tell they're so excited. Like there was, there was some clip of this girl at the beginning of a hockey game, and they're like, she was skating around, like holding something, like maybe a torch for the Olympics, like uh, not at the Olympics, but commemorating it before like a Canadian game or something. And she was skating around, and there was a cord on the ice, and she just didn't catch it, and it just got caught her up, and she didn't fall like a oh oh dear I've made an error. It just like a whip, just bam face into the ice, like borderline unconscious. Uh, there's another clip of this lady at a hockey game who was singing the national anthem and you could tell she was so nervous because I think she walked out of the wrong door to go out there. One of them has like the carpet where you walk out onto and then you sing and she walked out the one that was just ice and she Why wasn't she escorted immediately? I don't know. (laughs) I I don't, maybe she overstepped. I don't remember the details. I just remember she fell so bad that like she couldn't even go on to sing it. (laughs) Like just (laughs) any hockey player would have been happy to like take her by the arm. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't take a lot of skill. Like I could easily guide her to where she yeah. needs to go. If only Woody had been there to save happened. the day. <laughs> I would have loved to do that. In a, in a future where like the world freezes over, Woody will be some sort of superhero skating around <laughs> and like, rescuing damsels in distress. Uh, distress. Dude, I found um, a picture of me and my hockey team from back in the day. It was, we had just won a championship, uh, and we posed for a picture. I bet I could find it. For yeah, the let's, sh- I want to see it. All but right. I gotta let me run to the bathroom. I gotta, I'll be back. You run. All right. How long ago is this? This picture you're looking for? In the 2000s. Oh, um, okay. It's like a men's league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it. By the way, it was like a B league. 
thing that that I used to be. I used to be in a bunch of hockey leagues and uh, we Dude, won. When you're more. an adult man, it's more just like for the social and like a beer league kind of thing. Yeah. Not like hyper competitive. The picture's pretty big. You'll have to shrink it if you want to see it. But there it is for you. Let's see. I'm in the... I won't even say where I am. I think people will find me. Yep, back right. That's right. That's me, top right. That goalie was old, but he was good. He actually played A-League, and uh, maybe he's why we won. I don't know. Yeah, he's got that those old, heavy-looking goalie pads. Yeah? That don't quite butterfly down like the ones nowadays do. There's a thing where they're like thinking about... Uh, maybe not seriously thinking, but... Uh, I heard talk of like either making the nets bigger in hockey for more goals, which they won't do, because that would mean that thousands of rinks around the country have to spend millions of dollars on new nets, or just making the goalies' pads smaller again, because like goalies it, are so much bigger now. In fair, like when they made them smaller the first time, that was totally the right call. Yeah, they had gotten silly. Gar Snow in particular. Remember, he had not shoulder pads, but like. Yeah, he had yeah, like little little billboards that went vertically. Like he had shoulder pads with like I don't know what to call them, like perpendicular boards that came out of the top and then his jersey of course would go over them, but you could tell there was like I, it looked yeah, like he looked you put like a, a hunchback with his shoulders this high. Yeah, and it just made his shoulders go up to his ears essentially and uh, you know, it's another thing that he just it enlarged his whole self. Um yeah, this yeah. is this is one of the hockey teams I was on. Probably not even the best one, but uh, but yeah, if you can't tell, I wore pants, Hartford Whaler style. Oh, I do not like that look. I, I love I it. Tell you were doing it. I I don't like it. I, I like the nice matching socks. Okay, as a look, I like what you know most people do, which is like the matching socks and stuff like that. But um, uh. I used to have trouble with the shorts I own would get behind the knee pads, kind of. Like maybe as a well, you probably played out of goal too, but um, yeah, my shorts would get behind the knee pads, and I have to like fix it while I'm playing and stuff. And it was just an issue. I felt like my shin pads weren't as secure with socks as they could be. I, I think I just like taped the hell out of them on top of my pant legs. Yeah, you want like a girdle on the inside where you can clip them, like where you're wearing. That's for your socks. That's what I'm saying. Like you, it's a jock strap, and then it's like short, like compression pants, and then hanging off the bottom of the compression pants are sock clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that, um, but I didn't like it as much. And what I was saying was the um, the shin pads itself would like slide around my shin, like not necessarily point forward perfectly. When uh, with like a sock holding it, and I guess I don't know why I felt like I couldn't tape outside a sock as well as I could a pant. But um, no one else. Those pants were like beat to fuck. Uh, like they, they had gotten holes in them and stuff and I just kept on wearing them and I had noticed that all the best players had beat to hell equipment and um, I wasn't awesome and like don't let me lie about how great I was at hockey or anything but um, yeah at my best I was a, a player you'd want on your team that's for sure you know like it, I'm looking at this squad right here the, the captain the one with the C was better than me the guy next to the goalie was better than me but you were probably third. And then I think I was third. I think I was the third best guy on this team. Yeah. And but that uh, like beat up pad thing is exactly right. What mm -hmm. you're saying, like you always, especially in those kind of leagues, if you see a guy with really like 
especially like goalie. Like I wouldn't like getting new stuff that much because it'd be like, oh, really? Well, all my old stuff with all these black marks on it, like each one is like a badge of a save. Uh-huh. Now I have to go out there looking like a fresh-faced asshole. Like, oh, look at me. I haven't saved anything before. That's You're what safe I'll... shooting on me. <laughs> That's what I'll look like next time I play. I uh, I think I actually, th- I don't know if I, a lot of my equipment had mold on it. And um, I, I threw it away. I was like, that's ah, just kind of gotten yucky. And um, the helmet, the um, the padding inside it, it, this is even while I played, it had gotten super hard. Like it, it wasn't soft anymore. And it is time for new gear, except for the jerseys. They still have all that stuff. That's how my like my old hockey gloves are. Like mm-hmm. ideally, they're nice and flexible, so you can get your your mitt out there. But like when I try and put it on now, if I do, just to try it, like I did a few months ago, just to mm-hmm. see, it hasn't been worn in years. But like you have to make like a cerebral palsy hand to fit it in there because it's so just matted down and hard and crispy and yeah even Kyle's fucked up fingers and joints couldn't make <laughs> all my gloves my, my my gloves would last me I don't know a couple of months and I wear holes in them uh, I don't know if all players like I don't know if it's something I did that was different that I got holes in the palms of my gloves more often but I got holes in the palms of my glove more often than the people I played with your gloves might have been a little loose. On the palms. I don't. I know that was a thing that some defensive coach said. Because when you shoot, you're kind of using the torque of the inside of the glove to grip. Really interesting talk for everybody out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, I'm uh, riveted. Uh, oh, I know you about are. the holes. <laughs> I would pay to see you put on skates and give it a go with playing hockey. Pads, with pads and everything, huh? Yeah. I, I think I would have a real hard time staying upright, and I, I could probably get going in a straight line, and I'd be like, "Yeah, here we go. Fuck yeah, let's get some speed going," and then just. The pads would be nice because I feel like I would fall on the pads instead of just on my ass or my palms like I, I normally do. Um, Sometimes new just... skaters, they fall like on their butt and back and put their elbows down. That's uh, an awful fall. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm not an awkward faller. Like when mm. I fall, I, I, I know how to do it. I've fallen a lot in my life. I've had a lot of wrecks and like ATV accidents. I fall well. Um, I <laughs> I, oh. I, I I curl up and roll and try to stay loose and I, I usually come out of those falls pretty pretty well but you'd be fall fine. on the no I wouldn't be fine at all no it'd be no it'd I mean be with the nightmare. falls like this isn't like oh the falls wouldn't be a big like, deal yeah 1940s hockey they're wearing like slightly hardened leather this new shit like if you you'll fall and as long as you're not falling on your ass or tailbone you won't even feel it it's like wearing yeah. oh I believe it uh, just looking at it I mean I mean if it's anything like football pads but it's even more. Um, but but not as big and bulky and crazy and stuff. But in different ways, it's uh, so I I think I'd be fine with the following if I learned to skate, you know maybe I could get around. But still, I wouldn't be able to skate as quickly as powerfully. I wouldn't be able to turn on a dime, control myself. Certainly not skating backwards. My I, I don't know how to control <laughs> a fucking puck. The stick would be a foreign implement that was impeding me rather than helping me. I bet it's easier for you to skate with a stick. I bet it helps with balance and you're using it almost like a some animal uses its tail to like work some kind of motion into your, your skating it's, it. I do use it as balance, but not like a cane that they kind of lean on. It's more like a counterweight almost. That's like, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I feel sometimes a little naked skating without gear because it's like, what do I do with my hands? And, you know, but when the, when the stick is there... It, it, like the speed skaters in the Olympics. It, it's, Remember it, when it, Apollo yeah. Ono was like our one shining uh, hero, <laughs> and that was Winter Olympics. Because <laughs> like, who cares about this shit? Apollo Ono, the speed skater guy. Like, what the fuck? But like you, a box of you got your hand kind of in front of you, and it like twists and like you know the tilts from one way to the other when you're going fast, and it's on the heel of the blade. And I just kind of like know how to do it. Whereas when I'm skating like in just regular clothes and stuff, I feel like, like it's yeah, missing. Yeah, you do feel naked, and I, I look like a real asshole when I'm doing it because I wear 
or I use goalie skates. Oh. And so, like, I'm just wearing, like, jeans and those big old plastic-covered clown shoe goalie skates <laughs> with the big blades. And, that, um, and they don't have, like, proper, like, a lot of goalies hate edges, you know? And every time, like, even if they get their skate sharp, and maybe yours is different, but the goalies I played with, like, every time they clanged them against the pipes and stuff, they felt like it was better. They wanted to be able to shuffle on their skates and slide a skate out and not have the edge catch. It was always better to for me to sharpen my skates before a practice or two before the game. Like I never wanted to go in, get my skate sharpened and go straight to a game because it's just much harder. I still I think I did like pretty sharp like 9/16. Oh, I forget what I did. I don't even know. In any yeah. case, like I would just be very poor at that. The skating thing, like I said, it hurts my ankle so much that like I, I just don't even have an opportunity to skate enough to get good at it. And then just adding the stick and the puck and other people to the mix would just be a nightmare. I'm a real fish out of water when it comes to that. I'm afraid I would like I, I picture like, all right, we're going to do it. You know what? What the hell? A PKA hockey event just for fun. Right. I, I don't I'll be think, the announcer. I don't That's think there's any I'm money not. to be made in it. Right. I'm and, fine with that. I'll run the concession stand, whatever. A meetup in my dreams. There's like 13 <laughs> players and two goalies that show up to this thing. Right. I don't want to. I guess two teams. So maybe 26 players and two goalies. Um, and one goalie, I guess, because Taylor would be one. So um, look, if you really want to do that thing. Pick a location for it and start having like signups. Like, like I'll go, I'll go, but I'm gonna be. <laughs> I the think announcer. we'd pay our own way. I'll, I don't. It's too small. It, it's not like uh, you know. We're, yeah, we'd have we'd have to pay our own way. Yeah, in, in some way. But if you actually wanted to do it, then, then like, I, I don't know. I'll be the referee or something uh, who oh doesn't my God, know the that's rules. Be even harder. Right? Hell, skating around without the help of the stick. No, no, I'll be outside the rink like with a with a with a megaphone. Oh. That looked good to me. I, yeah. I think that's icing. You know, yeah. we don't need many people. We could make it low budget and do it in like Raleigh. Whatever. I, I don't care. If you want to do a meetup of any kind whatsoever, I'm always willing to do it. Um, just I, about anything or anywhere. I bet there are but, some people who'd be like, you know what? I'd love to play hockey with Taylor and Woody. And I'm... Be watched by Kyle. Five, <laughs> I'm five hours from, from Raleigh. Like, I'm in. Like, you know what I need? The Do they make watching Kyle call it like beep? I, I don't know what that is. It doesn't look right. There's no way. <laughs> no way you can do that. <laughs> but I'm I'm but afraid I should be that... like Chiz and just have arbitrary bullshit rules as I like like rule over the game and just like make stuff up. Like ah, penalty box for you, sir. Like, what? What? You picked your notes. <laughs> I'm You're afraid... going way too fast. Like... I'm afraid that if I like skate at full speed with a puck now, I'd leave it behind or something. And that would be <laughs> it'd be embarrassing. I'd pull a groin or something trying to play. I, I, you're not there yet. You're like 24, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give it like six years and there will be things you could do that you don't know it yet. But if you try them, you'll realize that's been taken from you. <laughs> you know, like oh yeah i could do splits right dude trust me i've done like six thousand splits then you're like 30 and you're like oh you know what that's not a thing anymore yeah <laughs> i don't do splits now yeah that's that's it's just totally not my thing and i just don't think i would be competent even able to stand on the ice and observe so i i won't play but i'll definitely go and and not be an asshole about it i'll uh I'll, i really would be the announcer or at least a spectator or a cheerleader or what sport meetup would you want to do Dodgeball, dodgeball. Oh, I love dodgeball. Oh, I bet. I Kyle's... love dodgeball with a passion. Whenever we got to play it in school, I was psyched, like like psyched, like the the way I would be, like if you get to go to the fireworks store or Six Flags, I'd be like, I get to play dodgeball. I loved it. And it's and it it's co-ed dodgeball. 
we're letting the special kids play too <laughs> and the underclassmen oh are they gonna wheel jimmy out there too <laughs> oh fuck yeah oh yeah where's my talcum at yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's a little some of those special kids pay. have got cannons though gotta be i i could i would fucking sling that thing i'm sprinting towards the line sliding and grabbing a ball and trying to get two people off the break i love dodge we played dodgeball at the mma gym that i went to like um, so, some nights we would have dodgeball and they used these really dense foam balls that you could sling. And, you know, it's foam. So even at even a grown man throwing as hard as he could, it just if it, I got hit, I saw somebody get hit in the nose. It didn't bloody their nose, but it, you know, it woke them up. They knew they gotten hit. Um, so they were perfect. You know, nobody's getting really injured, but we went hard. And it's all like adult male athletes playing dodgeball, which I wasn't used to. Um, I held my own just fine, and I, I had a great time, but I really enjoyed back in high school when I was the senior playing with the underclassmen and the girls, and I would just have like two or three balls racked up here, and I'm just like, who's next? <laughs> you. <laughs> you. Oh, really? <laughs> Double time. <laughs> just like, like trying, to, trying to fuck with people. I love dodgeball. So, yeah, if I was going to pick, it'd be dodgeball. I would be down with that. Do you guys have – I don't know if this is just something that's here in St. Louis, but do you have Sky Zones there? Is that a place? Is that the indoor uh, – is uh, it skydiving thing? No, it's it's this this indoor. Play. There's a couple of them here, maybe one or two, and basically it's you can either do free jump or dodgeball, and everybody goes for dodgeball, and it's this huge, like the size of a basketball court, all trampolines on the ground, and the walls angle up, and all the walls are trampolines, and cool. so you play dodgeball, like jumping and doing flips, and you know playing against random people, and me and my friends would go. And it'd be, this is back in high school. So, like, me and, like, five of my friends who we thought we were good at dodgeball, we would go and effectively pub stomp and <laughs> beat the shit out of 13-year-olds and young kids yeah. who didn't know how to play together. And so, uh, as we were leaving one day, they were like, hey, you guys want to sign up for this uh, dodgeball tournament? We have one, like, every month or so. And we are like, oh, fuck yeah, we'll, we'll come in, we'll clean up. We can, we can do this dodgeball tournament, sign up, get a free month of jumping and dodgeball. We did it, and we showed up, and... These people had they had coordinated T-shirts. They had those those, uh, those gloves with the, the like the Pokemon trainer fingerless gloves <laughs> they were using. Like there was a guy who brought his own ball, which a ref had to be like, you can't just bring your own ball. In. Like, we provide those, and the guy's like, oh, ridiculous. All right, so he put the ball in his locker. And the first, he put it back in his case. And put yeah. The locker. <laughs> yeah. That said, like the team name, like, the Falcons on there, and we go in the first time, and I think that we're just going to clean up. These guys have their own t-shirts, but I think that's like a pathetic thing. And got to turn our videos back on. And one of the dudes in the middle was this big fat fuck. And I thought that he was going to be an easy first out immediately off the break. This guy catches four of the six people on our team's balls, the big fat guy. Cause we all thought that he was going to be the easy <laughs> of like, he just, he just goes pop, 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 like catching them and then dropping the other one then dropping the other one, like, like a magician. And then he caught one of them and kept it. And I was one of the few people left on the team who was alive. And I, I was like standing there prepared, like I'm going to catch this, get our team back in the game. And this guy threw it so goddamn hard. I love that hard, you're still cocky. I, yeah, I thought that I like lagged in real life. Where it's just like, <laughs> and bam, sitting right in the forehead. Like his nose was like a little bit of blood, but not like a full on <laughs> nosebleed. And we just got three in a row against these guys and the other two teams just butt fucked. Damn. Now, I think we got four people out the whole time. It was so demoralizing. They like our friend the was there. One of our friends and my uh, teammate's girlfriend was there, and she was up on top, like taking video of it. And we went back and watched it later, and it was just, 
just a bloodbath. Yeah, so humiliating. Yeah, I, let's restart I the call. I feel like the camera's not coming back. Do you guys okay. have cam? Yeah, it'll just be super quick. Yeah, I uh, I remember there were dodgeball leagues uh, in like 2005, 2000s. Yeah, it was 2004, 2005. There were dodgeball leagues kind of in my area. And some of the guys who were a year or two older than me, who were like 20 or so, were, uh, you know, they were playing in it. And I remember like the, what they'd wear and stuff. But I never got into it. I wanted to, but I didn't have any of my own friends who played it. I um, did a, um, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition. I did two of them, actually. I got a gold and bronze but the point is there was a um a dodgeball thing at one of these things happening at the same time and for whatever reason i don't know they just didn't have enough people sign up so they're like hey you know if you guys are doing this shits thing and you're either you're knocked out or maybe you just have some time or whatever go sign up for dodgeball they're looking for people and you're athletic you know give it a go and i didn't i maybe i should have i wouldn't have been good but i would have had fun yeah, but, you're just throwing balls at each other and trying to... It's fun. It's, they it's had a fun. bunch of different size balls. Like, there were some big ones that were, I don't know, maybe harder to catch. And some little ones that yeah. you could really zip. And, uh, and the people cool. seemed to... Like, the balls... I, I think one of the rules might have been you could deflect with a ball. And maybe the, Yeah, so the big ones were, like, more valuable for defense. And, the, and it was kind of cool. Anyway, uh, I watched it a lot. And I realized that it, had I been in it, it would have been disgraceful. That these guys like who who it travel. It, it was the Budweiser International Dodgeball Tournament. The and, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Ben <laughs> Stiller's out there, like the, the Old Spice guy, Olga, like the, the the big chick. Like like you played against the fucking some pro dodgeball, or we're gonna play against some pro dodge. Budweiser has a team. What Budweiser sponsored the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu thing too. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah, well, that's cool. So well, I, that makes more sense because I see Bud Light uh, in in the octagon, but dodgeball is like. There was that movie, that Ben Stiller movie, of course. But other than that, like, I don't know of any. That's just something that happened in junior high, right? Like, I didn't know the thing, but I love it. It really has that in volleyball because I was, you know, six foot two in high school. So most of my, most of everyone I was playing against was, you know, a lot shorter. And so me and my buddy John Scott, who was six four, and was like a fucking pole vaulter, like we would dominate high school volleyball. Like I, I could. I'd serve it up and he'd make bloody noses rain. It was it was a good Dude, time. I had the I opposite experience as a freshman. So uh, keep in mind, I'm small, right? As a freshman, I was late to the puberty train. And uh, so as a freshman, I entered that with a good like seventh graders body. And um, I liked volleyball. And I even thought I was kind of good at it. Like in middle school, I could consistently get the ball to the other side of the net sometimes even where the other player wasn't and that was what it took to win you know like it, if your defense was good etc so um i get into high school and i'm looking to make new friends right and there's some like seniors there they're almost like the fucking um johnny karate guy from uh karate kid right like yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, he's like big he's strong he's popular he's athletic he's everything that you wish was your friend you know that you want this guy to like you and he fucking hated me because what I thought solid volleyball was, was, you know, like getting it to the other side. But at the high school level, it involves setting and spiking and stuff. So I was, you know, like, huh? hit it back. And then the other team was just like, oh, raining yeah. down, crushing our side. And uh, we and played a low net because everybody was so short. And we, I mean, I could, I, I'm no super athlete, but I could jump high enough to touch the rim on a 10 foot goal, whatever. Mm. So. That's that's high enough to spike the fuck out of a ball when the net's at like eight feet or something like that. 
Really yeah. Good time. I, I miss that. So I don't think I'd be any good now. I because because I'm just like I'm moderately taller than everyone else, but I ain't got no jumps. Like, like, like I don't have any and one. I'm not gonna be like flying through the air anymore. Like I picture I the end of my volleyball session involving signing up for ACL surgery. Could <laughs> be like you know that's a sport. And 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 dodgeball's there too. When you're playing on like a basketball court, like a hard surface like that, and you're moving super fast, like high speed stuff, like you can get hurt pretty easily. It is it is mildly dangerous. Roller hockey was like that. I, I, like I played a bunch uh, of ice hockey and stuff, and I just wanted to. The, roller hockey was closer to me, so I was like, oh, I'll add that and add like a fourth team or something. And uh, it was super rough on my knees, you know. And I was really fit, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah, so if there was some way we could play dodgeball or a sport that I've just invented in my mind just now where everyone has those t-shirt cannons and we're shooting, <laughs> hold up, yeah, right? Uh, and, and we're like shooting t-shirts at each other at like, you know, 100 miles an hour and like muzzle loading these things in the back or something like that. I'd, I'd play that. And That'll the be... t-shirts have really derogatory things on it like, uh, you know, douchebag or like... <laughs> Sure. Cocksucker, and if you get hit by the shirt, you have to wear to it. wear it until somebody until you hit somebody else with your shirt. That's how we'll like do it. our merch kickoff. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. t-shirt back. Um, I want one of those t-shirt cannons. I I I like anything that's like you know shoots things. So like that, there's a it's briefly there's a gun in Fallout. I don't know if you've gotten it yet or noticed it, Taylor, but or your girlfriend has. But it's a like a junk cannon. Um, and, and like oh, you re yeah. you just fill it up with junk, like um. Beakers, rocks, rocks, pieces of metal, um, scalpel, screwdriver, and teddy bear, oven mitt, and and then it's like it's like a gasoline engine when you're holding it. It's big. It's like and you hold the trigger down. And it goes, and when you let it go, it shoots the junk at your enemies. And so you've got a never-ending supply of ammo because you know the wasteland's full of bullshit. And every time you hit reload, he just kind of reaches, opens the top of it up, and it goes to your inventory, and you just put more fucking shit in it. That cool. sounds like fun. And it actually puts an incentive to be like, oh, maybe I do want this shard of glass. Yeah, right. You do. Sweet. There's dirty syringes here. Who knew? Yeah. It, in <laughs> the Prepare past. for death in 30 to 40 years. You've got some <laughs> Magic Johnson abilities. <laughs> in past games, there were a lot of junk that you might want to pick up so you could craft something. Like in Fallout 3, there was some crafting. The shish kebab was a cool weapon. But... For the most part, there was a lot of junk that you just would never pick up because it's virtually worthless. It weighs a lot, and you can't do anything with it really other than sell it for two caps. But now you can break down all of those. Every piece of shit you pick up can be used as a component to build something or can be stripped down to its base components like plastic or glass or screws and then used as, used as uh, further weapon improvements or armor improvements and stuff like that. So I pick everything up now. Like everything that I find, if it's a piece of glass or a crystal... Like, you never know. That could be the focusing mirror and some sort of night vision optic. And it, it is, actually, I think. Um, so, like, I love the new Fallout. It's great. I have to tell Melissa to start picking up shit, then, for that gun. All the shit. All I, the yeah. shit. Dude, I, I'm looking at the um, AMA questions from the Patreon guys. Huh? And uh, we had used this doc once before, but didn't go through all the questions. So it was, like, a thing. And I'm down near the bottom, and it says, Am I an asshole? For copying the link from Painkiller already and interjecting my question into this document that I shouldn't have access to. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. That's funny. Yeah. 
I say a little bit, but that's pretty inventive. So, <laughs> yeah. That guy watched the show, saw the URL, copy-pasted, went to our doc, and then edited his own question into it? Yes. Hilarious. And, and by saying it out loud, you've opened us up to that... To that, uh, that, 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 uh, we that, need to that finish this doc everyone. today. <laughs> this doc is done. Do not join on this doc. Um, yeah. Like, fuck Kyle in one, one block letter. I'm just, I, I would say not an asshole because he didn't do anything destructive. He just added no. a funny thing. Good and... job, dude. That, that's, that's very inventive. You are the only one out of the, you know, 125, 150,000 people or whatever that saw it that did it. So, exactly. good on you. Smart guy. But now I don't know which ones of these to trust. Maybe that was his, you know, uh, uh, yeah. his red pairing of a question to make us think that that's the only one. Do we really remember? <laughs> when someone cracks into your computer, like you pretty much just throw everything out. You don't know if it's been rooted, had, if he's left some open door for him to come back when he wants. Like you just you can't trust it anymore. And that's kind of where this doc is, according to, yeah. <laughs> according to him. It's kind of is good for him. <laughs> Uh, are there any more games that are coming out this year that are Star Wars? It, yeah, the Star yes. Wars one. Star Wars, That's I already right. have that pre-ordered. That's going to be sweet. I, I'm de I think this is be I think that us playing Battlefront might be more entertaining than us playing any other game. Um, I, I haven't played Battlefront. Um, I haven't played any Star ones? Wars game ever. No, oh, but I've right. watched a lot of the videos from this new from the beta of Battlefront that that was a, a month or so ago. And I was in love with it. I love every aspect of how the gameplay works. I love that you've got like Vader and, and Luke Skywalker that come in. I, I guess you get like powered up or get enough kills points. Yeah, how do you become a hero? I think knows? that I think it's like a kill streak, basically. I think that mm. you get enough things done, that you get enough points accrued or something like that. You get on a hot streak and you you get to become Darth Vader and go on like a killing rampage for a limited amount of time. All the Darth that, Vader clips look awesome. When you yes! get to play as him where people are shooting at you, you're deflecting all the lasers back and you're not just it's not like a call of duty kill streak where it's like ah fuck i just got three of them like oh darn maybe my next harrier will be good every clip is this guy he's just just like nine opponents he's just mowing through vom, everyone vom. my only and... worry is that it's going to be really hard to get that and so i'm going to be getting shit on by vader a lot more than getting to shit on with vader on that map in particular the the the, the ice planet hoth um Sweet. It seemed like it was really um, slated towards the Empire, the invaders winning, because they've got those tat-tats or at-tats. Everyone said that. at Yeah, and so apparently without not only a large amount of communication and teamwork, you also had to be good, and the other team might even have to be a little bad for you to win as on defense. And that, to me, was very interesting. It was like, well, that means every game you go in, you're like, all right, guys. We're fighting an uphill battle. Like we win about one out of three of these. So but let's see what we can do. And so when you win one, it's like, yeah, we fucking beat the empire. We did it. We fought them off. Like like against overwhelming odds. Literally, I like that because it's it's always been balanced. You know, is it, do you win just by knocking down one at at? Is that how? Yeah, kill them both. And there's two. I think there's, I think there's more to just the than, than getting those things. I think you've got to maybe shoot down some air support, but it's definitely killing those two things. And from what I saw, like they're just almost impossible to, to destroy without getting... I saw somebody did it with the speeder it. thing. Like, you know how you can, like, yeah. use the cable? I think it has to be weakened before that can happen because, like, yeah. I don't know. I read a lot, and they were like, this is just impossible. It's so I, fucking hard. It's so I, I think it takes some skill on the stick to do that cable thing that is hard. Or maybe they need to be weakened before that's available as, a, you know, to do mm -hmm. to them. It seemed like they were running around turning on some, like, defensive grid or something at some point, maybe. You know, I'm just watching clips, you know, like montage clips almost, so I don't have a real... 
firm understanding of the gameplay, but it looked like a ton of fun. Even just the guys running around with blasters uh, and, and guns and stuff, that looked like a lot of fun. Like There was some trench warfare. I, I'm really excited I, about I, that. As I think about it, I've never played Battlefront either. I'm like, oh yeah, I no wait, that was Bad Company. No, I've played, no, that was Battlefield. This is Battlefront. It's the same engine, right? It's the same company? It came out a long time ago, the original Battlefront. Did, does DICE make this game? Or EA? Or? I don't know. I, I know the original one. I think I had it for like Xbox original. I think Maybe it's like, EA. I'm super ignorant about, about the games that I'm not, you know, I guess it goes without saying. The, the ones I don't know anything about. Yeah. By, <laughs> defini- by definition. It's a real fun game. EA I like game. the idea of the uphill battle that, that that's because I remember like the last thing I remember that there was anywhere like that is like Call of Duty 4 and maps like Bog where like if you get oh. the bad spawn it's like all right guys let's flip this spawn we're gonna run up the right side sock you go up the left side and pop smoke and confuse and we're gonna flood the right side of the map completely flip the spawn take their take their flag take B and put them in this shithole that we're coming out of right now before you know before 60 seconds elapses and you know it, you had to or you're I mean, we all know what the bad side was. Fog was a disaster if they got B and their home flag and kept you in the shit side. Like, a helicopter could get, you know, 10, 12 kills. The the highest scoring game I ever saw Socrates do, he got, like, I don't know, 140 kills or something like that in a domination. And what we did was we did not capture our home, our back flag. We, We just ran to B and captured B. And so, and they captured their home flag. So that meant that the ticker's ticking away even the whole game. We're tied up the whole game. We mm-hmm. have B. They have their home flag. And just at the end, we cap our flag, uh, which gives us, you know, like the one-point advantage to win or whatever. But if you think about it, normally the domination, I don't remember how many, t- how many points you get per seconds played or whatever when a flag is captured. Uh, maybe you guys know. But if you've only got one flag captured versus what normally one team always has two captured, yeah, so the game's you know. like eight minutes long. But we effectively double the time limit of the game to like 15 minutes of domination. And it is. It's, it's literally with, 15 minutes of dom. You know Pwnstar.com? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's a, he live streams a lot. And he's really, really good at COD. Super beast. Yeah. There's another guy, Pwnstar for hire. I don't know if he still plays COD. But this is Pwnstar.com. So people don't get it mixed Much up. Much stronger player. Yeah. And uh, um, anyway, Pwnstar.com, when he plays, he'll like, He'll lay it out and like I, whether you're allowed to capture the home flag or not. And mm-hmm. you know I'm playing with him and I'm not on his level or anything, so I'm just following the rules, trying to like keep up and not embarrass myself. And they'll you know he'll be like, all right, all right, time to capture the home flag because they just want to like have predictable spawns and stuff. And he has it wired out for every map. Uh, that's a new game now, but I'm sure he does already. They win the race every year. That's impressive. Um... He's just so strong, and he's yeah. got a support. He's got a, a a group of support guys who are almost as good as his, he is, seemingly, and yep. they're just a crushing machine that that's, it's only going to get slowed down when they run against actual pros. And then like, there's a pub stompers are better at pubs than pros are. And the uh, other thing about him, it, like he'll get a hundred point games almost all the time. Like it, more than half of his games, he gets hundred kills. As I meant to say, kill games. But um, if you look down the lobby, someone else will have like 80 kills and someone else will have 70 and another guy will have 60. And that's super impressive. Like I, I remember some guys, I want to name them because it sounds like uh, I'd be trashed on them, but all five players or all eight players on their team would be required to support him. You know, throw your, you know, like these are the streaks you're allowed to run. 
I get the killy streaks, you get the supporty streaks. The, and I want you throwing flak jackets at me. I want you doing this. You know, he's like Bukaki in these flak jackets, you know, as they're all like throwing it on him. And uh, they would get big numbers, but like when Pwnstar.com does it, he's not having that same experience. You know, they're all like playing under the same rules. And, and uh, yeah, if anything, they're probably trying to beat him. Yeah. I was. I mean, I, I wasn't. Um, Doing anything that would you know, hurt him, you know, like not capturing flags or, or capturing flags when I'm not supposed to or something. But, uh, you know, I was also trying to go as high. It, it would have been really neat to me if I ever finished higher than him in the scoreboard, which yeah. never happened. But, um, yeah, I, I, I know, I know what you're talking about there. I like playing that style. Like, um, that's it was always nice to have friends who were really good. And like, like I would play with Socrates and Black Ops One, and I still remember like he'd run UAV counter UAV Blackbird for me. And his first, the, I remember one time we were playing on a snow map in Black Ops 1. I don't remember which one it is, but it was kind of like a square um, building facility. Like there's a courtyard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. But it's snow. And then there's this outside it's area. It's like where dish or something or array? I forget. Not array. It's, it, it, was a, it was a smaller map than array. Oh. Um, but it was snowy in Black Ops 1. In any case, I just remember the Summit. first seven kills of the game were Socrates. And they were his Blackbird. And so the game starts out, and I'm just like, all right, let me see if I can get into this building. Blackbird overhead. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just got in the building. And, and he had went in the other building, cleared him out. So now they're spawning at my building, and I got my Blackbird up. And I would, get, I would do very well as a result of his recon. It's a and mix, though. Like, sometimes when I played with him, I felt like I had a hard time getting the traffic I wanted. You know, because he'd be so aggressively up there. He'd often have the best spot, like like say high rise, for example, right? There's one spot kind of in the middle that's getting the bulk of the traffic, or maybe to the left, and they're all pushed in the building trying to get out. And I'm like, well, I can't stand next to him and share that spot. Like that's kind of breaking a politeness rule. You can't go in there and get in front of him because that'd be flipping the spawn. And Taylor's an expert in that. I, I like it, so you're just stuck with like you know the downstairs spawn or something and, and that sucks so and and he would live a long time so he would operate i remember in call of duty 4 like he would get on the um the trash pile or not he, he actually didn't like to work the trash pile he'd push past the trash pile to the on the on the front of the bus which is the left side and there's some trash cans mm. there that were bulletproof and he would get right there and he would shoot into the the fruit market where they were spawning but every now and then they'd spawn behind the bus. So he would just run behind the bus and machine gun them all. And they would spawn back in the fruit market and he'd, he'd take his spot back up behind the trash barrels. And it was just a never ending. Like he'd get, he'd, it'd be an eight kill streak and then, you know, chopper and then a nine kill streak and then a chopper. And just. Do you ever talk to him? No, I haven't. I got him on, I think I got him on here somewhere. What's he doing now? Well, if we play multiplayer later, we should see if he'll come and pull us out of the shitty depths that we're currently having. <laughs> so I'm tired of losing. I've got yeah, I have I have Impulse and Socrates on here actually. I got the my, my two uh, my two buddies from like five years ago who were Did so I played Borderlands, the first one with Socrates. And as the second one was coming out, he invited me. He's like, dude, are you getting the next Borderlands? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, we should play together. I had so much fun with you when we played it the first time. And I'm like Socrates had fun playing with me. <laughs> me? That's so great. Uh, it was cool. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I've always enjoyed playing with it with him. He, he's just really strong player and really laid back and chill about the whole thing. Uh, and, but then sometimes he'd get angry and he'd curse people out online. That was always fun too because he 
if anybody could back it up, it was him. And it, it was always fun to see him like get into a cursing match with some guy who thought he was good and was good. But Sock was legitimately pretty great. And then just, just watch him just mop house with the whole team. And he's talking shit the whole time. He's like, yeah, you like that? You like that? You like that? And it's just like, holy shit, the kill feed's feeding up with his M16 over there. Because they pissed him off enough to use one. <laughs> I, I played when I was new. And I don't know how good this guy was. I wasn't even good enough to evaluate people. But um, someone was like, whatever, getting their headshots for some shitty weapon like the M44 or something. And, and uh, uh, a player was like, he won free-for-all. He's like, ah, you suck. You know, I kick all your ass. Fuck your mom, etc." And he's like, what? You don't know me. You don't know what I, you don't know how good I am. He's like, I'm going to fight. And he, he changed weapons. You know, the yeah, one yeah. like, what is it? Like MP5 or something that he's better with. And uh, he just killed everyone. Everyone just murdered it, you know, until the, the, the trash talker left the lobby. And it was like, oh, I think I know him now. That <laughs> yeah. was the, uh, that I, I was legitimately good enough at Call of Duty 4 that I could do that. That I could, mm -hmm. I could, I would win like almost every single free for all and, and virtually every cage match. I, I lost some cage matches. I could, but I bet I could count them on two hands. Like, I feel you like I lost maybe. I played so much cage match and, they, and, I, and it would just be one after another. Like, come on, come on. And the best part would be, because I knew the maps so well, and I knew something that most players don't know, I knew how to play the maps 1v1. The big maps, like Countdown, I know where the spawn points are, motherfucker. I'm waiting on you. Like, like one guy would leave, he quit out, and I've only got two kills because I got my first two kills quick. And so every time someone spawns in, and I'm changing classes to keep the timer going, to extend it indefinitely... Uh, so, so like you know, it, without a, if there's only one player in the game, the timer starts ticking down, and after ten seconds, ten seconds, it goes, "You have achieved victory, good job, Marine," or whatever. But no, I'll just keep like changing classes, and that extends that timer, resets it over and over. It's till a trick I didn't joins. know. Uh -huh. Yeah, they would join in. They're gonna spawn in that building right there, and I'm waiting by the water truck. They, as soon as they come out of the building, two burst. He's dead. Spawns again. Same UAV. Place, same place. Yeah, oftentimes, yeah, there you go. And the UAV's up, and they just got in the game. And they would just quit, 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 quit. I'd have to beat three or four people to win each cage match. That sounds um, not like fun at all. That sounds really <laughs> frustrating. My heart would be beating, because to me, it was about like pissing them off and getting a reaction out of them that, that would piss me off, and then still beating them. I really enjoyed like that they would come in cocky, or they would come in wanting to do something silly. And called, everybody played COD 4 for two years. It was a two-year COD. So, like, there were a lot of guys who were cocky and thought they were good. And I feel like I, was, I wasn't as good as Socrates, not even close. But I was better than, like, 97% of everybody else or something like that. I could really hold my own, especially in, like, my specialized game modes, like Search and Destroy. I was excellent at Search and Destroy, and I was better than excellent at Cage Match. And I, I loved beating people who were admittedly better on the stick than me at those game modes because I just knew how to play them better. Um, that was that, that my favorite moments in gaming go back to like some of the search and destroy mo uh, games we played and like the mind games that go into ha picking up the bomb and dropping it uh, on defense and on offense. I loved if there's like four or five of them and it's just me and I've got the bomb planted and I've got to defend it. You know, my, I'm, I know how to throw the grenade up from the basement and back lot. So it dink, dink, dink and blows up the bomb defuser. But I stay hidden down in the basement and, you know. I, I could hear the diff I could hear the difference between them walking on the stone and the metal, and I'm just just playing at a different level than they were, and I because I cared so much about it, I missed that. I'd like to play some search and destroy in this game, but I need a team. We need some. What what does Wings call them? Like 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 uh, like ringers. What what does he yeah, call? We need some ringers. Dudes who fuck the prom queen. 
Dudes who fuck the prom queen. <laughs> I need some dudes who fuck the prom queen with like some three KDs who can, uh-huh. who can shepherd me uh, through these games because I'm just tired of getting shit on it. I really had a guy have- I played with all the time who had a five KD. And it was a little illegit because he would occasionally back out of a game or, you know, like, like whatever. Dashboard. dashboard, that's what it was called. But um, if he never dashboarded, he'd probably have a four and a half KD. And that's just really good, you know. In, uh, yeah, he. it was cool winning every game. I enjoyed that. I, I also enjoyed being kind of protected from the trash talk, you know, because you just say don't leave. And that was nice. But... Um, yeah, it, it's sometimes nice to be the best guy in the lobby too. Like I, Black Ops Three, I played all by myself almost all year, and uh, I was usually the best guy in the lobby. I like that too. I don't care. Okay. If I'm the worst person on my team in this game. I just want to bring home a couple W's because right now we're just getting. <laughs> Is it that bad? Oh, there's like this every, kill streak. I'll be talking to Kyle, and like it goes both ways, so don't take it wrong. Yeah, where, like, oh, I won't. I'll I be know. like three and seven and i'll be like oh man this is rough and kyle will be like yeah not going too hot over here either and i'll check and he's like two and eleven and then <laughs> the next game same thing except he'll be like oh, i'm doing bad and i'll check and i'm five kills less than him with two yeah. more deaths it's just bad like we both had some people. really atrocious games that night yeah. it, it, at the end i was like and i it it was there was a terrible game where we really got our shit pushed in and i was like well i'm gonna call it a night on that now yeah. <laughs> 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 there's this kill streak, Woody, where oh, the this balls. big yeah the balls. There's this big ship that comes in, and it's got like four propellers that are facing upward. So it's like a, I think that they can go like a vertebrate and and fall. I think they can face forward and fly like a plane, maybe. But I don't mm-hmm. know. But it hovers over the map, and it dro- it does at least two drops. It does a drop and then changes position and does another drop, and it might even keep doing it. But I'm not sure because I usually try to shoot the fucker down. It takes four or maybe even five missiles to take it down. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, it drops these balls onto the map that are, I'm going to guess, about waist high tall. And they look like spiky balls that just roll around and chase anything. And when they get close enough, they fucking explode. And there are a lot of them. There can you shoot like, the balls? Yes, you can shoot the balls. Your missile launcher. Your missile, yeah, they take a few shots to detonate. Like, one bullet doesn't do it. Missile launcher will actually lock onto them, and you get 50 XP per ball you shoot, so I'm always trying to rack up that way. (laughs) (laughs) Every little bit helps. Um, (laughs) But... But like when I see the balls coming, I'm like, oh god, let me get my quad fucking missile launcher on so I can try to kill this thing. Because they, they, I've got a perk that makes them like glow red, so you can see them through buildings and stuff. It's like the same perk that would show a mine or a like claymore. tactical. It used to be called or something. Yeah, like that. and so I can just see these these fucking uh, they look, they look like langoliers from that Stephen King movie, just rolling around everywhere, and you just see them just kill feed lighting up with it them. It sounds like the gameplay is similar to what dogs were. Yeah, it is. And but the thing is, that kill streak is like. I'm guessing here, just by their position. Let's call that a 12 kill streak, a 10 kill streak, maybe 14. I don't know. It seems pretty high along through there. But there's another sh- kill streak that I don't even know what it does called the Mothership. That's the maxed out kill streak, and it seems like it's like it's way down there. It's like the tw- like it looks like a 20 kill streak or something. It's, I haven't unlocked it yet. I don't know what it does, but I'm curious. I'm always curious about the most powerful kill streaks. So far, I've se- what I've seen from that game is. The killstreaks are effective and pretty devastating, and not a lot of people are running rocket launchers, it seems. That's but those uh, balls in particular. That's what I've seen so far is the balls. Because we were, when we first got it called on us before we knew what was going on, is we were in the game, like we like maybe like 40 to 32. Mm-hmm. So not doing well, but we were in it. And then the balls get called in, 
minute and a half later, it's like 67 to 34. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. These I am sure that it, I'm sorry to cut you off. Like, but at like the conclusion of PKA, there's going to be like a, a couple. I, I don't know what to call. There's going to be a couple motherfuckers who are like, you need handholding? Because like, this is what I train for. There are a yeah. couple guys who are everything that you're asking for who are more than happy to play. You don't I have would to have a 3KD. You have to be able to combine mine and Kyle's aggregate KD and then be able to have a 3. So <laughs> oh, having oh. an anchor tied to you. So a 6KD. Yes, 6KD. Yeah, it would be nice to have like a couple of good players, uh, maybe even a full team. Like, like I'd like to play with a full team, you know, have a full party. And, and I don't need like complete skull-crushing abilities, but you know, just to keep things coordinated and have air support all the time, uh, that would be nice. We because can play two for three be happy yeah sure like like right now i feel like we're we're losing it's it's 50 50 at best and that's oh, really reaching because we also play with taylor's girlfriend and and she's not acclimated to call of duty she you know she could she could go one in ten and that wouldn't be shocking yep yeah she doesn't need play a, multiplayer we need a guy who's been on the mlg main stage right? yeah yeah if give, you, me, if give you, me somebody who does adderall for you know as a, as a performance enhancing drug on a daily basis give me one of those guys out of retirement you can help a bit. <laughs> I like Onslaught as a guy. I talked to him about six, nine months ago or something. He was on the show. Yeah, he was on the show four months ago or something. Yeah. More recently. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a great guy. And he's a good, I remember um, the, when I met him, it was because I was doing Game Battles tryouts. And uh, he stood out in particular because of his leadership. Like, there were some guys like uh, Preyus, you know, who stood out because they were just their KDs were outrageous every game. Yeah. He Reyes. He Reyes. Yeah. He was a he's a dirty thief in the end. I don't like that guy. He stole from me. Yep. Didn't you send him a capture card or something? That's exactly what it was. Like, it, it was... I, I could have just sent it, I, I guess. But he you know, he really wanted to make videos, and he was really good at Call of Duty. So I'm like, cool, I have an idea. And I'll send you the, the... I think it was a pause or something like that or capture card. I don't know what it was, but I sent him a, like an HD capture card and I was like, Hey, you know, when you make like whatever, 50 bucks or something, you send that to me. And then all the rest of this is yours. You know, I, I launch your channel. This is like a loan or something. You just pay me back what it cost me to, or less than it cost me to get you this. And, uh, and now you have it forever and you're all set. And I paid it forward sort of. And what he did instead is he like, he lent it to someone else almost right away never made a channel he got it back and then i think he sold it and uh i'm just like oh well you robbed me yeah it's kind of scumbag you think <laughs> yeah I, I had a bunch of those for whatever reason um and i sent them to a few people i sent socrates one i sent uh i sent my friend wine one everybody always was like wanting to make videos and i had a bunch of them so i would just i would send them out to people i liked uh i like see because because they would talk shit sometimes they'd be like Oh, I could do that. I, I I was like, well, let's see it, motherfucker. Let's see your videos. Let's see how, how good yours are. Um, I I remember my one friend would always like make fun of my YouTube channel. She's like, talk to me when you got more subs than Hutch. <laughs> and so when I finally like like, like surpassed Hutch and, and had like three or four times what he had, I was like, what now? What now? <laughs> He's like, all right, well, well talk, to, talk to me when you got more than Ray William Johnson. Like, well, and fuck, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I remember when my daughter was young, she's still young, but like when she was 12 or something, she liked a YouTuber a lot. And, uh, you know, I forget who it was, but it, it, she's like, well, you're not as big as X and X and X. And I'm like, I'm bigger both in views and subs. 
like in every in every yeah. measurable way i am. recognize who you're talking to here 12 year old daughter <laughs> you know, like, you go know. to your room until you recognize how yeah. dominant i am on this <laughs> online media i've had that before i've been talking to guys at gun like we were at our booth at a gun show one time and the guy was like you ever see so-and-so videos and i was like yeah yeah i think i knew that he's like he's got to be like the number one guy though right and i was like I would say like number 37 or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got 114,000 subscribers. Like, like if you're doing gun content. It's yeah. My brother did a similar thing. There was a gun guy actually. And, uh, and he didn't mean to put me down. My brother, I like my brother, but he said it like, you know, oh, this guy's really good. That guy's I'm such an asshole, by the way. I know the guy you're talking about. He's such a douche. Yes, a, most of the gun guys out there are really cool guys. Um, like like Twenty Two Plinkster, Richard Ryan. Um, I could go on Iraq veteran. I could go on and on. Uh, um, Hickok. Um, all those guys, really cool people to to talk to in real life. But there's a few of them who are just like weird. This particular weird guy, guys. feel is he to say he comes off as a know it all doesn't fully explain it. it it's like. Not only I, I does he know it all, but you're all dumb. Um, I, I don't know. I, my, my thing is like I've heard of things he said, not just about me, but about just people in general and like his, his general attitude about the whole thing. And like, um, like I, I'll go to like these meetups that we do every now and then. We did one in Vegas last shot show where it was, you know, all the gun guys were there or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this guy's not. He's not there. And like, I mean, guys who were the older, like Hickok was there, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. I know Jerry Mikulek was the championship uh, shooter guy. He's really cool. All those people, really fun people to talk to, really respectful, funny, like grown up dudes. For Hickok the most part. seems like a good man. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, um, him and his son work together on the on mm -hmm. the channel. I, mm -hmm. I think his son's a big, uh, an integral part of, of what he does there. But all those guys, really stand up, cool guys. Been very nice to me when I've met them in person. And and uh, but there's that 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 one guy. He's just a just a jerk. Is the just, stolen valor guy supposed to be cool? Um, he, well, he does a. I, I have no idea. You have like, no idea he, oh. that he's not a. That that's that's all he does is like expose Navy SEALs on YouTube. I think no, no, no. Name. I'm talking about the guy who. Did stolen valor? Oh well, I I think stolen valor is exact. I don't know the exact thing about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's a nice guy. Um, is that a guy's name? No, no. I forget his name, and if I knew it, I probably wouldn't want to say it. But I think that he talked about like time in Iraq when he actually got. I think what he actually did is get into boot camp, but not finish it. Yeah, I he, I he made a video explaining it. I I don't know anything, and I certainly mm -hmm. wanna, wouldn't want to accuse somebody of something. I I've hung out with him probably three or four times. Uh, mm. We went hog hunting together. Um, I you know hung out with his girlfriend, and seemed like a real nice guy to me. Yeah, I, I like that guy mm. as far as a guy, um, and I like what they do over there on their channel and everything. But I don't know anything about that stolen valor or silliness. He was accused of saying that he was doing that thing. And that he explained it in a way, and, and like I want to just take his word for it and be like, oh, maybe it's just a big misunderstanding. Because it seems like if you're in the public eye like that, you, you wouldn't make a claim that could be easily, you know, let's say that you did something overseas when there's military records and such. And, and that's just, it, like, there are the a lot of people who are very excited about exposing anyone who's doing well. And, uh, you know, that exposing isn't even always on target. Uh, so. You know, might have been yeah, off target in the first place. I, I honestly, I don't know one way or another. But my all my interactions with him were real nice guy, down to earth. You know, just like shooting. Um, and uh, that's, that's, that's it. There, very few. I I rarely run into guys who are just scumbags. But there's a few out there who are just really not nice people. And and that or they're just odd. 
You know, like like just because you, just because they're popular or famous or not not popular and uh, among like a a few hundred thousand people on the internet doesn't mean that they're actually good at being social in real life, and, and that's showing whenever you get to, into a phone conversation or like an email conversation or meet them in real life, and it's like, oh, you're one of those weird motherfuckers that like I wouldn't even want to associate in real life. That's you. <laughs> that's that's how that one guy. That's the category that one guy falls into. He's like a creepy old guy in the back of an army navy store who's gonna like drop some racial slur when no one's looking or something. This you is see him Vietnam combat boots. Good for stomping faggots. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the army navy guy and falling down. Like that's that's who he reminds me of. I don't yeah. even think I'd know who you were talking about if you told me his name. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, matter. I don't think I, you I, would. I, I, I I'm not trying to like hint. Only gun people want I watch are you and Hickok. Yeah, I, I like Hickox. So I like Demolition I like- Ranch too. I don't actually. I haven't seen his stuff in a while, but uh, he he is what I think teenage Kyle was like. <laughs> you know, like he, he's like, hey, in this video, I'm gonna disassemble a shotgun shell and throw it out of a pickup truck and get the thing to go. And you know, like I think he he like rigged up 22s in such a way that when he threw them, they'd land on the primer. Like, I guess he just put a weight on it or something. And, and that was kind of neat. He's throwing them out like, uh, I think they're called snappets. That little, like, yeah, yeah little fireworks that you give little kids. But he's doing it with ammunition because he just, like, weighed it and it would land on, the like, the rock and it would just hit the striker. A primer? Help me, Kyle. The primer. primer. Yeah. It'd be called it a, happen. oh, it's a center fire. Well, I don't know. It's a rim, it's, um, rim fire. It doesn't really have, it's rim fire, but it's technically a primer back there. It, in any case, I like him. And, it's uh, not, but it's neat. <laughs> well, Richard, I think Richard Ryan's my favorite because I because I know the what's going into those productions and his productions are super high effort. Um, this video that's going up this weekend, I fingers crossed, it should be. I think last I heard, we're just the editor's just adding like some graphics to the end slate, so it's done. It should go up Saturday. Do if you, you're listening to this, it's probably on. It's probably up now or tomorrow on FPS Russia. Yeah, I, I um, but but you know it, that was a collaboration with me and him, and he's just so funny. Like there's a there's a few parts where we're like cracking jokes and stuff and and he's every step of the way he's good for a joke or or you know to say a thing in a funny way uh, he's he's an actor I mean he's we should talented. get him on the show again and he, he, yeah I'm people sure. really liked him any, yeah I think he said he'd do it anytime um, I hung out with him that whole week out in Texas and uh, made that video with him got his slow mo cameras out there and got him in the video and the way he's doing stuff we were talking about like how much it costs to do a production and everything. And obviously that one was very expensive to do, but like he he was like, dude, I'm just doing stuff like cut and dry, baby. Like lots of cell phone videos. He he had like 25 or 30 cell phones, like bunches of iPhones, bunches of uh, Samsung phones, uh, or, or Android phones in his car that he 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 bought some of them new, gotten some off Craigslist, and he's just destroying them in a variety of ways. He had his hoverboard there. And, Is that uh, recent? Because he did a series like that a year ago. He's always doing that. That oh. that's a that's a big I think he has a channel that's just him destroying like consumer electronics. He had like um, six different ways to destroy iPhone sixes. When the, and sure. these were they were yeah. like hot off the presses. He stands in line, pays full retail, and then goes and destroys them in fun ways. It's um, neat to get enough views that that makes sense. Like you might say, like, you know, oh, he makes better videos than some smaller guy. But, you know, he's He's getting two million views on it. Some smaller guy would have gotten twenty thousand views on it and really lost his shirt on that video. I don't know. I don't know what of what we did. He's uploaded because he made several little videos, but mm-hmm. one of them was him on a hoverboard going through the house. We destroyed with a uh, a, a, a three hundred blackout saw, like an M two four nine saw that's chambered in three hundred blackout cartridges instead of two twenty three or five five six. I knew what and you meant. Just, 
and for the audience and he's just rolling <laughs> through there and he's just like with the big fucking heavy machine gun and he's shooting it on the hoverboard like no problem that was really cool and then of course we shot the hoverboard with a 50 cal machine gun um as you do yeah yeah and we were we, he and i were talking about the whole thing where like you know the comments would be like you could have give that to me and i was like you know with that hoverboard though you could have gave that to me. I, hover- <laughs> I was like, I, I want a hoverboard. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what? I want a boosted board. Have you seen those? Uh-uh. Uh, so it's like a, it's a skateboard, like a longboard skateboard. Oh, I have seen those. And it goes fast. It goes like 20 miles an hour. And uh, Casey Neistat uses one. I saw him. De- that's the, that's where I saw it. Yeah. One, cool. if I had one, the like, uh, me liking his videos and emulating it to some extent would be complete and they would just give me untold amounts of shit. And two, I have no reason for one. Like if you live in New York, all those last mile solutions make a ton of sense, right? Like driving a car in New York is often not the best idea. Bicycle, hoverboard, you know, you're a traffic ninja on those things. Whenever he shot the hoverboard, I was watching him shoot the hoverboard. He's setting it up and aiming the machine gun, and we were kind of, you know, being quiet because mm-hmm. it's a film set. And he's got a lot of cameras to trigger, and and there's a whole thing to it. But I was like, you know, I bet that's got some of those batteries that'll fucking explode when you know something hits them and they get mushed together in a certain way. And sure enough, like after he shoots it, the things like start smoking a little, and it's like. And like shit starts jumping off of it, and flames and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. It was fun to watch him do that. Um, he but shot a few things the, uh, there. The other thing about me and the boosted board, it just makes no sense. I, I live in, it wouldn't make much sense for you either. Like you don't need yeah. to go places that are half a mile from you. A hoverboard wouldn't either. Like I'd just be riding it around my house. It looked very cool though. You know, you just kind of, t- it's like a Segway, but without the, but just for your feet. You know, you hoverboard might make sense for getting around my house. Yeah, maybe. So. Like, what was that? Cha- some Taylor? of those, they have new Segways where it doesn't have the top bars. It's just, it's like a skateboard, but you stand facing forward. That's, that's what I'm a hoverboard. About. That's yeah. what they oh, call those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was an actual Segway brand thing. But. I, I, well, they're colloquially known as a hoverboard. I don't know what the brand or if there are different brands or whatever. I saw some chick at the airport with one, and she was riding her pink one and dragging the luggage, you know, holding the roller bag behind her, and it looked like, it was like, yes, for the airport, it doesn't get any better. Like, like she's just doing everything she needs to do, like, like had her phone in one hand dragging a roller bag with the other and she was pulling it off so well she yeah, like why not just roll out the red carpet for her <laughs> obesity and diabetes like just make it even easier i don't like, know God, that she was fit she hoverboard probably is some sort of exercise it's like saying a motocross bike is no exercise no it kind of is i don't know i didn't even ride richards before we destroyed it i meant to but i forgot but um in any case i really enjoyed working with richard I, i've done a few little things with him and I gotta say, he's genuinely the nicest person I've met on YouTube. When I first, when he first started contacting me like five years ago, wanting to to work together, I was like, no, stay away from that guy. I don't know what his deal is. He's being way too nice. He's being he's being way too nice. I was like, there's no, there aren't people that nice. He's fake. This guy is fa- being fake, and he's trying to get in close with us, and he's trying to like, I don't know, take advantage of me somehow, or make money off me somehow, or or or, or something. And, and and for years I felt that way, and I even ran into him at a party out in L.A. And I was like, I don't know about you. You're just so goddamn nice. Why are you offering me all these contacts and want to introduce me to Philip DeFranco? Who the fuck are you, you nice piece of shit? But then as the years wore on, I was like, Is Richard Ryan just a real nice guy? And everybody, and everybody's like, 
yeah, right? Like he's a, he's too nice almost. It's suspicious. And I'm like, <laughs> I know he's too nice. And, but he really is. He's so nice that it's almost suspicious. But like, um, I've had him he's come in for down. The long con. <laughs> he was in Tennessee. I, I needed to do some filming, and he was in Tennessee. And I was like, Hey, could you come down here and help me do this thing? I can't get slow mo. It's it's gonna it's gonna cost me an arm and a leg. Like it's gonna cost me like ten thousand dollars to get the camera work that you could provide. And 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 could you come do this thing with me? And I offered nothing in return, no promotion whatsoever, anything like that. And he drove from Tennessee down to where I am, which is like three hours. Spent uh, two days with me with his half million dollars of cameras and his full and gave me all of his time. And he and at the end of the videos, whenever I was like, oh, and go check out Richard Ryan at his channel, Full Mag. Uh, you know, he was like afterwards, he was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. I, I didn't think you're going to do that or anything. I just wanted to help. And I'm just like, stop being so goddamn nice. <laughs> you'll never get ahead in life. Be nice. Stop it. He seems Stop to it. be ahead. He is. Yeah, he's, he's doing he, he's doing just fine for himself. But I, I really like Richard. Um, he, he's just genuinely so goddamn nice that it comes off as suspicious when you first meet him. But I got to say, like, that's what St. Northcutt is like. The UFC fighter who's had one fight. He's just. Yeah. If I could count the number of people who say that about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. No, I not, not even once. If I had a nickel. You know. <clears throat> If I could count the people who say I'm a pedophile, money scamming, um, money whoring, something else, manipulator. You'd have enough to rent a kid for a day. <laughs> Kids are expensive. I don't know if you've ever rented one, but. $1,400 an hour. Yeah, jeez. Depends old. if they've been rented before. Yeah, too old. <laughs> yeah. You don't want too much mileage on there. No, then they're Otherwise, hardly even kids anymore. They're, they're docs, you know. They know the score. They, they should be innocent and confused. I'm ready for one of my shows to kick back on. Because right now, I'm watching South Park because the new episodes are coming out. I strongly recommend you get Hulu so you can stay up to date on that thing. This, episode, this season of South Park, really, it's, been, it's, it's, it's one overarching story arc there with little funny tidbits along the way. But the main focus is political correctness and just poking fun at it and turning it on its head. And, and 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 really hitting up societal it's issues like that are going theme driven than any season before where they're like it's just all on the same theme yeah for, so the the principal has been replaced and, and they did it in the first episode they replaced the principal with pc principal and he's still the principal at, at the, and we're like six episodes in or something like that and there's only 10 for this season and now it's been like i said revealed that there's an overarching like secret going on that that that's just been revealed and you're like Oh, so this goes back to almost virtually every episode we've seen. There's been a clue to this, but now we're starting to realize that something's going on. Um, this last one was, if anyone who's seen it, I almost cried a little when, when I saw that there's a situation with a dog, and I felt so sorry for the character and his dog. Um, the last episode was wonderful. I, I liked it a lot. So I'm watching oh, I didn't know that there was one after the Tweak and Craig being gay together one. Brand new. Came out late yesterday. It came out last night. Al, we talked before the show about Al Irizari's thing. It's called uh, Master of None. Oh, uh, Aziz Ansari. That, that's Al not what I said. I thought you were trying to like talk about a new story from Al Jazeera. For me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I would have gotten Al Jazeera right. No, it, it, say his name slowly for me. Aziz Ansari. That's not even that hard. Aziz Ansari. Yeah. All right. So have you guys seen Master of None? I watched one episode, the first episode. It's um, the first three or four, I think. Pretty good, I think. That's his father, you know. Yeah, and his mom. I yeah, think it's like that. the fifth episode or something. It's called Parents, and it focuses on the parents almost exclusively. 
And so what I took from the first episode, and I, 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 I'm. I feel bad for even like talking about what I think about the show after only seeing one episode. I feel like you need to see at least two or three episodes before making a judgment on a show. But but the things that struck me was there were funny moments, but it reminded me a little bit of Louis C.K.'s one of his shows and, and how it's like hyper realistic at times and it feels like you're it's more like a documentary, like you're just watching him go about a day that is a bit comical, but it's so rooted in real life that it's almost like, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia is a bizarro world, right? Mm-hmm. Where everything's kooky and, and funny yeah. and silly. And the characters all have these massive character flaws and, and they're literally like sociopaths. But here it's like, okay, that this seems like what Aziz Ansari's life is like. If you combine like a lot of the interesting events and combine them into one day. And um, I don't know. I like that it started out with a condom breaking and, and he's like, well, you know, there could be some pre-cum in there. Like, one of the, one, there could be a, a, some sperm in there. And, and she's like, I don't know about that. And they Google it together. In they literally bed. Google it on their phone. Like, they, they, they were having sex 90 seconds earlier. There's a little conversation that ensues. And then they, they're just Googling on their phones. It's and then funny. they go get plan B. They go get the, the, the plan, they go get plan B and she takes the pill or whatever. And he's like, oh, no, this is on me. And, you know, <laughs> I thought all that, is, it, it seems so, like, a bit dark. But I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And I don't know. I, I watched the whole thing. I liked it. And there were certain parts of it that I thought were pretty funny. I liked that he had to, like, escort the little girl to the bathroom. And there was the whole conference. He's like, I don't have to do anything. She's like, no, no, I just need you here because I'm scared. And, you know, he's like, all right, all right. then. And then later on, she's like, he took me to the bathroom and told me not to tell anyone. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's good. I like that. But it wasn't laugh out loud funny. I'm going to give it another chance because I like there Aziz. There were a couple in the first in the three maybe three and a half episodes that i watched there were a handful of laugh out loud like not like hysterically like oh like a belly laugh but you know a couple like titters here and there exactly yeah it's funny i feel like taylor doesn't like most comedians uh i like anthony jeselnik I'd say that's for Anthony Jesselnik is very very I, funny. I, did you like it? I, did you like his special? Because yeah, I thought like that was special. fucking two thumbs up. That 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 ranks up there almost with the with some of the Bill Burr stuff. It's definitely better than Bill Burr's last uh, special, the black and white one. No, uh, I well they're so different in style that it's hard. Jess, Jesselnik has that really really flat delivery, it's that monotone dead. thing, very deadpan and and lots of dead baby jokes and and stuff like that and. And I like how he'll be like, oh, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. That's what I open with. You know, I open with the dead baby. It's, it's all downhill from here. We're not, we're just yeah. getting, we're just he, getting. He grades it. the audience a lot, right? Like if they don't like a joke, I saw it. I, I, I like his style. I like the mean swarthiness of it where you're just being over the top crude and gauging I, people's responses. I like the confidence in it. Like yeah. a, 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 they would decide a joke was too far and he's like, oh, no, no, we're going farther. You know, like it's it just kind of a like you as an audience, you might not be suited for this. Sh- the show is great. I'm confident in that, <laughs> but you might not be good enough for it. And and like that's not a quote, but it's an it's like a he lays that out saying, there. Basically, yeah, yeah. Getting back to like you saying, I'm too, like I don't like most comedians. I, I mean, I'd say that's true. I'd say most people don't like most comedians because there's so many out there and so many are shitty. It's just with the TV show thing that like so many comedians are having TV shows now. I would like, say that a top I, I comedian. The first, I like well, the first couple episodes of Louie when I first saw it, and I liked the first episode of Aziz's show when I saw it. Maybe the first couple, but I feel like both of those shows are similar in the fact that they go quickly from trying to make you laugh 
to just a really ham-handed approach at like, oh, and this is how the world works. And here's yeah. like a way too real of a depiction of this. It's just like, I don't know, they're trying too hard to get a message across at the who's expense the com- of humor. Who's the Australian comedian who he has that Jim really Jeffries. funny? Jim, have you ever, did you watch Jim Jeffries' show? Uh, yeah, that was funny. That's funny. And the first season, funny. the first season is very good. The second season is pretty damn good. He's got that really, really skinny guy. Um, who, the paralyzed guy? Yeah, who plays like his paralyzed friend who's like, I think he's paralyzed. Maybe his hands work. No, his hands don't work. Um, I think he's just, it's just like, he's like a quadriplegic and they make that hysterical. Like, like there's a time when like the quadriplegic guy gets an online girlfriend and um, she wants to see his dick. And, and, like, and so like Jim, he pans the camera down and Jim whips out the guy's dick to show her, show it to her. And he's got a monster dick, right? Like it's huge. And, uh, and he's, he's like, you gonna jerk it off or whatever. And he's just like, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and like when it, but when that's exposed, they're like, you jerked your quadriplegic friend off so he could make a connection online. You're the, you're the greatest friend ever. Yeah. But, and then there's a super touching moment where the girl is like, she pulls her camera back and I think she's like, ha- she, she doesn't have any legs or something like that. Or she's got an issue too. And there's, and, and I'm like, ver- and what so it, is it this on FX? Maybe. Yeah. I think it's FX. Oh, it sounds like the Playboy channel or something. Like, like, there's some. I guess they don't show it directly or something. No, no, no. It's all like simulate. Yeah, it's you know, and, and these are like r- the raciest of the moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is that one time where where Jim sleeps with a married woman, and then I think he's got to like put her in up some luggage and wheel it out to his car because the paparazzi's outside, and he's literally got a woman in a bag in the trunk of his car, and then he gets pulled over. Uh, Dude, there's um, a. In Master of None, there's a scene that rivals that. I I guess I'll spoil it for you because it's fun. But he meets this woman. She's married. And uh, she's, like, great in a lot of ways. He totally loves her and everything. Then he finds out she's married. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, like, you're in a marriage. It's, it's I'm out. And she's so confident. She's like, here's my, I'm going to put my number in your phone. And when you, when you change your mind, because you will, you call me. And he's like, you are confident. Anyway, he meets the husband. And the husband was like a total douchebag. They're at an ice cream store. He takes the last like King Kong Sunday or something. And he's like, you butt in front of me. He's like, fuck off. You know, I'm, I'm busy. He gets the Sunday, takes one bite, doesn't like it, throws it away. And now Aaron, <laughs> and now serious. you can see it go on his head. I'm going to fuck your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was fun. A little revenge yeah, there were some story. Good scenes in the show. It's just like. I don't know, when I watch a show that a comedian's doing, it's like the precedent has been set. It's like, all right, this is a funny guy. They are going to make me laugh really hard. And so Jim Jeffries hit that on the head with his show. I was You're laughing every so, episode. Like, like Louis, Louis C.K. will do, a, will do a, um, a stand-up. I don't know what to call it. The hour-long, like, you know, his, his special. special, thank you. He'll do a special and kill it. Then he'll do another special and kill it. Right, and, and Taylor's like, "Nope, he's fallen off, gone to shit. I that have. he's done now." And that I'm like, yeah. "That guy's better than you know ninety percent of comedians, but because he's not better than himself two years ago, uh, you know, he set a really high bar for himself. And so now, just like if Bill Burr's next special sucks ass, people are gonna be like, "Wow, this isn't nearly as good as you people are all the same or uh, his 2008 special or anything like that. Like he set the bar too high." So it's not that it's bad quality. It's just that you go into it expecting like, man, 
that one five years ago was great. The one three years ago was like, excellent. What's this going to be? I feel like there aren't too many comedians who are, who have that longevity. I feel like George Carlin was always funny. I, like like mm-hmm. uh, George Carlin stuff always was great. But then I mean I look at somebody like Eddie Murphy, who I consider to be one of the greatest stand-ups ever. Chris Rock too. Like I, I, don't, I guess I mentioned him because yeah. they're both black. But like Chris Rock's had like two specials. I, bigger. Richard and Pryor was Richard Pryor good. Bill Cosby. You like Bill Cosby? I didn't really like Bill Cosby's stand-up. Um, I liked Richard Pryor's stand-up quite a bit. Uh, I thought it was pretty fucking good. Uh, but, but, but I think that Eddie Murphy is probably one of the best there's ever been. But I've only seen like one of his specials that I thought was his best one. And that one feels like to me like... Raw. But I feel like Bill Burr's got like three that are like gold. Like, like his, his... There's maybe four. I've seen four, I think. But his first three... We're just golden, every one of them. I, I, I've sat and watched them with like lots of different people. I've seen them each two or three times, and they're still hysterical. When he's talking about the dog, he's doing the dog's voice and describing how the dog's all hyped up and, ah, ah, and you know, he's got great delivery. His eyes are all crazy. Like, like, he's, he's, he looks like me. He's like, ah, ah, and you're just like, he's selling it so well, talking about the dog and the girlfriend and, ha- and how the girlfriend's like, yeah, I got a, he's a pit bull mix. mix. <laughs> like, mix with what? Another fucking pit bull? <laughs> like, this thing's a killer. It's a killer. I, I feel like, like oh. a lot of Bill Burr's stuff, I'm sorry, I thought you were even, it, it wrapped around kind of women hating, for lack of, I, I wish I had a softer term around that, but he was like, women arguing, women being crazy, like a lot of that. And then he got married or something and changed his routine and he's had a hard time rivaling the women hating no, stuff. He still does a lot of the relationship stuff in his material. You know, I mm-hmm. hope him the best in his life. I hope he and Nia, his wife, are happy and do very well. I don't. But imagine the slew of <laughs> material that's going to come if they do get divorced. And all of his predictions for the years came true. About, so let me like, tell you what I was really thinking last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah, that would open up a whole new era for him. But at the same time. She took the dog. <laughs> you know, it would yeah. be, be great. Now, like, like, I'm sure, like, I, I, I would love to see the material if that woman left him and took the dog. He'd be, he'd be talking about, like, visiting the dog and <laughs> how the dog looks at him out the window and everything. <laughs> like, he could, he could have so much fun with that. But, yeah, he needs something bad to happen to him to make some good comedy. I, I, I Louis C.K.? Like, like one. Oh, I, he's never made me laugh once. I've watched, like, I keep watching his specials because I want to be part of this team that, that, that thinks he's hilarious because everybody's a member, it seems like, but me. And I don't want to be some hipster douchebag who's like, Louis C.K., it's so mainstream. That's no, that's good. not me. Like, I'm up for these mainstream, mainstream anything, I think, is, is, is fine by me. I'm his not going to. 2008 special is really funny. I watched it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I watched the first, like, 20 minutes of one, didn't crack a smile. I watched the first 30 minutes of one, didn't crack a smile. And then I watched the whole hour of one of them. And like laughed maybe twice or something like that. And I, I was like, I don't like you. I feel like his most recent one, I only started to appreciate it in hindsight. You know, that but maybe routine. and um, yeah, That's yeah, not but, what you want in a comedy show. True. Is you want just visceral, like laughing because you're finding it so funny that you can't hold it in. You don't want it to be like, you know what? What a poignant observation. Carlin had that. Did you see Colin Quinn's? Colin Quinn has that. You see Colin Quinn's thing about where he goes like, through history with all the visual. He's got a big screen behind him, and he's going mm-hmm. through history, giving you a, a comedic history lesson. Me and Chiz watched that, and that's better than anything Louis C.K.'s ever done. Fucking Colin Quinn nails it. It's, you know what I find? on the Opie and Anthony show a lot, and he's really funny. You know he's what's a- interesting to me? I feel like a lot of comedians who are wildly successful in other areas still value their comedy a ton. 
like um, Seinfeld, right? Seinfeld doesn't need fame. He doesn't need money. He doesn't need anything. He lives his life for himself. But I still feel like how he's viewed as a stand-up comedian is a big part of his identity. Um, Joe Rogan, right? To me, Joe Rogan's the UFC guy. He's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a talented stand-up fighter. He's the UFC commentator that is the gold standard, the number one. There is no better. He has a really successful podcast, but he seems like a big part of his identity and self-worth is how good his stand-up is, which I'm told he's killing it lately. I haven't seen any kind I of enjoy, stuff. I know you don't care for it as much, but I, I love his thing about like the monkey stuff left over in our brains when we're climbing mountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love his thing about the can of bug spray. He's, he, he's like, I have a can of poison with your, with face, your face on it, and I'll spray it, it until it is light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like all that. And it, I, I, watched his, I watched his special and really enjoyed it. I, um, I, yes. to me, I like a lot of the stuff he's done. I like the show he's been in, Fear Factor News. This thing was called News Radio. Yep. I, his, his UFC stuff is great. His, his, uh, like everything he does, I really like. I like his podcast. To me, historically, his stand-up is the thing I like the least. But I'm totally seen, killing it. So there's more to see. Have you ever seen him handle hecklers? I'm so unimpressed with that. I am so unimpressed with almost everyone who handles hecklers, except for that one skinny British brown-haired guy. Like you have to think on your feet the whole time. No bullshit. Oftentimes, goes both. There's two things. There's two things. I know what you're gonna say. They have they have pre-programmed responses for for just about any. That's only half of it gone. But but I've seen them play off of what they're saying specifically, like like things that only had to do with what the guy was doing right here and now, and just pick that guy apart. There was one where like Jim Carr does that well. I think that's the guy's name. Somebody was making fun of what the comet was mar- was wearing or something. He turned his whole he's he's like it's a fashion show. And he just kept like Rogan like, did that. Oh god, that sucked. I, I I he's like this shirt is stupid, but I bought this shirt knowing it was stupid. You on the other hand thought that shirt was nice. And your shirt No, that's not that's not the one I was thinking. I have oh. seen what you're talking about and maybe that that's, that wasn't so strong, but here's I, the I like, thing. I feel I like, like when they hecklers. Because they're on stage Everything they say comes with a huge advantage. I do it on woodycraft.net, actually. So so someone will be like, Woody, you suck dick or something like that. And I was like, I, you know, I thought we agreed. You love that. And everyone wrecked, oh my God, destroyed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, like, I, I didn't really beat him that bad, you know. But everyone's on my side because this is my home court. Is that the power dynamic? The pa- perfect that and and I could go on with the half funny repeated bullshit that I say on my server, but the power dynamic is so flipped. You know, like all I have to say is send pics or something, and everyone's agreeing that I destroyed this guy verbally. When in my personal scorecard, it, it was pretty close. And all these, you know, look at this guy destroy this heckler. Yeah. According to the crowd, he destroyed the heckler, but the crowd had handed out that win before it even started. I like Rogan better than Louis C.K. I, I, I prefer. I would rather go to. A, I would rather go watch Rogan do stand up, especially if it's if he's doing a special like recording or something. I'd rather go to Joe's than Louis C.K.'s. Uh, I, I feel like either. I feel like Louis has a preamble at the beginning where he's like, "Hey, I'm that real famous comic guy. I'm gonna be funny tonight. You guys ready for that? Because you know you, we all know who I am, right? Like, there's this whole thing where like he's aware of his star status and that he's expected to be funny and like I don't want all that. I want you to be funny, not tell me you're funny. And, I, and he just he just he doesn't do it for me for whatever reason. It's just a, maybe it's a personal thing. But I, my favorite comic, I really love Bill Burr. I guess that's not an unpopular opinion. All those classic guys, Jesselnick, I really like. 
I, I like Amy Schumer, though. I feel like that's an unpopular opinion that you're that, that you're not. Even she has a joke. <laughs> she said that I used to date Mexican guys, but now I prefer consensual sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I, I like a lot. There, the, there was there was one about how like the guy was talking about like anal or something and and, and suggesting it and and like she was talking about like 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 he he did some like tiny thing that he, he's like well maybe you want to do something to my butt he's like like what like like rub it like like touch it and and and, and it, it, it like the, the punchline is she's like and then I fisted him in the ass like like <laughs> just turned it around on him completely I like her stuff it's really dirty and sexual sometimes but like I all the time. What I appreciate all about sex. When That's her only topic. When the words are funny, I get a big. I really value a comedian, right? Like, um, like Chris Rock. A lot of the stuff Chris Rock says, you know, when your friend retells the joke, it's still funny. There are some guys who just tell a joke so well that the joke wasn't actually funny. It was just a good experience. Bill Burr, um. He says funny stuff too. Like I, there was one thing he's like, he's learning to argue with his wife and he's like, I figured out her thing and we're turning this ship around. And, and it was really funny. But the way he says it multiplies how funny it actually was. He's got that gift. He's t- going red face and he's up there whooping that mic around. It's, you it's know? Like Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. I, I, Mitch Hedberg, I, like his delivery and his cadence made it so much funnier than if you were to go up there and say like, oh, an escalator can't break. It can only become stairs. Like, Still true, but it's not funny because it's not him saying it with his sunglasses and his weird cadence. Like, I like uh, Dimitri Martin's first uh, special. He's kind of a prop comic, I guess. You know, I he's got a lot him. of props going on. He's he's um. It's called Dimitri Martin Person. Uh, that's the name of his uh his first one, I think. That's the I one like I his like. not to like crack up at just because I'm interested in everything he's going to do next. Yeah, and like, there's some thinking involved. Uh, like, like I'm like, oh, a little funny wordplay there. Very smart. Very smart. Can you? <laughs> He draws things and he's ambidextrous, and so like he'll draw a picture with both hands at the same time. It's cool. He plays instruments. He plays instruments during the thing. He he does. Uh, I know he definitely plays the. Gu- I think he does that thing where like he's playing the guitar and like he puts on the mic that that harmonica like he like puts his head into it as he's playing the guitar and maybe doing a third instrument. And you know he's he's and he's at, he's doing comedy songs at points, but he won't get into like a whole three minute What's song. His name again? Dimitri Martin. Uh, I think he spells it D E M, not D M. This sounds like someone I'd like to check out. He's a young guy. He's got kind of a an an interesting look, like really plain, like nerdy kind of look. You know, very intelligent. You know who I don't like that everybody else does like? Bo Burnham. I agree with you there. I don't like him very much. Yeah. I think of the sing-songy comics, Dimitri Martin's way funnier. Who's the guy who does all the food stuff? The really he had the Jim Beyond Gaffigan. the Pale Jim Gaffigan. He was on Stern recently. I like Jim Gaffigan a lot. I love all of his food comedy. I like that he's uh you know he's a really clean comic and he was talking to Stern about that. He's like, yeah, just he's like I got nothing against dirty comics. He's just, that's just not me. He's like I'm be, I'm just being me. I don't I don't you know curse like that in my day to day life. And he was talking about his hate for shellfish and all this shit. But I love he's talking about Subway and how like bullshit Subway is. And how there's that like at, at the bottom of the tuna thing, there's there's that that liquid. He's like, oh, a nice tuna gazpacho. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's got a he's got a new TV show himself um, yes. on TV Land. Yep. It's his second TV show. Uh, he said he was talking about why his first one failed or whatever, and he was like, he was like, they were writing. He, he's like, my character is called Jim Gaffigan in the TV show, but I don't get to write a word that I say. 
He's like, that just wasn't conducive to a good show. But he got a deal with TV Land where, he's, where he and his wife have full control over, the, over everything. So now he's writing, producing, making the show himself. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't have TV Land, but I'll find some way to watch it. You know who else is good is uh, also pretty clean is Brian Regan. I've seen him live. I thought it was Reagan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've seen a lot of I've seen his special, and I've I've listened to him a lot on Comedy Central Radio, or uh, yeah. one of those. I, there's like three comedy channels on Sirius XM. Yeah, he's hysterical. Um, I think he would be up Woody's alley. Yeah, I I, I love con. That's one of my favorite things to do is watch a good comedy special that that can bring me to tears, make me laugh hard. The way that like Bill Burr, Chris Rock. Um, I was I was listening to a conversation amongst comedians, and they were talking about who's funny. And I think that defined a lot of why I think certain people are funny. And, and it's like if the material's not good, right? If they're, heck, it's one of my criticisms of Seinfeld that no one agrees with but me, that uh, like the lines aren't that good. It's a show about nothing. You know, they can say like George Costanza will be whatever. Like I'm frustrated. This is boring. But no, he doesn't deliver it like I just did. He's you know, like he explodes and he turns it into something great. Whereas if you had regular people le- reading the lines, there'd be nothing to it. Um, what if the screenplay has exclamation points in it? And the director says, no, more, more. Uh, the, the way that Jerry played with Alan, the way that, you know, like Costanza played with everyone. I don't want to be a part of The way that Michael Richards would bust through the door and whatever, like that stuff was actors turning something normal into something big. And we will agree to disagree. Okay. So when I look at what comedians do, a lot of times I'm like, you know, is like is what he's saying funny or is he just saying it funny? Because I want both. Yeah. Fair Equally enough. valuable to the or no, it's more valuable to have something funny to say than I, to rely I don't solely know. on the voice. <sighs> I'm not sure. I have a hard time picking. There, like, you could rely solely on the voice and go forever because you don't even need worked material. You know, like Bill Burr's podcast, the one where he just goes by himself. A lot of that is just entertaining because of the way he tells the story. He told I watched him talk about the first UFC event he went to. And, oh my God, he loved Michael Buffer. God, I hope I got his name right. The announcer guy. He loved the experience, the fight, this and that. And he's talking about it, and I'm so engaged. But if I retold that story, people would be looking at their watches. You know, it it was all his delivery, and uh, so That's true. not that he has no good material when he does a stand, but like in his when he just goes off, you know, one man show or whatever. A lot of it's just his delivery. I liked uh, I liked Dana Carvey back in the day. Um, uh, I like his impressions and stuff. I'm trying to think, it's hard to name the like remember their names and specials and, and get it all together. Yeah, Jim Jeffries, I think, is one of the modern greats. Um, I really enjoy Jim Jeffries. His whole thing about like that sex toy getting stuck in his ass, and like, uh, there's so, and, and the whole thing about having like he's high on cocaine and trying to have sex with the two girls in the hotel room, and and just he's got lots of hardcore funny shit. Like, I, I, it's, I, he doesn't he even write to... jokes as much as just he's an excellent storyteller. That but I, I also feel like that's going to wear out. When we started this show, I did a thing called Cool Story Bro, right? And I had like eight or ten like cool stories that I would just tell, and you know, people often didn't expect them from me. And uh, you know, like every now and then, you still go, "What do you tell another cool story, dude? You know them." Yeah, you know? I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> well, hang on, let me go do some cool shit this week. Exactly. I got to jump out a window or something because, you know, like, 
And, and I feel like that that could happen to Jim Jeffries too. Let's I have mean. let's have like a, a charity dodgeball game, but the charity is for some like. I don't know, like like some disease that really affects your hand-eye coordination or something. So we're, we end up playing against a bunch of cripples. I feel like that would be fun for stories. Like the if ALS we play it, dodgeball challenge. Bam! There What's you go. Like ALS. forget the ice bucket challenge. We're whacking. <laughs> <laughs> we're whacking these these ALS patients with foam balls and just just show no mercy. Uh, that'd be great. Dodgeball I, for the blind. What the hell is oh, ALS? They stand have for? that. They have that. Um, they they have dodgeball for the blind. I watched them playing it on Reddit. And um, or was it soccer? It oh. was soccer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you could hear the ball coming, and they but but dodgeball would have been much. And they just funnier. lay themselves out like they hear the ball coming, and it's like clink, clink, clink. And most of the team was just like, all right, that one's too far for me. But some guy would like dive and lay out flat and be the barrier to stop him from scoring. Yeah, blind dodgeball would be much better. You just put something that makes noise inside the ball. So as they're coming, you hear them screaming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. fuck yeah! Nerf footballs, and like maybe we blindfold ourselves and play against the blind kids. I wonder how many blind fans we have out there. We could arrange this quickly. Um, Even if it's just one, and I get to like being a blind kid. Like, fair warning, I'm cheating. Oh, you're just putting that out there. <laughs> they, they can't even tell they're blind. <laughs> You totally get away with this. We notice there's one kid who's just black and bloody. That's the one Woody's been picking on for the last 15 <laughs> minutes, just beating him time and time again. Uh, you signed up for it. You, <laughs> you signed the waiver, you little bitch. No. <laughs> no moms at this game. Uh, You'll call the show there. It's 1.20 in the morning, and if I'm going to squeeze in any... <laughs> Any real kind of zombie game tonight, I better get started soon. All right. That was Painkiller Already, episode 256. I hope you guys enjoyed hey, it. when are we going to do PKA Plays? Be sure to check out uh, dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA and, of course, woodycraft.net because fuck the haters. Um, it looked like my headset's arriving on Tuesday. I ordered it prime, so I thought it'd be over in, like, you know, in two days, but the little status thing said Tuesday. Well, then we got to get on this zombies and be good enough for PKA plays when it rolls around. All right. Well, I, I think we're get, getting pretty close. Let's, let's do that fucking ritual tonight and get it get Pack-A-Punch going. We can get it done tonight, I think. All right. So PKA plays, uh, not this weekend, but maybe early, late next week, next weekend, something like that. All right. All right. That's a show.